Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Yeah, he's just meaning to get you down over here. And call and see. Call that call. Wait, I want to get you Yo. Hey, I'm back. Yeah. Hey, you there? Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, you can. Yeah, I probably got to get the pocket and now so I can talk to you. But, uh, you know, like I said, um, yeah, is this the, um, so this was the one that I was telling you when you were going down the highway to just make a money order because, you know, instead of using a personal, did I say use a personal check? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. I did the I did the personal check when I did it to the governor's name. Right. But that day I didn't have any checks with me, but I had a money order that I had made long ago for the same amount right, that right. I was going to use if I needed it, and that that's all I had. So I ended up using that. Right. So uh, so you got no record of. So you're not. Well, like you know what you're going to have to do. Who who gave you the money order? Was it a postal money order? Yeah, postal money order, and I, after I filled it out, I took pictures of it. Yeah, but you're still going to have to get a copy from the post office for the canceled check right. money order. You're going to have to wait for that. Right. He's, order. Probably, probably, he's probably just going to endorse it over to the Commonwealth. It doesn't matter here, but you, wrote, he, you know, he told you to write it out to him. Well, right, he's going to say he, he's going to say he just accepted payment on behalf of the Commonwealth, right? Right. What he's going to so, do? But but here's the other thing. We we wrote him letters, and one of the letters I said was, is it a true debt? And he answered back, and he said, yes, it's a true debt. And then I wrote back, and I said, okay, uh, is that hearsay, or you have firsthand knowledge that it's a true debt? You forgot to ask. You see, all the time, see, like, every time you said something like that to him, you were supposed to say, is it a legal debt or a lawful debt? You see what I'm saying? A legal debt or lawful debt instead of verifying the debt? No, instead of saying, was it, you know, you said, is it is it a true, is it a true debt or whatever you said, you know. You just say to him, is is right, you would just, I would just say to him, um, is it a legal debt or is it a lawful debt? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Based upon some sort of legal, you know, is this some sort of legal debt that you believe I, uh, that is due? Do you believe it's a legal debt or a lawful debt? But uh, you know, like I said, it was funny. Um, like again, um, when you, uh, I appreciate that you got on our show on Thursday because I break your polls every five seconds because you're a prick. And uh, a prick. I uh, told you I was never a prick. Uh, you're you're a what? I've told you I, I'm never a prick. What are you? I'm just a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, did I ever give you a hard time about anything? Uh, you give, give me a hard time about every fucking thing. No, I don't. I'm trying to get clarification, so I have well, questions look, you, I ask. Well, look, 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 you give me a hard time about me calling you a prick, see? 
There you go. That proves my case. <laughs> no, I'm just correcting you. Yeah, yeah, you just proved my case. Thank you. All right. I try to give you a compliment, and you can't even take a compliment. No, thank you. I appreciate that. But you should know by now, everything that I've done since I talked to you, even before I met you, all I'm doing is trying to get things moving forward. Yeah. But what I'm saying is funny is uh, I'm just glad you got on Angela's show and uh, <laughs> did that on Thursday because, like I said, so when you told people that Frank was going to be held on, he's being held um, um, with no um, – Well, you can listen to the call, but Angela said that's that's horrible. Oh, Okay. Especially if they don't have any proof. Now they're going to, and I told her, you know, murderers don't even get that type of sentence. And nobody's been killed. Right, but so the only one who gave you any shit was that Jeffrey guy? No, Jeffrey said that I was lying. And and then later, huh? Lying about what? What could you possibly be lying about? And I I told him, lying? Lying about what? All I'm saying is I'm updating I'm passing on the words that were given to me. I'm not saying it myself. I'm saying, I'm no, saying it to somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Jeffrey was lying that Frank didn't tell his, 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 his daughter that his attorney told him that the prosecutor's looking for life in jail without possibility of parole. Jeff, Jeffrey was saying that, 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 that they never told Frank that. No, I think uh, I, 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 I don't think it ever got to the point of what he thought I, he was saying that I was lying about. Because I got on his ass about I couldn't be lying because I'm saying what you told me. The only way I'd be lying is if I was saying you said something that you didn't. No, no, but I was saying this. Did he say that you're lying that you didn't talk to me? Or that he's saying you're lying that they would never threaten to put him in jail for the rest of his life without possibly parole? No, I think it was the thing about your daughter being a virgin. Oh, well, what, what did he say about a virgin? Or, oh, you said that she was still a virgin. What, what, tell me about that a little bit, because I got time to kill. Oh, you told me, you told me that she's still a virgin. Right. Uh, and uh, all that stuff, and that's what I communicated. Right. And then she, she and said, he, you're lying. And he said that I was lying. What, that she's not a virgin? Yeah, and he said, like, how do you know she's not a virgin? I said, look, I'm not speaking for myself. I'm doing an update and passing on information that Carl gave to me. Because the doctors, the doctors, Checked her, and she's fine. Right. So I I'm, I can't be lying because the only way I'd be lying is if I said something different than what you told me, opposite of what you said. That would be a lie. Right, because then Frank would be charged with physical rape. Right. He would be charged with a physical that He physically did something to her. And he's not charged with any physical. You know, there's, there's no, like, rape and, you know, rape or something like that. There's no, none of those charges on him. Right. You know, so obviously she's still a virgin, but you better believe they checked her out. Right. So, yeah, because they're trying to look for medical evidence. Oh, they yeah. did do something. They're not stupid. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So he was trying to say that you're lying, that she's not a virgin? No, he was trying to lie, say that I was lying because he thought I was saying she's not a virgin. And oh. I said... I can't be lying because it's not my words. I'm saying I'm doing an update for somebody else. Yeah. Right. And uh, so, and then the other thing afterwards, I had a call after Angela's call, and you know we're around talking, and he had an issue about you putting 
you know, uh, Colette's information out there, this and that. And I said, hey, look, it's his daughter. It's his life. If that's what he chooses to do, who are you to say that he shouldn't be doing it? He goes, well, it's uh, something about, you know, it's a child and morality. Maybe she don't want that out there, this and that. I said, well, that's how you would live. But doesn't mean somebody else has to live the same way and agree the same way you do. And then he kind of, you know, just kind of mellowed out. That's ridiculous. They they charged him with a, the public charged him with a crime. This isn't a private matter anymore. The public took control. Right. So what's he talking about? It's private. It's just private. It was, uh, you know, he he's always he's always finding like an angle to to come at the situation. Yeah. It's like he was talking to me about about he said oh. Uh, Carl lost on all three things that he tried to do. And I said, well, how, how do you know that? He said, well, he he got found guilty in the, in the trailer thing. And I said, okay, so maybe he lost the first round. Does it mean it's over? No, it's not over. He's like, I'm doing this. Like, yeah, he lost. He lost. Yeah, well, okay, but does it mean it's over? Right, he's thinking I care less about $35. Well, he right. will have to prove is one: can we actually get an honest transfer from these courts? So, what, what, how could they justify why, when I asked for the transcript and they wrote the transcript and I asked the cop a single question, they, they, they had the right? When you stopped me, blah blah blah, thank flash flash dash. Uh, did you dot blah dash dash dot dot? They redacted all of it, and the cop said yes. Dot 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 dot. And I said I got, and then you know I, you know I said. I have no further questions for this man. They didn't even put that in there. They're just like yeah. They, they were trying to say that it was you know they couldn't decipher what you were saying. Right, they, because right they were trying to say that they couldn't decipher what I was saying or the police officer was saying. Because I right, said I have right. no questions for this man. I said I had no questions for this officer. I said I have no further questions for this man. See, right. so they did yeah. that. They they couldn't fucking. Say that I use the word man in their court, you know, in court like that. They, they're like, there's no way we're going to let him get away with calling one of us a man because then we're going to be held liable. So then, like I said, so this is just one on one to see if they could give an honest transcript. Because how are they going to justify to, like, say, I want to play it through the, the federal courts or I want to play it through the state courts or I want to play it through the uh, Supreme Courts or the appellate courts? I want to play this all the way through. And say, what's the problem? was giving me a transcript of a traffic ticket, a $35 traffic ticket. What seems to be the problem? Why do you seem to have the – you can't seem to possibly get this right. I only talk for what, uh, a minute and a half? How come, for some reason, when I talk, you can't possibly get that fucking right? You know, and when they answered me, how can't you get the answers right? What seems to be the major malfunction? Now, if this was a murder oh, trial, I think I would. I think I would try to get the audio recording first before you start <laughs> making any waves. I'm not saying I'm not going to try. Of course, okay. Of course, I want to try, but they're going to be saying it's going to treat it like the Holy Grail. You see what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm, this is what I'm saying. This this schmuck Jeffrey doesn't realize. This this is a huge fucking long drawn out game I'm playing for a thirty five dollar ticket. He wants to he look. The district court judge told me. He says, Oh, are we talking about a farm tra- trailer? Yes. Oh, in Virginia you don't have to have a tag for a farm trailer. He said, Just raise your right hand and swear that it's a farm trailer. I said, I'm not swearing to you, I'm not swearing to anybody. I'm not swearing to any man. That's my property, I'll do as I wish. 
He said, I'll dismiss it right now. You don't have to pay a dime. Dude, it's not the money. It's the principle. Right. It's the principle. Yeah. It gives you the right or any man here the right to tell me what I have to put on my trailer. Am I causing any harm to anybody? No. I'll put what I want on my trailer, and nobody's going to make me do anything unless that's what I want to do. And I said, he's like, he's like you're kidding. Like, I can make it go away right now. No, I don't want it to go away. You know, like I said, I was trying to, you know, try not to say to him, look, I'm going to make a DVD series off of this thing. I could sell, sell this shit for hundreds of thousands of dollars. Are you fucking kidding me? This is going to be training videos. I'm going to show people how to fucking handle these people. What do you people think this is? A $35 ticket. So Jeffrey thinks it's a $35 ticket. He's a, he's a fucking idiot. If he thinks I'm just in here to save myself 35 bucks and not make a couple of million, he's out of his effing mind. I want to show people in the world how to do this stuff. Instead of oh, yeah. people, and I'll sell it as a DVD package. Yeah, I was, uh, get it. On on uh, one of my calls a while back with, with with him a couple of weeks back, that piece of what I just put up there, man, that is twisted. <laughs> Holy crap! You said it was what? Fun. I got the wood from a, you know from the pool pile that they got at Home Depot Lowe's. Have you ever did those? The what? Oh, you never you, know, you ever hear of something called pull pull piles? Pull no. pile? No, you never heard of it. If you did, you say yeah, I know. No, well, pull- I can't understand the word you're saying. P U L L. P I L E pull pile. A pull pile. What's a pull pile? It's uh, like a bar that you can bend uh, um, uh, two by fours, two by eights. Right. What, a, what did you say it is? It's like a crowbar that fits. No, no, the, no, no, you got no clue. When the when the wood is warped or bent or crooked and nobody wants to buy it, they throw it out in the back of the fucking Home Depot or Lowe's. Oh, pull pile. I got you. Okay. You can, you can pull out the wood that you want and get 70% off, so that's what I did. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, they spray paint it and all that. Yeah, okay. So I got you were talking about a tool. Right. So I got a whole bunch of twisted wood. <laughs> so that's why I just put another 2 by 4 off and said, holy Jesus. This is like off the... Uh, uh, not bad. It's twisted. It's twisted about a half inch. You know, yeah, so some of those you can build a boat with. <laughs> yeah, that's what's funny, man. But no, it's working out great. It's it's just making me dull. It's making it's going from a uh, four by four to a uh, a six by four because I got to put two by fours in between every stud now <laughs> to keep the edge. You know, so what's going to happen is the water isn't going to drain out. <laughs> yeah, it's too funny. So no, it's just it's, so that's what I'm doing right now while I'm talking to you. But no, yeah, like the, problem with that, the problem with that is you save, you know, money on the on the lumber, but then it's a lot more work, takes a lot more time. Yeah, but not really because, like I said, it's actually probably a good idea that I am bracing every single one, you know. You know, it's just going to give it more strength. Yeah, but how big of a deck are you doing there? Uh, 60 by 8. 60 by 8? Yeah, 60. Are you doing like a farmer's porch? Uh no, I'm putting solar panels up. I'm putting it on the roof of the porch. Right, that's what I'm saying. So it'll be like a farmer's porch. It'll be the whole length of the trailer, just about. Oh yeah, but I'm only using really uh, decent grade lumber for the first ten feet, and then for the next uh, forty feet to my right and ten feet to my left, I'm going to be using a, a lot cheaper. I'm, it's going to cost me to do every ten feet. It's going to cost me about um. 
right about 70 bucks because I'm not going to put a, a roof over the, the rest of them. I'm just going to put four by fours and a, and a real um, just a deck. Well, you could you could do it with just a roof on poles down into uh, um, uh, footings and not even do a deck in the, in the whole area. Just do a deck, you know, 20 feet or whatever, and the rest you don't have to have a deck. It'll be the ground. No, like I said, I want to keep the uh, dogs and the cats, you know, up on a leg on a deck in the wintertime, but uh, I don't want to uh, keep them in the house no more. You know, yeah, so, you shouldn't. Okay. You should keep them in the house. You shouldn't even keep them there other than a few, like I told you. Right, it's but too that's much work. A waste of time. But at least if I have a deck and I go travel, the dogs yeah. two ten feet. You know, they could run. You know, thirty, forty freaking feet, and it'd yeah. be easy for somebody to feed them, and they don't have to worry about it. But no, like what I'm saying is that Jeffrey guy doesn't know what I'm doing. Like I said, he thinks a victory is to get out of a ten dollar ticket. Right. You know? I'm going to show these people. No, you know, this is you know. I'm going to show you how the whole game is played from the beginning to the end, from getting the ticket, going to court, bringing it over the court of record, establishing a court of record, getting a transcript, fighting them. Because like, if I got to fight these people for a thirty-five dollar <laughs> traffic ticket tra- uh, transcript, I'm going to fucking bring up the the, the fact that fact to the Supreme Court, the appellate courts, to YouTube, to everybody. If I'm going to, if I have to fight so hard for an accurate $35 traffic ticket. Can you imagine these poor bastards who are fucking trying to get a transcript for a murder or for raping a, a, a 12-year-old girl or, or having or taken photographs of a 13-year-old girl? Can you imagine how hard it's going to be for them to get an accurate... Oh, remember when you were in fucking court um, with Frank? Remember Frankie and, uh, and the court, the judge actually came with his ruling. And uh, the ruling was that... Um, you know, there wasn't enough evidence to proceed with the matter. That's when Jeffrey probably said another one was dismissed too or whatever. The judge said you could come back when you have more, uh, when you have more like exhibits or more evidence or when you explain it in better detail or greater detail, the court will proceed. But until you come back with more clarification, we're going to have to dismiss it at this time. And then at the end... Yeah, this was uh, 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 Frankie's two cases when I was there? Yes, just wait. Let me say yes. I'm going to... He, yeah, just, okay. So he he actually oh, sent that. Dude, stop a second, okay? Yeah. You stepped right on what I was saying. What I was trying to say is he went on to say at the end of the proceeding, there was a young man at the bar waving his arms trying to get my attention, and he said that the case that's before this court was his case and not Frank Russo's case, who's as on a video camera. You know what? I'll, I'll put the I'll put the judges rolling on on the gust of somebody. I'll take a picture of it up there. So you can just put it on uh, whatever. And the ruling was that there was a young man, and they they mentioned you, and that um, that not by name. They're trying to get my, the court's attention and saying that it was not. That's not the Frank Russo. I'm the Frank Russo. So the judge went on to say, um, I asked. Uh, the only thing I heard from the uh, Frank Russo. In the, in the, who was on video camera from prison was uh, I asked him you know I was talking and he never said one entire he never said a single thing he never said a wow. single thing no watch this he never no watch he said he never said a single thing to, in this entire proceeding to indicate that he did not file this lawsuit he never indicated one time that he was not the Frank Russo he just stood there and he didn't indicate one time that he didn't understand what I was talking about that this was an error the only wow, thing that, that's, that's insane. The only thing that Frank Russo said at the end when I asked him, "Do you have anything to say?" Frank Russo said, "No." 
He had yeah. nothing to say. And then Frankie went up to go see his dad. You know, yeah, he told of, me that the other day that they that's they that's warned them not to say wait, anything. Wait, so just wait. Okay, let me talk to you a second, all right? No, but you told me that already the other day. Go ahead. Did I tell 10,000 other people? All right, all right, go ahead. Right. Sorry, sorry. Okay. What I'm trying to say is then when I, I said that, did um, Frankie went up there to talk to Big Frank, and Big Frank said, what the hell just happened the other day? Is I was just sleeping, laying around, whatever. And they come in at like a 10, 11 o'clock and dragged me out of the fucking uh, the, the cotton. They put me in front of this fucking video camera. They said, when that fucking video camera comes on, you better not say one fucking word. If you say one fucking word when that video camera comes on, he said, uh, they said, we're going to beat the shit out of you when they shut that camera off. If you try to defend yourself, if you try to prosecute like the cop, if you try to say anything about anybody, we'll beat the shit out of you when they shut that camera off. And um, and we'll put you in general population and we'll tell people in general population that you're a baby raper. So Frank said, yeah, I believe, I believe you, you, you talked to me about that uh, before I went on Angela's and I actually did talk about that on Angela's. What what I'm trying what you said mentioned something about that on Angela's show? Yeah, because you told me about it and I and I mentioned it there. Thing when you when you told people that when 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 you were in a glass booth and you're t- and you're talking from a prison or a prison cell and they put you on camera, did you tell them that this is what's happening to inmates in the United States that when you go on camera that the 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 the, the, the jail the the prison guards are saying if you say anything to defend yourself in trial today or if you try to say anything to indicate any of us, uh, like any of us officers, like any prison guards or any or any of us uh, cops in the street that did this to you, when that camera goes off and you're alone here in this fucking building with us, we're going to beat the shit out of you. Did you tell that to Angela and them? No, I mean, I didn't have that part of it because you didn't tell me that. But I, I told them what you said happened, you know, the update on uh, oh, what happened when he I, appeared on video. I, I did tell you. That when he said that when the cameras go off, that they're going to beat the shit out of him, right? If yes, he says, yes, yes. I did. I did mention that. Yeah. Well, there you go. Now that I did mention it again, you forgot to mention it because that's really amazing. That when people think that when you're going to trial in this country, that you got the right to defend yourself, you got the right to speak freely and openly about what happened, and that you shouldn't be afraid of that when you say and you swear what happened, you want to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. That when you go back into prison, when you go back into your cell, the prison guards are going to beat the fuck out of you. Yeah. That, that's, that's, and, and I said to my mom, I said, welcome to America. What the fuck country do you think you live in? What makes you think that they're going to let an inmate or somebody like Frank, even though he's innocent, and now that we know that uh, Colette was lying and that uh, there was no pictures found, and they, they, you know, and they asked her, and they videotaped her. They said, is this the camera he took the pictures in? It's like, yes. Is this the video camera he used? Yes. Is this the still camera? Yes. Is this his cell phone? Yes. Is this the laptop that you guys were watching? The, he was watching a porno on? Yes. And then they fucking confiscated all that stuff. And now they fucking went to every single one of those recording devices and they found absolutely nothing. And then when not only they not only find nothing, like I said, it's like Frank's stuff, I guarantee you, was the slowest fucking computers they ever looked at because Frank's is a truck driver. Frank knows absolutely zero about computers, and that he knows how to do absolutely nothing. And probably when they fired up his fucking computer, they probably took 20 minutes for the damn thing to go through, through the startup process because he had all that you know, like temporary files and all kinds of junk on his computer. I guarantee you, if I started up Frank's computer, Frank's probably got like 70-something, 80 fucking programs to start up. And when you start up a computer, you should have maybe five or six programs. 
start up. You know, like the desktop is going to start up. Uh, you know, there's certain operating systems that have to be up and running. But maybe four or five programs pop that are vital to the computer to, so you can see the screen. I mean, obviously, desktop is going to pop up, you know. The Explorer's got to pop up, you know. So there's a couple of things that are going to pop up. But that's it. I guarantee when they hit Frank's computer, 10,000 things started up. Oh, yeah, because every time you use a program, uh, the program wants to go on your start menu to open up to be in your face. And uh, the, all of a sudden, you have a whole bunch of them doing it. Right. So what's funny is Windows has, you know, their, their operating system has a delete program. And when you hit delete, it's going to say, maybe it's not going to show you what it deleted, but it's going to show you the file extension, and it's going to show you basically how big it was. It's going to say, like, 69K, and it's a JPEG. Maybe it's not going to tell you. What it was, it's you know maybe the file name. The file name would probably be like if you're using the video camera, it's like or digital camera, say uh, picture number six zero zero nine zero six. Yeah. You know, and but it's not going to show you what the image was. But I guarantee he didn't delete anything because he doesn't know how to fucking delete anything. You know, so they would be able to tell. And like I said, and I told him, I showed him my uh, I showed you that card that I worked with for uh, SoftBank uh, Comdex back in 1998, and I told Mike the cops, and I told his uh, supervisor, I said, look, if you guys put some digital imaging on there, if you try to layer that, and I showed him my cards, I said, I, I did tech support for Photoshop, for Adobe, for Logitech, for Dell Computers, for, for Sony. If you don't believe me, this is the company I work for. They're still located in Las Vegas. Call them up and ask them if they had an employee named Carl Lentz that worked there during 1997, 1998. Ask them. And when they tell you, yeah, we do have an employee who did that, and then I'm going to say to the court, I'm going to require these digital images that you're purporting to be my daughter, and I'm going to have them forensically analyze to see if there's more than one layer on them. And I said, if I catch you guys putting more than one layer on these things, you're going to have, uh, you're going to have hell to pay. Yeah, yeah, you said that earlier already. My daughter wants to say hi. Hi, Carl. Hey, you. <laughs> say good night. Good night. Okay. Good night, you. Well, what's funny, you see what I'm trying to say? Is that um, I just think this is funny as hell that they had to admit, you know, on Friday, finally, you know, they tried to scare Frank, and I guess they tried to scare everybody. Maybe, hopefully, let's get everybody, like you said before, to split the family up. To, 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 uh, what were you saying before, Rob? Well, so you're isolated, and, you know, you, you're all left alone, and you say, oh, crap, uh, you know, I'm going to be in jail for the rest of my life. Nobody's going to care about me. Everybody's going to hate me. So maybe let me take a plea and serve three years and then get out of here. Oh, that's right, because that's what I was saying to you. Then I, I jumped my mom's shit. I said, there's you with you. And I said, don't, and at the library, I said, don't you fucking dare. Don't you dare even think about divorcing him. Don't you fucking dare. I said, you're going to be playing right into their fucking hands. I said, do you want to divorce this fucking guy? Wait until after the fucking trial. Wait until after he comes out. But don't you fucking dare. Because this is exactly what they want you to do. Like you said, Frank is going to fucking feel sad and despondent that his family's walking out on him. And he's going to be like, you know what? I'll just take the plea. They're giving me life without parole. So you know what? My family hates me anyway. Screw it. You know what? I'll just take the fucking plea. Just give me 15 years and let me go on. But no, you know, it's like everybody was writing to him for my show. My mom was, uh, you know, sticking with him. You know, his family was sticking with him. I was sticking with him. And honestly, honestly, Vital, I didn't know. Honestly, I did not know if he was telling the truth or the kid was lying. Honestly, it, it wasn't 50-50 in my mind. Part of me thought 
it was more like 70% he was telling the truth and 30% Colette was telling the truth. But uh, I honestly, it wasn't 100%. I was not 100% because, you know, you just never know. You know, so you have to wait. And that's the whole thing. Right. I mean, and that's what they count on. They count on people like just believing whatever they say, and then they turn on him, and then they'll use that. They'll say, even the family thinks he did it. Right. Right. So like I said, you know, like I said, thank God I put that video of Mike the cop the day when Frank was being put in handcuffs. I put that video on YouTube saying, look, Mike, I will get the rope and I will hang this guy. I'll do your job for you. You just show me proof that he did this and, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take care of him. But if you, if Mike, I said, if you, if you don't have proof and you're doing this to an innocent man, you're, you're going to be a full liability. I said, I'm not a party for this. I said, but if you could prove to me that he's done something to my daughter, I'm behind you 100%. Yeah, so, so, Mike said, so Mike said, I got the pictures, I got the proof, and I'll be back. And he never came back. And he doesn't have the pictures, and he doesn't have the proof. It's a foremost uh, admit he doesn't have it, but he had to, they had to finally move forward with the case. Yeah, well, so, now it's in, it's in the court record that they didn't have anything. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. So, like I said, so now, like I said to you, I could sue. Because somebody asked me, uh, the guy from Tennessee asked me, he says, oh, wow, so now um, Frank could sue. I said, no, Frank can't sue. How can Frank sue? How can Frank sue? Frank admitted guilt. Frank said he did it. How can Frank sue? I said, well, the, only way he could, the only way he could sue is if he could uh, raise the issue that he uh, admitted it, but it was because he was in a threat in the rest. Right, but then he's going to have to convince a jury, a jury of that, which he'd probably be able to do. Right. Right, but like I said, he won't be able to do it on his own, and no attorney will do it for him because if an attorney sues another attorney or the city sues the attorney sues the county, he'll never be admitted to practice law. Well, you know what? He will be allowed into the courtroom. And this is what we were told by uh, a very famous Jewish law firm down in uh, Birmingham, Montgomery, Alabama. Every single case that we ever won called will be overturned. And every single case we ever present to the court again, we will lose. So your case will have to provide for us like a billion freaking dollars payday because it's the last case that this law firm will ever have as a win in court. And they told me, you said, your case is so easy to win. You know, any fucking moron could win. He said, you know, do it yourself. It's so obvious what they did. Now just try to establish a court that'll hear it. And that's the whole trick. I got to try to get a court that's willing to hear it. And that's nearly impossible. Like I said, Frank's not going to get an attorney to help sue. So Frank's probably just going to get out and just take his lumps and go on with his life. You know, well, but me, me, I'm, I'm different like that. I'm saying, I'm saying, you know what? I'm going to sue uh, Colette. I'm going to sue Frank. And I'm going to sue Mike the cop and the county for failing to provide and train, uh, monitor, and discipline Mike. You know, for teaching him, you know, how he's supposed to do forensic research first before he makes accusations, before he does all this stuff, before he talks to the parents and saying your kid's been raped, fondled, and all this other shit. You know, it's pornography. You know, I'm going after him for that stuff. Yeah, good. So what's funny is, he asked me before, 
how can I go after Kolach? Because what's funny is, I tell people all the time, say, um, like I helped that lady in Indiana. The lady said that she couldn't pay her credit card debt. And she said, Carl, I know there's a way that you teach people how to make payments on a credit card debt, blah, blah, blah. I said, well, tell me why you can't pay your bills. Tell me how you got behind. Tell me what's going on. Give me a little bit of background. And she said, well, you know, like, I said, where's the kid's dad? Where's the girl, like, 13, 14-year-old girl? Where's the dad? Why he ain't paying? Oh, we can't find him. You know, I don't know who the daddy is, whatever. And I said, okay. But I did have a husband, but he got arrested for raping my 13, 14-year-old girl, and he's sitting in prison now. I said, oh, wow, really? She's like, yeah. I said, oh, well, the money problems are solved. She's like, what? I said, because all you have to do is go to uh, Indi- Indianapolis and uh, call up risk management and tell them that you have a citizen of Indiana in custody, and he caused this much damage to your daughter and to you, and how much are they willing to compensate you for their property, their, their citizen doing this to you, like your dog or their cat or their car or their employee or their agent of the government. How much are they willing to compensate? I said, ma'am, don't tell me in two seconds how much you're going to get. And I'm telling you, it's going to be between forty dollars and $60,000, and your daughter's going to uh, be offered a four-year in-state tuition, fully paid for uh, scholarship. And she said, you're kidding. I said, no, ma'am. I said, read it. Read what risk management does. I said, if I study risk management up, down, left, and right, trying to get money out of their asses. I said, I know exactly what you're entitled to. So she, uh, we were doing this at a donut shop in uh, Fort Wayne, and that guy, Denny, was uh, asking me, can I help a whole bunch of people that were asking him questions, and he never knew how to answer them. So I said, Paul, can you sit here, and uh, I'll invite all the people who have been asking me questions throughout the years to come here and meet you. And it was owned by Vietnamese people, so they didn't care. It was a pretty quiet donut shop. It wasn't a big like, donut shop. It was a mom-and-pop shop. So the lady came back the next day, and she said, um, uh, Carl, um, the state uh, offered to give me $60,000 for compensation, and you're right, they're going to give a four-year in-state scholarship. I said, of course they are, because their citizen, their dog, their agent, their employee caused damage, and they have to pay. And while he's in prison, you know, Indiana is making a million dollars while that guy's ass is sitting in prison. They're making money, so you might as well get a cut, too. So I said, they're compensating. So what's funny is my mom doesn't realize this, but I realized this. A few days after Colette was taken and Frank was charged, you know what I got in the mail to my mom? A letter from risk or a letter from risk management asking us if we wanted to be compensated for the fucking damage that Frank did. Wow. Yep. And I, my mom was so distraught at that time, she didn't know what it meant. I knew exactly what it meant. That since one of their citizens, Frank Russo, has done caused this damage, like hit hit his like one of their employees or their citizen hit his car into us, that they are liable for the actions of their citizen. So, see, they're claiming Frank to be theirs. So it's just like if my kid was named Frank Russo and he raped your daughter, I would immediately say to you, look, I heard that my my son, Frank Russo, raped your daughter, took pictures of your daughter, and caused all this damage to your daughter. Just tell me how much I owe you. You know, we'll work something out, and I'll compensate you for damages. So, see, the, the Commonwealth or the state did the right thing immediately. Immediately wrote to us, immediately sent us documents saying that we'll compensate you for your injuries that was caused by Frank Russo. My mom didn't understand what that was. I could have filed, believe it or not, I could have filed a claim for damages 
for what he did to me and what he did to uh, Colette. And I don't know what kind of check they would have gave me. Maybe they would have given me 10 grand, 20 grand. I don't know what they would, but they would have cut me a check for the damages, for the injuries and the harm that Frank did. And any loss that might, have, I might be occurring. So what was funny is I didn't, I didn't file for a fucking dime fuck them. I don't want shit from them. But this well, was they're trying to offer you a benefit so that you took the benefit and now you give up rights. No, it's not that because if I take a benefit, anytime it becomes a burden, I could leave it behind. I don't have to. No, it's, it's, I know what you're trying to say, but no, it's not iron. That you, it's written in stone. If you just because you took a benefit, doesn't mean that you're bound now for the rest of your life that you're a slave. No, that's no. But what I'm going on is saying is why would I sue Colette? Because I wouldn't be suing Colette. I'd be suing through risk management. Risk management would have to pay me for the damages that one of their citizens collected to me. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's liable for her actions because they're claiming her to be a citizen and they're using her birth certificate and everything else to accrue uh, credits on behalf of the state. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I got it, yeah. They're claiming her like an IRS tax dependent. They're claiming her. So now that they're, what they're claiming is theirs, cause harm to I or me, you see what I'm saying? Go out to collect, and I could send it to risk management and say one of your citizens visits me. And they'd have to, right. if, if they want to take her as a benefit and say that she's theirs and they're getting federal money, you better believe they're getting federal money for her being a foster care. They have to, they have to toss me money for what, the, what, what caused me harm. She lied. She caused me harm. She caused me to accrue a financial loss. I basically haven't done my show in months because the only thing every fucking person was asking me is like, oh, what about Frank? What about Cole? What about... It's like, can we talk about something else? Well, no, I can't talk to you about it. Why? Because I don't have discovery. Why? Because I don't have the pictures yet. Well, can't we talk about it? No. Why? Because I need discovery. I'm not conjecturing. I'm not speculating anymore. I'm not hyperbolating. I'm not fucking doing this Jeffrey bullshit game where he keeps saying, well, why don't you go talk to him? It's like, what do you mean, why don't I go talk to Frank? I can't talk to Frank. Why not? He's only allowed three visitors, and he picked his family members, and if he wants to modify the visitation list, it takes six months to modify it. So he only went in in November. He can't modify until whatever, April, May, June, six months later. Then he can modify it. Then I can become a visitor. And then every fucking two seconds, the Jeffrey Clowns again would ask me, when are you going to go visit Frank and just talk to him? I can't visit him because it's policy that only the people on his visiting list can see him, and he wanted his son, his daughter, and his wife. He didn't want me. Yeah, I guess he wanted to surround himself with family. He felt better to have his family yeah. there. You know, plus, so he, plus you got to be very careful when you talk to them there. They record everything. Well, I'm just saying when Frank is in a panic, he's getting yeah. shot. The first time in his life, he's going to jail. And they say, okay. You know, you can pick three people to come visit you. Who do you want? Obviously, it's his blood son, his blood daughter, and his wife. Yep. Right. He wants those people to show up and help and support him and hug him. He doesn't want me. I'm not going to freaking hug him. So he picked those three. And now he can't modify the list. He can't take one of them off and put me on for six months. So I got tired of answering these stupid bullshit questions. Why didn't you go talk to Frank? Why didn't you want to go talk to Frank? He put me on a business list. Oh, why didn't he put me on a business list? Oh, I guess you don't like him. He don't like you. I guess this is the real story now, Carl. Huh? You don't like him. No, he only gets to pick three. And it's every six months. He gets to change it. Dude, would you shut the fuck up and guessing why I'm not on a visiting list? 
I don't care why. He wanted to pick his, put his family. I'm not his fucking family. I'm just a guy who lives next door. I don't talk to the guy. I don't do barbecues with him. I don't fucking do Christmas with him. His family does, not me. You know, I haven't, you know, I haven't said 20 minutes worth of work to the guy in 20 years. I haven't talked to my kids in seven years. How much do you think I talked to Frank? Zero. We shouldn't have talked to Frank in seven years. Zero. Hey, my dad. You know, so there's nothing to conjecture or speculate why I'm not talking to him. I don't want to. And obviously, he doesn't want to talk to me because we don't fucking search each other out and say, oh, hi, Daddy. How are you doing, Daddy? Because he ain't my freaking dad. Yeah, the way the way to shut Jeffrey up is, uh, you know, to... Uh have a win somewhere, and then he shuts up. He's wins to kids. Other other than these people getting their kids back immediately, like the Mexican lady and Jonathan and Jesse and the guy getting his birds back and and all these other people who are writing to me on YouTube videos and they're saying, oh, I had two criminal cases, Jeffrey, in um, Washington State, and Carl's method works because both times I used them, and both times I got out of trouble. So, I mean, other than other people putting comments like that, I don't have time to worry about getting a win because my wins are for millions of people. Your win is just for you or your brother. My win is to show everybody in the world how this works, and my win takes forever. It takes a long time. I'm going to show them how to do a transcript. Are you showing people how to do a transcript? No, you just want to say 35 bucks. I'm asking specific questions during the trial to see if these questions will ever appear on a transcript. I know there ain't no effing way that these questions are ever going to appear on any damn transcripts. They are not going to dare put those questions down. Because when I asked the judge to cop a simple question, I just said at the time of the stop, when you pulled me over and you ordered me to give you license registration, did I comply with your order? Did I say a single word to you? Did I give you any... Reason to be in fear? Did I obstruct justice? Did I did I do anything to impede your job? Did I do anything to resist? No. Did I just carry out and fulfill your order and give you a license registration? You ordered me. Yes, you did. You carried out my order. I said I got nothing else to ask this man. You better believe that question is when you pull me dot 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 over dot 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 dash dash. Did I dot dot comply dot dot dot? Did I give you dot dot dot? Yes, you da 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 da. You know, I got nothing. Da da da. I said, "Stay this man." So that's what the transcript looks like. It looks like looks like a uh, machine gun fucking shot it. Right. Because they're not gonna let those questions come through. Are you kidding me? Because you better believe the questions I use, the words I use, are so small, so quick, so precise, so laser point, deadly on point. They're not like yours, where you use they. You know, my questions are deadly. My questions are boom, boom, boom. Because when I said to the judge at the very end of the trial, this part is kind of, this part is on the, the transcript. So when I fucking uh, asked them, I said, oh, good, can we um, see what the, the law that's moving this uh, case? And the prosecutor starts reading this, this long version. I said, um, yeah, that's great. Yeah, let me see that. And I'm going to skim through it. It's so like all persons shall, shall, future tense. The judge said, no, mandatory. And I said, I rest my case. And I said it, and I enunciated it crystal clear. 
and I made sure I said hit every syllable, and I made sure I was talking. I said, I rest my case. And and on a transcript, it said, call said, okay. When the judge said, no, mandatory, call, okay. Who says fucking, I, I certainly don't say fucking okay. I guarantee if you go back and listen to every one of my damn shows, if you heard me say the word okay to somebody when they asked me a question, it would be a fucking miracle. I don't say okay. What do you mean okay? okay. What does okay fucking mean? I don't know what the fucking, what, what is an okay? That's what I rest my case. And that's the last thing I said on that fucking, on that uh, transcript. So how in the world, if I just say I rest my case, Paul, when did you stop talking? When I said I rest my case, it doesn't say I rest your case here, Paul. It just says the word okay. I say fucking okay. Why would I say okay? I was done talking. I said, oh, when I'm done, when I'm done moving my case, I always say I rest my case. I'm done. You, I'm gonna say I'm done. I'm gonna say I'm finished. I'm gonna say I got nothing else to say. And I certainly would not ended by saying, okay, okay, what? Okay, I'm done talking. Oh, okay, I agree with you that mandatory means future uh, means uh, present tense. You know, it's it's. <laughs> That shall means that shall means it's mandatory. No, what was it? Okay. So, like I said, my my friend who's a judge told me, like, look, he said the judge, before they send the transcript out, he says I'm a judge. I get to look at the that's the final rendering of the draft. And he says I'll redact it and I'll put the words in that should be there, not the words that were actually spoken. And then the transcribed lady will go back and she'll type in the words that I want it to reflect. That's how obscene it is. Because he'll say it was my court, like it was my drink of water. And if I want to put Kool-Aid in my water, I'm going to put Kool-Aid in my water. So as far as he's concerned, it's like that's his court and that's his transcript. And what happened in his court, he will determine what happens in his court. Just like it's mommy's house and daddy's house. And I don't give a damn what Junior said. I'm telling you, this is what was said. And Junior will say up and down a two-year-old kid, a ten-year-old kid, like, that's not what was said. That's not what was said. Well, look, this is my house. And that's the way I recall hearing it. I don't care what this audio says. I don't care what your tape player says. I don't care what your video camera says, kid. This is my house, and this is what was said. And if you don't like it, go fuck yourself. So I'm trying to show people how they're, they're basically doing to that to us for a $35 ticket. Even at a $35 ticket, does want to tell me to go fuck myself that I can't get a true, accurate, and complete copy of a case file, a transcript of a, case, of, of, of a trial proceeding. I'm not going to get one. So can you imagine what Frank is going to get when he wants to file something and for grounds for an appeal? How convoluted and twisted and how much shit is going to be missing from Frank's transcript? So before this happens to somebody like Frank, and this has happened to me plenty of times, because when I went to Alabama and, I, and, my, and when I filed the appeal, I had to get a transcript because you need the final ruling, you need the judgment, you need the sentencing, you need the initial brief, and you need the transcript to start an appeal. So when I got the transcript, um, when, every time I said the word safety plan or contract, and I must have said it dozens of times, it was dot, 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 dot. I said, where is the dot, 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 or the dot, dot, dot that was signed on dot, dot, dot? And the judge says, I don't know. That's a very good question. Where is the dot, 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 or the dot, dot, dot? And the prosecutor says, well, the dot, dot, dot is in the case file, and it, you could be found on dot, dot, dot. And I said to my attorney, did you ever see the dot, dot, dot in the case file? No, i never seen the dot, dot, dot. So when I asked the court reporter, I said, um, when I got the copy of the transcript that I sent over to the Alabama you know, Supreme Court, I said to her, um, when I said the word contract or safety plan, why did you put dot, dot, dot? 
She said, I can't understand any New York accent. I said, the only problem is when the judge answered me and says, I don't know where that dot, dot, dot is. Why did you do that for him? You didn't understand his southern accent? And then when the prosecutor said, uh, the dot, dot, dot is in the case file. And I said to my attorney, have you ever seen the dot, dot, dot? And he's like, no, I've never seen the dot, 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 nor the dot, dot. I said, man, what the hell's wrong? I said, is there some reason why you can't know the, how to spell the word contract or safety plan? Is there some reason why? She said, he, she said sir, look, all I'm telling you is this is how I read it, and this is how it was rendered. It, there's nothing else I could do. I said, ma'am, how do I get a copy of the MP3? It was, an, it was on an MP3. I said, I said is it, was it recorded on a hard drive, a hard disk, or was it recorded on a, like a floppy? Was it recorded on a DVD, a CD, or was it recorded as a, as a WAV file or an MP3? She said it was an MP3. I said, oh, so you got it on your computer. Yes. Oh, so uh, it would take you two seconds to uh, email it to me. Yes. Oh, great. I said, just email it to me, and uh, well, uh, I'll pay you whatever the fuck you want. I said, it would take you two seconds to cut, copy, and paste it and put it on an email to me. She says, I can't do that. I said, what do you mean? She said, you got to get the judge's permission. I said, okay. I called the judge. I said, hey, judge, this lady had a problem with the transcript. I mean, this stuff looks crazy. There's all kinds of stuff missing. Do you have a problem with her sending me the MP3 so I could go get a, a transcript lady to do a, a, a better copy? He says, absolutely not. He says, you'll never get a copy of that. I said, wait a second. Wait a second. Why not? He says, you'll never get one. Don't even bother. You're wasting your time. Just run with what you got. I said, but wait a second, this is crazy. I said, it's all missing. All of a sudden, he says, I don't have to tell you. You're not going to get it, and I'm not going to give you permission, and I'm not going to tell her to release it to you. I said, why not? He says, because you get the transcript, and that's all you get. So see, now it happened to me, and I didn't know this stuff happened back in 2007. I didn't realize the hanky-panky shit they played with transcripts. Now I do. So now I said, oh, let me get a transcript for something simple, like a $35 uh, license plate ticket. There wasn't a license plate on a phone vehicle ticket. Let me play that. You see what I'm saying? Are you there? Yeah, yeah. But you see what I'm saying? I wanted to yeah. just play the $35 ticket. Now, if I could show the world that they won't even do a legitimate $35 ticket, what makes you think that they're going to do a murder, a rape, a pornography charge, a, 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 a assault, anything? What makes you think that they're going to give a legitimate transcript when they can't even do it for traffic court for a fucking... Uh, no tag on a fucking, on a, on a farm trailer. Yeah. They won't even do it for that. If they won't even play, play ball and play as coach or not. What makes you think they're going to do it for a real fucking crime? They're not going to. Yeah, it's, it's insanity. Right. So I'm the one who could move this. And this clown, like these clowns, like yes, yeah, well, I will call. Why don't you just get the thirty-five dollars and pay the, and and save? please help Hey, what happened? I lost audio. Yeah, um, it showed that uh, 
Carl, Carl got bumped off. So yeah, I think maybe. whoever was on book. Whoever was on before us apparently got bumped off, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pause on this. I need this to log off or something to log back in. Sorry, what was that, Roddy? I'm saying when they get kicked off like that, if they need this, I'm I'm gonna be quiet and mute out in case they need to uh, tell us to log off and log back in. Carl's back on the call. Hello. Hey, yeah, I lost you, man. My phone, actually, my, phone, my phone actually shut all the way down. I turned all over my door. Uh, yeah, so I think it's all covered every day. I think it's a pretty good damn update, I guess. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, getting enough stuff from them that you can actually hang on them after. Right, but this is what I said is the same thing I say to people all the time. I can't help you people until they get full disclosure, until I get all the discovery. I can't start moving until I know this is all they're going to do. Right. It's like I said, the poor guy from uh, Tennessee said that to me today. He said to me, call. He said, I know this all hinges on the search warrant with him because I know it was given improperly. So he's been bugging these FBI agents. He's been running to the, you know, the Department of uh, the Bureau Chief He's been writing to the uh, Department of Justice. He's been writing to the ATF. He's been going nuts. I said, dude, can you just stop and wait for them to give you discovery? He says, oh, they got a grand jury indictment. They did it. I said, dude, wait until they have to give you discovery. And if you really believe, because he's like, well, I have the freedom. He actually filed a Freedom of Information Act claim, you know, that he wants this, the, the copy of the search warrant. I said, would you just chill out? I said, because honestly, if they don't have it or they know that it was improperly uh, improper search warrant that they got, they're not going to put it in discovery. So if they don't put it in discovery, what's going to happen? He gave me these three ridiculous answers. I said, no. They know 
And any competent attorney that you would have would tell them, wait a second, there's no search warrant here. Without a search warrant, all this evidence and all this stuff you brought before the court is meaningless. And he's like, oh, really? I said, yes, this is what I've been trying to tell you. Would you stop panicking? Would you stop? Can we wait for the time for full disclosure? Can we wait for the discovery? He's like, oh, now I think I understand what you're doing. Yes. I said, so now, he said, because the court appointed him attorney, thank God. The attorney said to him, the public defender said, we'll come up with a strategy to determine what to do when they give us disclosure, when they give us discovery. I said, there you go. So when you say to your attorney, wait a second, where's the search warrant? And there isn't one. Then he's going to move to have the case withdrawn immediately until the search warrant pops up. Or he's going to say, you're right. Look at this search warrant. Look at this. This was got to them through breach of a trust. They can't use this. It, it was, it was, you're you're the, uh, the, the agent for the federal government who got all the information and signed a non-disclosure trust pact with you the day he signed up to be an employer, employee. He can't disclose the company's secrets. And if it says if he does, he bears full liability for everything that happens by that means of that disclosure, which would include your criminal charges against you. He would have to bear the burden. I said, so just chill out. And he's like, oh, my God, I think I finally see what you're saying. I said, look, pal, you're a great guy. I said, I don't mind that you're a worry ward and you're paranoid and, you know, because you call me just about every day and, I'm really, and I really like talking to you. I said, if you listen to me, I wouldn't be talking to you every day for like the last five months. It would have been a nice, quiet fuck. Paul, Paul, Paul is, uh, you know, he's pretty much in panic mode. Yeah. And even when he... I don't mind. I'm trying to say it to him. I, I said, look, honestly, I know you're in panic mode. I could have really cursed at you and just told you to shut up and stop acting like a ninny. I said, but you know what? Honestly, I enjoy your phone calls every day, and I enjoy talking to you. So honestly, this is the first time this happened to somebody like you in your lifetime. You're a very good man. I said, you know, you couldn't do what you do for a living unless you were incredibly reliable, incredibly honest, and incredibly forthwith as a forthright person because you build helicopters for a living. Nobody's just going to let give anybody permission to build a helicopter because those things could fall out of the freaking sky. If you, uh, you know, if you were a shyster or were going to, uh, you know, try to commit fraud or nickel and dime somebody and try to cut corners, people would die. And obviously, you must be an incredibly honest man because none of your helicopters fell out of the sky. You have people's lives in your hands. So your job, you better believe, if, if I find that you're a helicopter mechanic and you've been doing it for 30, 40, 50 years and you own your own company, I'm going to trust you with my life because you build freaking helicopters. It's not like you build an airplane that could glide to the ground. No, those helicopters are going to fall out of the sky like a rock. And whoever's under there is going to die, and whoever's in there is going to die. And I'm sure since you haven't killed anybody, you must use the correct parts to correct everything because, you know, you couldn't be a helicopter mechanic for very long if you were a fraudster. So I believe everything you're saying is true to me. And obviously, um, you know, I don't mind talking to you every day. Honestly, you're a pretty good guy to talk to. I don't mind. It's not like it's not like Vital who breaks my balls every five seconds. <laughs> but here's... Here's uh, uh, something. Um, a while back, uh, we talked, and you said uh, if somebody came along and paid you uh, $100,000 a year, 
you'd be able to be doing this thing full time, and and uh, you know we would have been much further ahead, something like that. Uh huh. Well, I got jo- I got a job offer for you. Oh, really? No. You know this is being recorded, right? Yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure that you tell, that before you give out too many people's names, this is on talk show, so. Oh, no, no, I'm not going to give uh, any names. I'm okay. just saying I have an offer for you. Oh, so you're going to solicit and, uh, So you're going to solicit me on the air? No. Oh, okay. All right, but uh, let's talk about it a little later. All right. All right, because, like I said, this is the update I'm doing, and I'm going to put it on um, talk show so I don't have to repeat myself twice. I figured, hey, I'm talking to Vital. He was there at the hearings. You know, I could, I, we could do, do a funny one of what happened with my hearing. You know, that was a lot of fun. You know, <laughs> just a, we walked in and, you know, that was a lot of fun. You know, when I, I walked in and he starts saying, uh, we got the case today, the, the call lens, the plaintiff notice, you know, plaintiff call lens. I ain't no plaintiff. We could talk about that one, but I'll do that some other time. That was a funny one. I had a good time with mine. But again, yeah, my, he, he, but the judge gave his opinion on mine as well. He said at this time, there's not enough uh, evidence, and the case isn't um, clear enough for him to make a ruling one way or the other because he doesn't, you know, he's, I wrote like one sentence. He's like, I, I don't know enough to judge this case. There's not so enough. Wait a minute. So, so what he wrote is different from what he told us in that hearing. No, he said he's going to dismiss my claim. Oh, he said he's going to dismiss my right. claim. Ha, I got you. You called it a claim. I thought you said yeah. there's no claims in your court. Ha, ha, I got you. So he dismissed it. Okay? He didn't discharge it, and he did dismiss it with prejudice. He just dismissed it, and his ruling was basically the same with Frank's. There's not enough here for me to make a ruling. He says, I may claim the wrong trespass exhibit A. He says, I don't see enough here to do anything. See, he wants me to do a statement of fact. He wants to do the nature of the parties. He wants me to do venue. He wants me to put down the jurisdiction. He wants me to do the code that I'm relying on to move the court. He wants me to do all that crap. And I'm just like, no, dude. I'm claiming the wrong trespass. Get a jury. He knows what he did. I know what they did. There's the exhibit. Get it in front of the jury. Let the jury decide. I don't want you to do a damn thing with it. I didn't ask you to sit here. You know what? I paid that lady 100 bucks to have a trial by jury. If you guys don't give me a trial by jury, you took my money. And you, you, you fucking, uh, you, you took my money, and you're not going to give me a trial by jury, right? Okay, fine. Then you, you, you commit fraud. You know I asked for trial by jury. Is this trial by jury? No. Then why don't you tell me? Well, it's conditional. Maybe we'll give you one. Maybe we won't. I'll fucking decide whether you get it or not. You didn't say that, did you? No, you did it. So you took my money, and now you led me to believe I'm going to trial by jury. You took my money, and now you're not going to give me trial by jury. What are you saying? You told me you're going to give me this venue, this dance hall venue, and you told me I could play polka music. Now I fucking get here, and you tell me I'm going to play rap. I won't play freaking rap. Well, that's what I like to play in my courthouse. Well, it ain't your freaking courthouse, pal, judge. It's a people's courthouse, and I'm renting out this venue to move a court of record, and this is a court of record, right? Well, yeah, it is a court of record, so what's the elements of a court of record? And I asked him that. I said, you're independent of the tribunal. You sit to the side, and I'm going to present my case. They're going to answer to my case in front of the jury and let the jury decide. <laughs> You have nothing to do with this. He's like, what? That's crazy. I said, obviously, you don't know the definition of a quarter record, though you've been sitting here for 20 years. I said, I ain't going to teach you this. I told you that. And then I started going back memory lane. I said, I told you this back in 2008. I told you it didn't really go unlawful. I'm not going to sit here and explain to you what a quarter record is. If you don't know, you don't freaking know. You know, you heard me. I was there. You, know, you were there. That was a lot of fun. I left my ass off, you know. <laughs> yeah, in, uh, in, um, in, uh, 
Frankie's uh, thing, which, you know, they did their whole thing with uh, Frank, um, he said he, he was dismissing the complaint, uh, not on the motion that they filed to dismiss, but that there was um, the the damages uh, couldn't be uh, calculated. Not that's not what they used, but something oh, like that. It could not be calculated. I'm not what the ruling actually was. You're right about that, but I'm going to give you a more precise answer. What he says, it doesn't say the date in which the damages right. occurred. Yeah, when yeah, I was just going to say that. Yeah. Okay, the initial date. So he said, you've got to when give me time before I can start doing calculations. Right. So look, see, the judge didn't trash us, didn't trash the cases. The cases could come back anytime we fucking want to bring them. I could play it through the legal system. I could play it the legal route if I want to, but no. I don't want to still play it through the court of record route. And now that Colette lied and, and there's no pictures and they couldn't find a damn bloody thing on them, it's going to be a lot easier for me to move my case. Right. Well, that's what I try to tell people. And like a, like a Jeffrey client, I was like, look, I can't go any further with my claim until I got proof. There's nothing else I can do. I have to wait for either Frank has 10,000 pictures on his computer or Frank's got zero. So if Frank had one picture, this is how I would play this fucking claim. If Frank didn't have pictures, this is how I'd move my claim. Now I got something new to work with. Now I got proof that the state is saying, okay, fine. Frank didn't, Frank's not a child phenomenon. Fine. Frank didn't take any pictures. Fine. We put this newspaper article on him on page one where he said he was a child pornographer, producer, and director. Fine. He's not. Fine. So we got it wrong. So what? The little, the little uh, minor infant baby child told us and we believed her without doing any forensic background check, not taking into consideration Frank's never been arrested a day in his fucking life, and not to take into consideration every other single grandchild said, uh, Grandpa's done nothing but spoil us. You know, Grandpa doesn't hit them. Grandpa just spoils up the Jesus out of the grandkids, and he's got a whole shitload of grandkids, and not one grandkid ever said anything other than Grandpa spoils the shit out of us. So don't take all that into consideration. Don't take the fact that the dad just told you when you came up here and investigated that the daughter, the, the granddaughter, said she was humiliated that Grandpa, that Grandpa, yelled at her for chasing the chickens around in front of her boyfriend on Halloween, and she was humiliated in front of her boyfriend. Humiliated. So since this little darling was humiliated, she's going to get back at Grandpa. Grandpa, and she was chasing chickens and. And Grandpa's like, hey, 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 you can't scare the chickens. They lay eggs. They make us food. You can't scare those chickens. Stop chasing those damn chickens around. You know, if you want to put them back in a pen, that's fine. But don't chase them around. Don't scare them. That's our food. That's how she was totally humiliated. And she could never live it down. So she's going to put this guy in jail for the rest of his life without possibility of parole. Because she was humiliated in front of her little twinkie, uh, 12-year-old, 13-year-old boyfriend. Yeah. So Frank goes to jail for the rest of life because she's pissed. That's exactly what I told him. And I got the video of me talking to Mike the cop a day or two before Frank was arrested. He said, can we call? What do, you, what do you think is happening? I said, Mike, this is honestly what I think is happening. And I told him. I told him exactly what I just said to you just now. I said, she's pissed. And then he, and then uh, my mom heard a cat. She, my mom was a herd of squirrels running into the children's bedroom. So my mom said to Frank, hurry, get up, get up. There's a whole bunch of squirrels running on the roof. And, I, and now they're in the kids' room. I hear, I hear 
a whole bunch of animals in a kid's room. So my mom's got a tin roof, so she heard da 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 And you don't figure cats are on a roof. You figure squirrels are on a freaking roof. So my mom heard, you know, the animals running around in the kids' bedroom. So Frank goes busting in the door, what's going on? Where's the squirrels? And it's like, no, the cats, oh. And then Frank, and every, obviously it's like 2 o'clock in the morning, so they're upset. So Frank, the next day Frank went out and got locks, you know, for their windows and said, look, you can't be dragging cats in these rooms. They're feral cats. They're not like household cats. You can't be doing this. So then obviously she's furious with Frank for uh, locking her cats out. But she doesn't understand the difference between a feral cat and a domesticated cat. Right. And I said that to fucking Mike the cop. I said, can you take that into consideration before you fucking lock Frank up? I said, why don't you take that into consideration before you move on this guy? Because once you fucking do this, you're going to destroy his world. And if you destroy his world, he has every right to destroy your world. I said, you better be real fucking careful about this, Mike. I said, Mike, I like you. You're a good guy. And Mike even said that to me. He says, Cole, I know you're a good guy, too. I said, right. I said, so take your time. Make sure you get know what you're doing before you do what you're thinking about. Because once you do it, there's no coming back. Oh, well. I could only do so much, man. I could only do so much. Hopefully, hopefully things will start falling in place now. You know what's really scary? He he was running for sheriff of the county, and that's like the most powerful position in the county is the sheriff. And he lost the election only by a little bit. He would have been the sheriff. This would have been our sheriff, a guy who has no problem saying, uh, I've got proof, i got exhibits, i got the evidence, i got the facts, I'll bring it back. He did it. i seen the pictures. Oh, really? He would have been the sheriff. Do you, do you understand how scary that is, that he would have been the sheriff? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I remember you telling me about the election before. Yeah, that I did tell you about it or I didn't tell you? You did. You did. You talked about it when we were on there. Yeah. First time. This is what I'm trying to say, how scary that would have been, that he would have been the sheriff, and he would have had no problem lying about Franks, having pictures, seeing the pictures, having the pictures, having the proof, having the evidence, having the facts. <laughs> And he would have been the sheriff. And then if his deputies came along with this bullshit, he would back them up to the wall. He said, look, I, I, I lied too, man. I, I fucking lied about something like that too. That's fine. You know, I'll stick behind you. Just fucking lie. Just get, just make some money for the county. Just do what you got to do. Fill up that fucking detention center. Because if they don't get a certain quota, they could get sued by the detention center. You know, when they built that detention center, the county promised them a certain amount of occupancy rate will be fulfilled by a certain day at a certain time. And if they don't meet that quota, the detention center can actually sue the city and uh, the county and the state telling us that we really had this many, uh, we need had this need for these many beds, and we built this facility, and this fucking thing is empty. And our, and our stockholders are pissed. You know, prisoners of America, stockholders are pissed. We're not getting the revenue going through. You know, the federal government ain't reimbursing you. <laughs> you lied. And the county would be held liable <laughs> for not putting those numbers in there. Like they said they would. Yeah, they have a, a guaranteed uh, occupancy to be able to have a return on the money that they invested. And if they don't, then there's a penalty. Right. No, right. There's a penalty. The county and the state's going to have to pay, you know, Prisoners of America Corporation 
you know, damages for failing that they lied. They said, we have a need for these many fucking beds. Are you sure? Before we spend $10 million here, are you sure? You really have that many needs? Yes, we do. And we'll swear on it. Okay, fine. If you don't keep it up at 85% occupancy, man, we're going to fucking uh, make a claim and we're going to get compensation. One way or the other, we will get paid for 85% occupancy, whether they're in there or not. Whether the people are in there or not, we're going to get paid. So you better fill them up. So they're going to fill them up. Tons yep. of fun. Tons of fun, man. Tons of fun. <laughs> and what's probably pissing people off, man, like the people these uh, presidents of America are in sheriff's departments is people like me and like you who actually give a shit to fucking learn this shit. Like, why aren't we just watching uh, Dancing with the Stars? Well, like I said, man, we need, we need a lot more people doing it. Yeah, a lot of people doing it now, right? That's why that's why Donald Trump's so popular because the people had enough. And this is what I told people: I said people will nominate a ham sandwich to run this country. You know what? If if, if a ham sandwich ran for the president of the United States, I'd, I'd fucking register the vote and I'd, and I'd vote for that ham sandwich. Anything, anything, I'd vote for anything or anybody that's not an established politician. Anything or anybody. Well, it gets my vote. I mean, if Sufi sales, Rodney Allen Rippy ran, I'd vote for Rodney Allen Rippy. Because you got to figure, yeah. when he gets there, he has no effing clue what he's doing. And if every single congressman or senator was also put in there who didn't have a clue what they were doing, it would be fantastic. It's like, I have no idea well, what to do. Yeah, it's they're like, supposed like, to be, uh, go there, serve their time, and then retire back to their life. Not not be a career politician and no. all attorneys, almost all. No. To me, no, it's it's just like, when the United States government closed down for five weeks a couple of years ago and nothing fucking happened, I just, everybody realized, you know what? These guys are just faking it. We don't need them. We yeah. don't need these guys. They're just, we're, they're, we're, we're told that if we don't go to work today, uh, we're going to fucking go into a nuclear meltdown and, you know, the bombs will be falling and how it's shown says the, if the fucking um, United States government closes for 10 days, People are going to start whining, and by the 15th day, people are going to start turning into cannibals, and within three weeks, everybody's going to be a zombie. You know, I was listening to that crap, and I, I mean, I was over in England, I was actually watching the news to see what was happening over here. It's like, wow, did anybody turn into zombies yet? You know, and nothing's thinking that's happening. You know, then the government has to open up the business again, because like, holy shit, we're not as powerful, as great as we are, as important as we thought we were. We thought we really fucking uh, kept this country from falling apart. But when I realized, holy shit, the country didn't fall apart. We don't need these clowns. I I agree. Yeah, I was like, holy shit, we really don't need them. I thought we did. I, I know uh, part of me, part of me, always believed like, nah, this this, this is a sideshow. This is a freak show. You know, we don't need these clowns. But then, you know, it's like, oh, well, maybe we do. Maybe the black people will start riding. You know, maybe the hillbillies will start, you know, just start shooting up the town and start hanging everybody. No, everybody behaved. Nothing happened. You got holy shit. Nothing happened. Huh. This ain't the end of the world. Huh. Everything's okay. Huh. And it would be a lot better if uh, they weren't all getting paid all year long. Plus, after they leave, like Obama. He just voted himself like a raise 
Uh, last year and this year for after you you leave the presidency. Yeah, well, what's funny is like I said, what Barack Obama said when they opened up the the the, the government for business again was the greatest thing I ever heard a president say. The first sentence, the second sentence was the most diabolical thing I ever heard a president say. The first thing he said is, uh, the you know um. Uh, you know, you know, we're going to open up. We got, we got to get along. We got to get along with each other, and that uh, you know, the greatest gifts our forefathers gave us the right to self-govern. And then this is the most diabolical thing he said. He said that's why. He's like, wait a second. First, you're telling me the greatest gift we have is the right to self-govern. The very next thing that comes out of his mouth is completely opposite of that. He's saying, so the the, the greatest gift our forefathers gave us was the right to self-govern governance. That's why every four years, if you don't like what we're doing to you, you have the right to vote us out and do it to us. But now yeah. but now I'm in charge. I'm the dictator. I've got the authority, because that's what authority means. I'm the dictator. I'm going to tell you what to do. You are going to effing obey me. And in four years, if you don't like it, you win the election. You be in charge, and I will obey you. But wait a second. You just said we self-govern, and then in the same breath, in the next breath, he said, I've got the authority now, which means I'm the dictator now, and you will obey me now. But wait a second. Are we the people of self-governance people, or are we controlled by a dictator, by somebody who's got authority because he won the election? Now we have to suck up and do what you say because you want fair and square. Who said this was a freaking democracy? Who said this was mob rules? Who said 51% decide 49? So well, guess- he, was talking, he, he was talking to two different sets of... Uh, Listeners, but what I'm saying one is, was, one was the man and the other one were the slaves. Right, but that's what I'm saying. It's amazing he, how he got to say that in the same breath. I thought it's hysterical. Yeah. I said, oh, oh this yeah. is- well, that's what attorneys do, isn't it? He's an attorney. Right, well, like I said, in one breath he says this, and then the very next sentence he says the complete opposite thing to say, you know, and he, like I said, it's funny. You can see he's reading a teleprompter, but still, it's funny yeah. that without breaking stride. He goes right from saying that we're self-governing to that we're under the authority of a democratic dictator. And, he yeah, and uh, I was reading something, uh, a story about uh, Scalia, and he said that same exact thing, that the, the, the most important right we have is the right to self-govern. Who said that? Scalia. Who? Antonin Scalia, the Supreme uh, Court Justice, just died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, but that's what's funny. Is, um, I say to people, did I, I, I tell you that? Who was the last person that Scalia saw in Washington, D.C. before he left for, for Texas? Do you know? I didn't, I didn't hear that you were muffled when you were saying that before. What did you say? I said, do, do you know who the very last person like he saw, like government official he saw before he left Washington, D.C. to go to Texas? Obama. No. Obama. Obama, hey, shut up, whoever you are. Whoever the fuck you are, shut up. All right? He saw Obama before he left? Yeah, before he left, it was Obama. And then they said they saw him walking into the White House, and then he saw when he walked out of the White House, he was carrying a manila envelope. Huh. Then when he went to Texas, he told his Secret Service and his U.S. Marshals that were protecting him, he said, your services aren't going to be needed. He said, your services aren't going to be needed anymore. And then they found him, then his friend found him, like in a pair of pajamas that looked squeaky clean, ironed. 
And he wrinkles, yeah. Right. And then with a pillow on his face. Well, no, the pillow, the pillow was against the headboard, but his the face, his facial imprint was on it. Right. Right. So either, either somebody killed him or he committed suicide. And then they and then they say and then they say that the family didn't want an autopsy, and they, and nobody ever heard the family say anything. Yeah. So what I was trying to say is, when I say this to people all the time, to get up in government, you got to have dirt on you, like a Bohemian Grove kind of stuff. So part yeah. of me thinking that Scalia in his younger days, when he was 16, 15, 19, 21, 22. You know, when they did all the skull and crossbone stuff, like they have these, uh, like the president, like Bush or whatever, uh, butt-fucking a goat or something like that. And they got all of these guys doing this stuff. So part of me is thinking that he did some crazy Bohemian Grove thing or skull and crossbone stuff, and the president handed him the pictures and said, look, it's out of my control now. I don't have these pictures. They were gotten, I don't know who, you know, why they're doing this to you, but this is very serious. So you know what, I'll do what I can to hush this up and I'll make these pictures disappear and I'll tell the people, you know, I'll do everything in my power, but, buddy, you got to go. You know, you got to go or you're going to disgrace your family, you know, just fall on the sword, you know, like the Romans, you know, just, you know, you know, slit your wrists and just, you know, go out. Because what's funny is they said that um, as soon as he died, it was amazing that a federal court judge said there was to be no autopsy on his body. Yeah, why, over the phone. Why, over the why, phone. Right. Why does the federal judge say there's to be no autopsy on the fly? Why? Where, where does the federal government have the authority to say that he, there's not to be an autopsy done on him? Where? Where does that exist? Where, where, does it, where is it written in the Constitution somewhere that a federal judge has the right to order no autopsy? And then part, people were saying that when they, they looked at the pallbearers, the pallbearers like lifted up his casket like it was empty. Like you're waiting nothing. <laughs> I was no. just gonna say he's probably living over in Belize or somewhere. Right. So either he was in he's over in Belize somewhere, or he did commit suicide and they cremated him so they couldn't do an autopsy. Just like Tim, just like I say with uh, Timothy McVeigh, that guy went through the court system so fast for this Oklahoma bombing. It was like the building blew up. He was on trial the next week, and they executed him the next Tuesday. You know, it was yeah. like. Wait a second, where's this 20 years of appeals? This Timothy McVeigh, he blew this building up. No appeals. He didn't, he didn't take it to the Supreme Court and ask for a stay of execution? No, go ahead, just kill me. Next Tuesday was dead. Oh, he's probably, like you said, in Belize somewhere, hanging on the top of the island somewhere. You know, just like, uh, just like when, uh, when, uh, when Obama's uh, grandmother, uh, she got released from the hospital. She was there for a lag problem or something. And they released her from the hospital. Obviously, she's better if they release her, right? right? And soon after, Obama visited her, and she shows up dead. And then she had uh, uh, her husband was buried in some cemetery in Hawaii, and there was a plot there for her, right? And right. she was cremated, and there's Obama and his sister spreading the ashes into the ocean. <laughs> right. You know, it's all crazy crap. Yeah. But like I said, I just thought it was amazing with the Scalia guy, how he told his Secret Service people, the U.S. Marshal people said he told us, yeah, your services aren't needed any longer. And then when people start questioning it and stuff like that, then they come in with a story about, oh, his doctor said he's had all these massive problems recently, health problems and this and that. 
you know, and and the family saying they didn't want an autopsy and all that. That all of that sounds like it's just made up. It's all ridiculous, right? But like I said, the biggest thing that I think was is that my mom said that she heard on Fox News because she always watches that O'Reilly freaking guy. She said that uh, uh, a couple of days before he died, a few days before he died, he gave an open letter to all his fellow Supreme Court justices that said, we have to give the people back the common law. And he explained why. He said, because using the legal process is too litigious, it's too expensive, it's too time-consuming, the normal person feels that they are not a part of the system anymore, that they have to be a scholar to understand what the hell's going on. We got a lot yeah, of... There was in this article that I was reading, and he also said the thing about uh, self-government. Yeah. Oh, so you do got this article. Huh? You got that article? I probably saved it. I, I can look for it. Yeah, find it. That's a great article. Like I said, my mom said she was listening to our Fox News. She's like, hey, that's the Scalia guy you talk about all the time. Yeah, he's just on. Explaining like what you were talking about, call the common law. Yeah, there is a common law. He was saying, talking about it. So like I said, he's too dangerous, man. So like I said, I bet you they had some pictures of him doing some crazy shit in his youth. And they said, you got to go, pal. We need to put a liberal guy on here. We need to get the legal society back on track. You're fucking everything up for everybody, pal. You got to go. So that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking they told him, you know, fall on a sword, retire, disappear, whatever. But you got to go. You know, like, we'll keep your name good if you leave. Yeah, that will destroy you. I mean, they did the same. They, they did the same thing to Rommel. You know, you know how Rommel died. They did the same thing. They said you fucking die and you're falling a sword and uh, your family. You'll have a safe funeral. You'll be a hero's funeral. And uh, you know, but you fucking turned on Hitler. You said shit about Hitler. You said this is crazy. We should surrender. You gotta fall on a sword, pal. You know, Hitler wants you dead. So we could do it two ways. We could hang you as a traitor. Or you could go out and say that, uh, you know, it's suicide. You know, you, you died by accident. It was a horrible accident. It was suicide. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all they did to that poor guy. They had some probably dirt pictures on him, you know, and they probably said, you know what? You're going to have to fall on the sword, pal. You're going to have to take one for the team. Too bad. Yeah, I'll look for that article tomorrow. All right. All right. All right, man. Well, anything else? No, like I said, I don't want my phone to die. Hey, Bob. Well, I said I I recorded this show. You know what I'm saying? I recorded this as a show. So So you're still banging away there at 9.30 at night? Is that all it is? Shit. We kept going. We banged until the phone got poor fucking neighbors, man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I, I stopped one night at midnight banging and soaring and this guy kept going until almost 3 in the morning that same morning because I started around 6 in the morning he started around 9 and I said to him man it's around midnight I'm getting busy I'm going to go sleep a couple hours and then he said I'm going to keep working he worked until 3 in the morning and it's funny as shit you know, who was that? 
the guy from uh, who gave me all those train batteries. He gave me uh, six train batteries. They're like uh, 24 volts. It's like eight volts each. He gave me like a set of six of them. Wow. 1,800 pounds of batteries. <laughs> it's like uh, 64 car batteries, like the equivalent of giving me 64 car batteries. So <laughs> it's pretty funny. So uh, he's, he, well, he went to go pick up a dog. He went to pick up a great, great Pyrenees dog in West Virginia. He, he'll be back in a couple hours. Hey, did you ever put up that uh, uh, Wi-Fi bridge? Nah, you know me, man. Soon. Yeah, Joe, Joe's got a, um, a replacement charger for that. Next time I come down, I'll bring it. All right. Yeah, I heard your brother Louie wants to come down, so that's fine. Yeah, we'll we'll put something together probably in a week or so. Yeah, he come down. He's a good guy. <laughs> He's all right. Hey, Carl. Carl, it's Bob T. All right, I'll, I'll let you guys talk a little bit because, like I said, when my phone dies, man. It's done. Let me see. Uh, hang on a second. It's Bob T. Yeah, Bob Titus in Colorado. Yeah, oh, you're not drunk tonight. Just, yeah, just don't no, start. No, I'm not shit. drunk. I'm not starting no oh, yeah. shit. So what do you, are you there or what? Are you hanging up? No, I'll, I'll talk a little bit. Just don't call nobody no names, okay? Just don't do that tonight, okay? I love everybody. All right, man. I'm sorry. You know, I need to apologize to everybody anyways. Yeah, but, because I'll you know, that, that, being, yeah. that being said, you know, we all love you. Everybody's always wondering how you're going and all the rest of the calls. You know, everybody talks about <laughs> you. And I think everybody wants to, uh, you know, all you got to do is ask. I had that one girl in Kansas, you know, she was wanting to send you some money and um you know i know you maybe you need some organizational skills and help in other areas i mean i know you've got hundreds of volunteers and people calling you so i mean all you got are you trying to like get a regular big time radio show going you know something like the art bell show i mean do you want to you know sell dvds or make dvds or I'm very happy being on this little hobby farm, <laughs> doing my thing. And uh, like I said, man, I, I've never wanted to, uh, you know, I always want, I was very, I've always been very reclusive. I've been always a very alone kind of person. I'm very happy, you know, yeah. like if they put me in prison, I'd be very happy if they put me in solitary, you know, because honestly, I don't want to talk to nobody. <laughs> you know, so but what uh, you could do, Carl. Is just say, okay, I mean, what's the nearest big city next to you? Say, you know, downtown where all the offices are. You could put up a Carl Lentz office, let some of these other, you know, smarter people, business people on the call be in the office five days a week. You can come down once a month and, you know, give, you know, let these people say, hey, look, we got this guy, we got this guy, we got this guy, we got this guy, let you look at some of the things and say, yeah, you know, point at a couple and say, yeah, take that case, yeah, take that case, yeah, take that case, the rest of these cases, throw them away, and let's make some money around here, you know? I get I get offered a lot of money a lot of times, trust me, you know, and uh, somebody offered me some damn good money the other day to come down and talk to them, you know, and... Uh, it was funny, the guy from Illinois was here, and he heard the offer. He said, so what are you going to do? You want to keep doing this porch? And, uh, where are you going to go down in? I said, I want to build a porch. 
He said, but that's a lot of money. I said, yeah, I know. I said, dude, I said, look, you can't keep chasing money. You know, it'll come. It'll come again. So I don't get it this week. I'll get it next year. I'll get it next month. I said, look, the most important cases right now are Frank and my daughter. I'm going to stick around, and I'm going to wait to hear what's happening. So then Friday, I found out what's happening. So I said, holy shit, this is great. When I found out that, that Colette was lying, that there is no video, there is no pictures, never was, never has been, and then I found out that, holy shit, that huge burden was lifted off of me. Because all of, every time, every day, I was thinking, did Grandpa do this? And if he did it to her, he probably did it to Cole. Because he spent 90% of his time when he was here with Cole and not Colette or Cameron. So Cole can't speak really very well. He does sign language pretty well. But he does, he does sign language better than he, than he speaks. So I'm like, maybe Grandpa was abusing him doing him. So it's like, you know what? It, it fucks with your mind. You know, saying to yourself, wow, I, I hope Grandpa didn't do this shit, man, because uh, if he did it to her, how many other kids' pictures are on here? You know, and I'm like, oh, Jesus, you know. And then once I found out that she was lying, I said, oh, thank God, it's over. Thank God. Now, well, I now, now So now you know how, uh, you know, uh, as I hear Phil, when we got to deal with the courts and all this stuff, being indoctrinated into all it, all of it, it takes a lot of a lot of it puts a lot of stress, a big load on you, and it's very difficult to uh, go and pull off what you tell us to do because, you know, there's that fear there and the uh, and the stress uh, of doing it or not doing it. Well, like I said, the big thing for me was people want and wanted me to do so much for Frank or do this for my daughter, and I couldn't do. I said. There's nothing I can do, people. I said, I got to wait. I said, it's a waiting game. There's nothing I can do. And people want instant gratification like these Jeffrey kind of people. They want instant, instant everything. I said, look, if I, I can't fly off the handle. I can't play this game. The cops wanted me to, to crucify Frank, you know. Uh, you know, everybody wants a victory immediately. And I was like, that's not how this game plays. It's going to take whoever this poor bastard was that had to look at Frank's Computer, Frank's laptop, Frank's tower, Frank's cell phone, Frank's video recorder, Frank's still camera. Do you understand how hundreds of thousands of pictures that are on everybody's computer? Because every time you click on a website, it's going to have a background picture of a, of a cloud or the color blue or a rainbow or something. So some poor bastard had to sit there and look at hundreds of thousands of photos. This takes time. It's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take a while to go everybody's freaking computer. And everybody wants me to do do something, Cole. Do something. Do what? I can't do anything. If they find pictures of Frank doing it to 8,000 kids, and I defended this guy, I'm going to look like a schmuck. If I find out he didn't have any pictures on his computer, and I said, look, we have to let you know justice run its course. We have to see if Frank's an innocent man or not. We've got to allow due process to work out. I can't jump and, and hang the guy. I can't do it. So it's like, you know, people hated me for not uh, doing something more for Frank, and people hated me for not fucking hanging Frank. So it's like, look, I can't do anything until I get all the information. I'm sorry. I'm not an Alex Jones. I'm sorry. I'm not going to just fucking say uh, Planet Navy who is going to blow us up on 2012 and we're all going to die, so we're going to bury our silver and colloidal silver in the fucking ground, and we got to put our bomb shelters up because uh, 
North Korea is going to explode. And I was like, oh, Jesus, dude, can you just wait? Can we just fucking see what's really going to happen? No, no, no. Sometimes sometimes you can do too much, and sometimes we move too quick, and it's the wrong thing to do, and it'll backfire. And I do just fine. I don't need anybody's opinion how fast or slow I should move. I know what the fuck I'm doing. I know what I'm, I got it covered. I don't need anybody's opinion. I don't need advice. I got this. And if you guys don't believe me, I don't fucking care. Whoa. Interesting. Oh, hey, Carl. Carl, what? Bob. Um, what are you banging on? And can you just kind of like lay back, lay your head back, relax, and breathe? And um, what do you need? What kind of help? I mean, just speak it out. I mean, just ask if there's anything that anybody on the call could do for you. I mean, short of uh, donations, I mean, I'm sure you need those. Or, uh, no, you're still going to bang on stuff. You work while you talk. You do two things at once, right? Is that what you do? That's just who you are, huh? You're a hard-working man. Well, I sit on and paint his sports when he's done, Bob. Yeah, well, I enjoy uh, working. I enjoy working. This is what I do with a, a hammer, nails, or a welder, or a wrench is honest work. This legal law stuff is bullshit, you know? If I was yeah. in a wheelchair, if I was in a wheelchair, then I, I would have no problem doing it. But since God gave me two arms and two fucking legs, I'm doing God's work. He gave me but do you ever just sit back and close your eyes and take a rest and take some deep breaths and try nope. to clear your mind and, you know, nope. and just breathe nope. and just clear? No? Nope. Okay, uh, nope. well. I'm like a border collie, man. It's funny. When I went on vacation the first time in my life, when I was 26 years old, I went to Daytona Bike Week, and I parked the Harley down there, the van. I chilled on the fucking beach. A day and a half later, I was working on the ocean pier as a bouncer at the dance club because I was bored out of my mind. I needed some action. I'm I'm cute. I'm I'm not a pot smoker. I don't chill out. I don't. That's not me. And you like have said, a lot of energy, right? You're like energy. You're like go, 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 go all day long. You're thinking you've got 100 things to do. So the faster you do this thing, the faster I can get to the next thing, the faster I can get to the next thing. And I'm just trying to figure out. I love you, man. Let me just tell you right now, there's a there's a Tarzan movie coming out on July 1st. Have you heard about that? Nope. Yeah, it's called The Legend of Tarzan. It's a blockbuster. It's opening July 1st, 2016. Uh, okay. Your movie tickets are on me. Okay. The only, right? problem, the only problem is I'm going to give them to somebody else because I ain't got time to go sit and watch no freaking movie. Well, I I'll tell you a pirate movie. site. You can watch all those movies online. The okay. Well, take, yeah. Retail, I'll tell you. Retail, I'll tell you. I have a TV. Well, it's retail. online. You, you go on a pirate site. Retail, retail will tell you, I, I could take two seconds to hook up with the internet here in my house, and I don't want it. Him and his brother set up one side at my mom's house, I don't know, a month ago, two months ago, three months ago, I don't freaking know. It's still halfway and done. Middle of January. It's, 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 still half done. it's still half done. It'll get done someday, maybe. I don't care. 
I'm, dude, I don't know who the hell. Look, I, I would not be the man I am if I wasn't the man I am. It's that simple. Hey, Carl, mm-hmm. this is Mark in Atlanta. Did you ever get dining room? Did you ever get chairs in your living room yet or couch? <laughs> <laughs> no, man, someday, man. Someday I'll, I'll be able to sit down. But, man, I enjoy this. Like, he don't need any chairs. He sits on the back seat of a minivan. You know, like, like Vital said, man, it's like 9, 30, 10 o'clock at night, and I'm still swinging a hammer, and I'm, I'm digging the shit out of this. I'm just grateful I got the ability to swing a hammer. I'm glad I got the arms and the legs to do it. I'm, I said that to somebody, look, for, the, for, the, for just as good as I am, as, 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 as evil as I could be, I could be as equally good as evil. I said, to destroy something, all I have to do is light a match, and this thing is burnt down to the ground. For me to design, build, and create this thing, it's taken me months. It's taken me years. Now, to destroy it's going to take me one match, and it's going to take me about three seconds. And, but what was the thrill in that? I said the thrill in watching it being created, like when I did my pickup truck, I made an extended cab out of a 65 GMC. I've, I don't have no pictures of it. I've never taken a picture of it. And the day I was done completing building it, I said if a meteorite hits it and disintegrates it, I'm fine with that. It's time to move on to do something else. I done it, I did it, time to move on. And that's my style. And that's why I'm as good as I am with this law stuff is because, huh, you win, you lose, you're in the game, so what? Keep playing. Don't give up. Just keep moving on. Who gives a shit? You know, another day comes and, you know, another challenge. Let's let's take it on and let's see what we got from here. Maybe it'll work, maybe it won't. But as long as you're doing the right thing, eh, everything will be all right. So I'm not worried about it. You know, that's just my style, man. It's just a style. And that's what I told people. Huh, look, if you want to do what I do, it's a style. I, I, you know, I'm not smarter than anybody else. I don't got a big brain or anything like that. I don't go to a fancy school. It's just a work ethic. It's a style. If you got the style, you got it. If you don't got the style, well, you're better at something else than I am. I don't know. But I'm just really good at what I do. And I really enjoy it. And I don't want to change. I'm very happy, happy doing it my way. I'm okay with it. And I think I'm helping a lot of people. And uh, I think a lot of people are really digging what I'm putting out there. You know? So I'm grateful that people enjoy what I'm doing. Me me too, Carl. That's where it all starts. If you want to love everyone, you got to love yourself first. You know it? And you know what? Well, Bob T, I love myself, Carl. You know what? They call me a drunk. They call me don't. Do this, Bob. And you know what? Too bad. I love who I am. Now I can love everyone else out there. And that's what you got to do. You got to accept who you are. What's funny, this guy, he came here to familiarize to give me a hand building this this, uh, solar panels, uh, this deck. So put the solar panels up. Or what he what what he left behind right now? He's going back though. A titanium hammer. Somebody's got a titanium hammer laying around that place. Send it to me, man. This titanium hammer rocks. It don't weigh shit. <laughs> and does a hell of a job. You know. I appreciate it. You know. I was. I was swinging a hammer all day today with my left hand. My wrist is hurting like a son of a bitch. Well, that's good. I was that's helping good. my one buddy, Ben. That's, you know, I'm left-handed, too, so I probably won't be able to jack off for a week. But, you know, well, I'll get over it. I'll, I'll learn how to do it right-handed. But, uh, well, it's a good thing your boyfriend sleeps on your right-hand side, then, huh? 
I wish I wish that no, I, no. I want like five girls. I want I want the Swedish uh volleyball team is what I need. Yeah, well like I said too, it's funny man with you uh what do they call it? That your your wrist hurting is just God's way of letting you know you're still alive. That's God's way of knowing you're alive is pain. No, I don't swing a hammer usually. I swing a paintbrush, but I help my buddy that grows weed. I took my five and one, and I'm we're we're scraping off two layers of linoleum floor in his this kitchen because it stinks so bad, and there's mold and leaky water, and you know I probably got mold poisoning. So if you guys don't hear from me for a couple of weeks, check on me. I'm you know. Yeah, I'll, I'll have it, a. It was fucking I'll gross. A, Let me just tell you that. I'll have Aquila call you up and see how you're doing. Aquila, my hun? Aquila the hun? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'll have yeah. call you up. Ask her you to doing. pray for me, would you? Yeah, she will. Yeah, I'm sure she will. We'll have Aquila bring yeah, you cookies and tequila. That's right. Cookies and tequila and, oh, marijuana cookies, high THC. That's it. Yeah, you need you sound, Yeah, that's it. Hey, uh, uh, Carl... Remember the your, your used car lot? Did you finish your story about Frank and all that stuff? And, you know, that's your calling right now, Carl. I mean, you know, once this case is over, and I know it takes time, um, I'm sure it's going to be a feather in your cap, you know? No, dude, I just move on. Like, look, getting, yeah. Jonathan, getting Jonathan and Jesse back their child, children, four of them, with criminal charges on them, and... <laughs> and then having them name their daughter, Carlicia, whatever, you know, that's enough. Just that I have one family get their kid back, dude, that's plenty. Nobody else on any of these shows has ever done that. I don't have to keep doing Victor at the Victor at the Victor. I'm fine. Getting, having one kid named after me is pretty funny. I told uh, Jonathan and Jesse, I said, you named your kid, like Carlicia. Carl, can, can I interrupt? No. You're wrong. Just, yeah, no, no, you're just wrong. Check this. No, I said check you, this you, out. Because, you, have, well, you do dude, have to win dude, this. You're Tarzan, dude, king of the jungle. You're the guru. Dude, I don't we know you get kids back. Dude, we know you it. win 90 miles dude, an hour in reverse. And I we want to see your next, you know, your next medal <laughs> on your uniform. I don't care about what anybody wants to see from me. I'm just grateful that Jonathan and Jesse got a baby. And they would have never had that baby on planet Earth if it wasn't for me. That baby might be the next Jesus Christ. That baby might be the next person who cures cancer. That baby's name is like Alicia Lencia Rose Little. And uh, she's probably going to hunt down at me and kill me someday for giving that God a horrible name that her mom and dad gave her. But uh, I'm just grateful as well that I helped some family. And I would have been grateful if somebody helped me. But I no, feel you, man. Dude, there was nobody there, and that's all. We're I'm here to say. now, though, Carl. We're yeah, all here yeah. now. Right. You know how many people are on the call? Are you on the chat? Are you seeing this stuff? No. I mean, Jesus Christ, man! You, how many people are on the call? Does anybody know? I can find out. I'll tell you. Eric, you wanna? Are you muted out? There's about 40 people on. Okay, that's special. I don't tell anybody to come on. But... I know. That's just Janine, Janine gave me a heads up. I called my buddy Mike Idiote, and the word's going around right now. I mean, you know, I could post a couple things on Skype or Facebook, but 
I mean, you're spreading the word. You're you're fulfilling your calling, Carl. Um, set up an office in your nearest major city, and you don't have to go down there but once a week, once a month. You can go down there any day and let these people handle, you know, just stay on your farm and do what makes you what you do, but yet get an office. Janine and uh, Aquila and... There's another one, Sonia. There's a lot of people that will help you if you want to do that. So all you got to do is give the word, say the word go, and I'm sure everybody, you know, all of us, I, me too, of course, I'll be there. Hell, I'll sell my whatever I got to sell and be there. I, was, I need to go to Pennsylvania anyway, but it's a long way. Yeah, but like I, like I, I don't know, man. Like I said, when when I was learning this stuff, you know, if, if I talk to somebody, I'd hold to my sister maybe once every two weeks, once a month, for a couple of minutes. I'm a very happy guy, just knowing what I know, and I'm just I'm a very nice. I like to be uh, like I said. It's funny. It's, I I like being alone. That's okay. You know, it's, it's just my style. I don't know why, but it's just my style. And if it you wasn't know, for I'm, that, I'm, we wouldn't I'm, have you. I mean, we're grateful to have you. Well, let me, so let let me tell you, carry let me on your legacy. I mean, you're going to die one day. Then hey, what are we going to do? Just tell me what's on the other side. This is going to be a lot of fun. Well, I mean, we're going to be here right now talking about you after you die. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. Let's, I've, let's I've, make I've, a legacy. Dude, I've never gone to like nightclubs or bars. I've, I've, I've never, I never went to a party in my life, dude. I'm very happy being alone. That's okay. You don't have to. When I'll, Carl, I'll when do Carl dies, we're going to be saying that he's. I'll do the nightclub in the barn. I'll call you the next day with a hangover and let you know what happened. You know, you don't have when to. When Carl we're all going to be on here saying that he went to Belize. He's hiding out. Not Belize. Belize ain't even good no more. There's only a couple of places. On, but you can make your own place here. You don't have to go nowhere. What Carl's saying, this common law and stuff, you can be your own country in your own space. I'm a man. I'm not your country. I'm not. This is where I was at when I woke up. And so this is my country right here. It, you got to feel it within you, like the Star Wars and uh, Matrix movies and stuff. You got to know who you are. You well, got to know you don't cause harm, injury, or loss. And then when somebody comes in your face during your day when you wake up, and they're and they're going to say, "Hey, you have to do this," blah 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 blah. They trespass on you. Okay, call. Well, the all problem right. with all this stuff, the problem with this stuff is if you, if I tell too much information too quick, you guys go off the, you guys go flying off the handle. Like I truly believe that when you, you know, read, you know, from people in the past, you know, who, 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 you know, created this thing called the Americas, when they said that, uh, you know, the sovereign power lies with the people, you know, or, or the sovereign power of the government lies with the people. Now, if I start telling you people the sovereign power uh, of the government lies and resides within the people, you guys don't understand exactly what lies and resides within the people means in the sovereign power. The sovereign power means God. God is within you. God is within all of us. 
and you guys are going to run off the freaking handle and say, I'm sovereign, and I can do this. And that's not what it means. It's not what it means that the sovereign power of the government resides within the people. It means God is within us. It means God's in our hearts. It's God will guide the people. We don't need a piece of paper to guide us. We don't need a king. We don't, we've got it. We've got it figured out. We've got this. But if I said, look, the sovereign power of the government resides within the people. Few people are going to say, see, we're sovereigns. No, I didn't say we're sovereigns. I said the, the, power, the sovereign power of the government resides within the people. It's in you. You feel, you know when you're doing, like I got all these freaking dogs, man, and cats. They know when they're doing wrong. They look at me, and I look at them, and they got kind of like, oh, they put their tail, eh, you know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. You know it's wrong. I don't have to read a book. And this is what I try to explain to people all the time about common law, basic law. I said, look, all these, when they, the judge or whatever gives us crap, he said, look, is this a statute law? Is this a code? Is this administrative policy? Yes, you know, this isn't law. This isn't basic law. And I say, yes, it is. It's like, well, look, statutes and codes and administrative policies, they could be amended. They could be redacted. They could be modified. They could be amended. These orders could be overturned. But law can't change. The law stays the same for my generation, my children's generation, caveman's generation. It stays the same. The law applies to my dog. It applies to caveman. It's going to apply for all time. You can't modify it, change it, amend it, alter it, or overturn it. The law, the true law, isn't written. And this is what I try to say to people. When it's, like, say, Black's Law, or, like, when it's written in black, that's written by man. When God, God is supposed to be light and all white, it's unwritten. How could God's law be written? Because God would write in white. And on white paper, how are you going to see it? It's unwritten. You can't see the common law. You know it. It's inside of you. It's, it's there. And this is what I'm saying. It just drives me nuts because you guys are saying, Carl, where can I read about the common law? It, every single law book, every single legal law book tells you it's unwritten. They're telling you there's a sovereign power in you. They're saying it, it's not, the, the stuff you see written in black, that's man's law. That's not God's law. That's not real law. Man's law changes with depending on who the man who's writing it, from what angle he sees it, from whatever his beliefs are. And everybody has a different single angle, a different single belief in what they're witnessing. So, like I said, man, you know, it's just a lot of fun talking to you guys, but it's like, holy shit, you know, you guys are going to either grow up a lot or something or just feel it inside of you better than what you're doing. I mean, you're dropping a ball. You're, you're reading too much or researching too much. And I was like, dude, just just do what you know is the right thing to do, like what I did with Frank. Look, until I get all the evidence, until I get facts, until I get I, – I, I, can't, I can't do anything, people. And everybody was bugging me for months. And I said, you know, I'm fucking done doing these shows, you know, because all I'm going to do is get the same damn questions, what were you going to do for Frank? And it's not a damn bloody fucking thing until I see what, what's going on. And they said, well, getting your kids out of foster care. I said, absolutely not. Because if this kid is freaking lying, let him sit in foster care a little bit and let him think about it. Let him think about the repercussions of uh, uh, opening up your mouth and, and talking about private issues about your family and talking about the private stuff into the public, exposing the public to this nonsense. See the repercussions you're going to get. See if you're ever going to come home. Maybe you'll learn next time to keep your mouth shut and don't lie. Or maybe if you have an internal family problem, bring it to the family and let us handle it. Well, obviously, she didn't have a family problem. She didn't have any problems, thank God. But it would have been nice if she let us handle it, you know, as a family instead of bringing it out to the public. You know, and people say, oh, well, see, Carl, you know, they're afraid to talk to the family. Well, what, lie? Yeah. 
because she got found out to be lying. Oh, thanks, you know, thank God. Because this makes my job so much easier. Oh, good. She lied? Oh, thank God. Why? She's an infant, a minor infant child. That's what minor infant children do. They don't know right from wrong, and they just do whatever the hell they want to get what they want at that particular moment in time. You know, I can't hold her liable. Why? Because she's a minor infant child. Anything under the age of 18 is considered an infant. So, she's a minor infant child. I'm not going to hold her liable. She did what she did. Why? Because that's what God made her. God made her a minor infant child. God made her door to door, the snake of snake. She's a minor infant child. That's what minor infant childs do. And that's why you don't arrest somebody based on a word of a minor infant child. And these, this county or this sheriff's department is going to find out when I make a nice little simple claim, you know, that that's not what you're supposed to be doing. How the fuck, how the... <clears throat> So fucking love, hallelujah, brother. Hallelujah. See, the call's being recorded, too. That's all it's been here. Somebody's banging a hammer. What's that? No, hallelujah. You said that. He's a child, you know. I mean, I remember when I was 16 and 15 and 13, I did some crazy stuff. But how, many people, how, many people, how many people like that, Je, 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 whatever the hell her name is, Angela and Jeffrey, how many people were fucking bashing me? For not taking her side. That's like, what? She's a minor infant child. No. We've been talking to Angela lately, and um, Angela's on hold, and um, I don't but know. I talked to Janine, and um, people was trashing me that I just didn't take her word as the gospel truth. Like, what would be the purpose of a little girl lying about something like that? And I Carl, said, uh, I've been listening to years so you many... have, have to kill. How many years do you want me to go on why she would? How many years? I said, how about we just sit back and wait to see what happens? How about that? Yeah, how about I walk a mile in your shoes? And and you know what? So many people, um, Angela, we finally got through to her. Me, Janine, Idioti. I mean, that happened on Thanksgiving. When did we talk about it again? Just about not even a month ago, so... Um, and I was drunk. I was motherfucking people and stuff, and I'm sorry. And I did the Cheyenne, too, you know, and even my girl Janine well, had a falling with now. her. Janine. She's like hey, one of your biggest fans. She lives in Australia. That's special. My one girl. I like oh, yeah. her because she, she talks about turmeric and pepper. Remember when you were sick? She was trying to give you lemon and honey and tell you what to do. Oh, yeah, yeah, she, yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's, uh-huh. Yeah, she's a good woman. She nourishes man, and that's what a woman does, you know. While you're out there working, she's in there cooking, making sure you've got a warm coat and nice bed to sleep in and she's trying to nourish you so that you can go out and work tomorrow. What am I thinking of, man? I just great big huge aluminum uh, monkey wrench I could just spin a two-by-four joist with. What am I thinking of hitting with a stupid hammer? We'll get that big wrench, man. Spin this damn piece of wood. Yeah, I know. You're laying under a car. Are you laying under a car? What are you doing? Are you pulling out a transmission or what are you working on? I want to know what you're banging on. My phone's dying. Something for an hour. My phone's dying. It's dying. My phone's dead. You've been swinging a. Okay. My phone's dead. Well, let somebody else take over the call. Is anybody else on the call? 
could take over. Hello, Eric Janine. <laughs> Who else is on the call? No one's muted. Come on. Janine, what are you doing? Learning Law, South Oh, Southeast Colorado, Idiote, Mike, are you there? It's my buddy. Bob, you loser. Yeah, I know. What would you do without losing this world? Well, you know, hey, what are you, a sober winner and I'm a drunken loser? So, cool. Have I ever harmed another man? No. Have I ever called, caused injury to another man? No. Has I ever caused loss to another man? No. So now what do you got to say? Get a license, get insurance, get drinking? I would say Hey, boss, did you ever tell someone you were going to show up at their house with your shotgun and blow their fucking head off? Yeah. Hi, Mike. Happy birthday. I mean, creation day. Did you see the thing I sent you on Skype? It's not I'm your not birth. It's not your birthday. It's your creation day. You weren't born. You don't have a birthday. You were created. Sometime before such and such date when you came out of your mother's womb, you don't remember when you were created because you were in your mother's womb. Is that good or what? We always, you know, birthday, what's your birthday, when were you born? Born, I mean, born, isn't that something that ships do when they go into a berth? They get born and they unload cargo. They got to smit these fuckers up. <laughs> Janine, you got to mute out. She's in the kitchen talking with her sons and she hasn't muted. I'll mute out. You want me to mute out? I can do it on the phone or start. So if everyone mutes out, who's gonna who's talking here? Yeah, so when are we going to be able to start getting you guys out of here? Out of this little place? Well, out of this place? Bob, he ran off Carl, man. Bob, he brings his battery. He's got freaking solar panels and can't charge his battery. Maybe he just got tired of answering the same dumb questions. Yeah, I agree. Dumb questions from some dude named Bob. So, uh, who's left on the call here? Yeah, so you go in there. 
You know, guys, I've been listening to lots of Carl's work and listening to him tonight while everyone's trying to tell him that he, you know, hey, you guys, got to do this. I, I can. I'm going to call her on Skype right now, and it's it, it's Janine. I can hear. I know what she's doing. She's at the kitchen table. I mean, she's washing dishes, and there's somebody else at the kitchen. I, I'm calling her right now on Skype. You look like we care what you think. Well, it's Janine making all that noise when we can't continue talking. Okay. I don't Somebody think anyone else hears that, man. Oh, she donated to Carl. She can talk. Hey, guys, I just want to throw this out there, listening, listening to everyone that's got these... Uh, got these concerns and they, they believe that Carl owes them something or Carl's got to do this or got to do that because he has this information. You know, Carl's gone out of his way already to share this with us and put it online so we can listen to it where it's recorded. And I think it's really on, on the rest of us. If we want to organize in a way that, you know, we create some kind of nonprofit or some kind of advocacy group that wants to help other individuals that, that need help getting their kids back or, or dealing with whatever, but that would be on us, and, and people should really stop trying to push Carl into that. If he wanted to do it, he would have done it 10 years ago, right? And he's explaining himself, saying, hey, you know, I'm, uh, I'm reclusive, I like to be alone, I don't care for all that, and everyone's trying to push him and push him, and, and that's not really being respectful of that man's right to, to his own privacy and what he wants. You know, no, I'm man. grateful as I shit. Mean, I mean, this is Bob. I think you're wrong. Yeah. Carl, you well, know, he, he needs to... But, Carl I mean, in order for him for you, to... Bob, uh, Bob, Bob, Bob. Carl doesn't need to do anything for you, man. You don't need to, to try and tell us what you think me. Carl should do. Well, it's not me. Well, you're saying it right now that you think he should do something. Okay, so now there's all these people on the call that are trying to demand something of this man. That's, you have no right to do that. He's a, think about how much no, he's given in demanding anything. Story. I'm just asking okay. that he would ask for the donations or if you guys want to start up an office with your secretaries and stuff down there in the nearest town next to me, I'll drive over there once a month and have a conference meeting or whatever and mm-hmm. let the ones that can run an office Continue the Carl legacy. He don't have to be there every day. He don't even have. Well, it's, but it's he not just Carl. has to give well, his blessing. I think this is the confusion. You're calling it Carl's legacy. Carl's simply talking about ideas and principles that exist that man has recognized, and Carl happens to know them. Now, thank God that Carl has been so gracious to share those insights on the internet. But now that we know them, they're not Carl's things. They're simply ideas and principles that exist. So it would be on us to take those actions and do those things, and it has nothing to do with him. If he doesn't want to be part of it, people constantly asking him and constantly pushing him towards that probably irritates the shit out of him because he said more than once it that does. it's something he wants to do. And people show up at his house unannounced and stuff. Well, that's, so, that's what I'm, so that's what I'm saying. So maybe those of us that are on this call right now that are – that are anxious to want to make some change and that want to help other people and, and they, you know, they want um, justice to be restored in our society, it's on us. It's not on us to try right. and force Carl to do something. It's on us. 
So, I mean, I myself, I'm on this call, I'm listening, I'm, I'm at a dinner party. I just stepped away from the table to, to put so my two cents in So, are you making the background noise? Go outside or something. I could hear people um, talking in the background. Yeah, so that, I was on mute until all of 10 minutes ago, and uh, I'm in another but room anyways, right now. But um, anyway, what I wanted to say was, um, you know, Carl... In order for him to be inspired, you know how certain painters have to go out into the mountains and, you know, he's living his life in the backwoods and, um, you know, the cops came to his house, but whatever. Carl, the reason he started in the first place is because they took away his Down syndrome child. You know, he loved right, and so he and stuff. So, so, Bob, so, Bob, consider this. So, imagine that that happened to you. And you went ahead and you made that situation public. You shared it with the world, which in itself is a pretty brave act. And then, right. he, shared with every, and then he shared with everyone how he dealt with it and how he went through it and how the state fucked with him and all those things, okay? So we, yeah. he doesn't owe us or anyone else anything else. He put it out there for people to see and for people to learn and understand based on what transpired. He told his story. And so it, it has to be in as, you, though. It has to be in you. He can't put something in you. So one more. May I interrupt just for one little second, and then you can go on. For the love of universe. Universe, damn it. No, Nikola Tesla. He found out all these things about electricity and stuff, and all of a sudden this Edison guy stole all his ideas, put the guy under the bus, and and became a uh, one of the world elite. Oh, you know, yeah, but you're Carl, the universe. You're, 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 Carl didn't create any of this, man. This stuff existed universe, before Carl it. was around. Oh my fucking universe! You know, right, you're, you're, Roddy, you're Oh my fucking universe! I mean, I agree. Oh my fucking universe! Oh my penguin. Okay, so so I'm not sure where you're going with it, Bob, but I I think no, I'm not I think either. I my... I, I'm just playing devil's advocate. I, you know, I'm I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm not sober. I had a joint and a couple of shots well, of ninety proof. No, no. Maybe so so Bob, maybe maybe mute yourself out and listen, and let's see if there's other people that want to engage with me about doing something other than always relying on Carl. I mean, Carl's there, and if and if I think he's the type of man that if we came him with yeah, definitive and questions, Tesla he will answer is there them too. But he's dead, and soon Carl will be dead, and we got to pick up the pieces and move on. So right, but the pieces are really simple. The pieces are really simple. Everything I'm that Carl's teaching you. Yeah. So you know, I, I appreciate everyone that gets on these calls and everyone that's that's trying to be engaged in this because I think it's an important fight in this generation, in this time. And, um, you know, as I'm listening to you guys, I'm the only reason I'm saying anything right now is because I'm hearing people trying to demand something from this gentleman and, and, and require him to do something for them as if he owes you. And he doesn't. And you guys got to fucking remember that because he's doing this. You know, some people might donate. I mean, I've donated some money to Carl. Um, What's that? Hold on. So one more. I mean, I interrupt just for one little second, and then you can go on for the love of universe. He does owe us. He does owe us. If it wasn't for Carl, none of us would be here, and he does owe us. 
either well, say, so how do you, you know what, everybody, I'm going to retire um, from now on, talk to Gus or you or Bob or somebody else, but you know what, it's too much for me, and so someone else will oh, take the reins and go with this common law stuff. Oh, my fucking universe. I mean, I agree. Oh, my fucking universe. Oh, my God. You know, I'm not sure what you guys mean when you're screaming, oh, my universe, but I can tell you right now, if you think that because Carl has brought you together with this, the rest of the people in this group and he shared this knowledge with you that somehow he owes you something, you're mistaken. He's sharing his story with us. It's an act of courage in itself, and he's gone out of his way to help people for free. You know, I feel blah, I'm, a, I'm a random... Blah, listen, blah, buddy. Blah, I'm, blah, I'm a random... So why do you get on this call then if you don't appreciate what he does? You get on here just to bug him and try and demand something from this guy? Like you're just a piece of shit if that's what you're doing, buddy. Like go, it's, it's something you. I don't do know why you're wasting your time. Obviously, there. Carl doesn't owe any of us anything. He's done more than enough Perfect. for all of us. You're wasting your time arguing with this guy. Okay, I hear you, and that's probably true. So, um, to to the rest of everyone that's listening, uh, you know, uh, my name's Christian. I've been on a few of the calls. Um, I'm up here in Canada actively engaging the course and trying to help other people um, because I appreciate the information that guys like Carl and others have shared, and I'm trying to use it. So instead of everyone just getting on here and having a pity party over their own personal issue or what they can't resolve and how they think Carl needs to fucking help them do it, you know, grow the fuck up. Take charge of what he's given you for information and try using it, and then, then go down the path. But it's just hard. It's hard, man, to listen to a call like what just happened. And you guys, and this isn't directed. You know, this is maybe directed at a couple of people on the call. But um, you know, there's a lot of time probably that's wasted with people voicing, you know, their "Oh, my universe," whatever you guys are trying to talk about that. And hey, we uh, we we do that when Bob starts getting all weird because when you say weird. <laughs> He starts getting off, you know, he starts getting off. So it wasn't anything right. to do with anti-Carl stuff at all. It was more, uh, I'm, I'm right on agreement with you. Cool, yeah. It's all about us. Hey, it, it is on us. And like I said, man, I I put my phone number in the chat before, and, and I'll put it out here right now. It's one seven eight zero nine nine five eight eight seven four. And if there's other people in Canada that are that are moving things through the court or have issues, I'm I'm open to talk and share my experience and share what I've done and what I've gone through. And, and if that can help, you know, I'm happy to share it. So I don't need any donation. I don't have a site. I'm not looking for anything. I'm interested in in spreading this knowledge. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. If you want these donations, collect them and pass them on. Pardon me? If you don't need donations, but people are willing to donate, collect the money and donate it on, pass it on. Oh, if, if, if I was, if I listen, if I had a structure set up, like let's say we we organized ourselves and we created a non-for-profit or an advocacy advocacy group that was interested in helping people who couldn't afford to make donations, and that was something I was doing, then I would take people's money and I would I would put it towards that. But right now, I mean, I own a contracting business. I take care of myself and I eat and then I spend my free time um, engaging this this world and this topic because I think it's important. And that's just me and I don't think anyone else has to do what I'm doing, but I'm, I'm putting myself out here right now to let anyone else on this call know that 
there's there are other people out here that are willing to talk and willing to share and and willing to try and help if they can um and it's not about money it's not about trying to make a living doing this it's about doing what's right and trying to help people not get taken advantage of by the state or uh, or just greasy greasy individuals so, hey, that's Sorry, is a not-for-profit, uh, is that legal leaders? A non-for-profit? Yeah, that'd be a corporate structure for sure. That'd be an organization. So, I mean, uh, if you want to do something where you're, where you're going to organize a bunch of people and you're going to take money from others and use it to support others, then, yeah, you, you're unless you're just going to call it private contract and, and not put it under that label, sure. But, I mean, I'm not talking about doing something within the legal structure and, and anything like that. That's why maybe advocacy group is, is a more appropriate term. You know, we would be advocates for individuals who, who are unable to speak for themselves in court. All right. Just wanted to clarify that. Yeah, yeah no, that, that's, that's a fair question. Be careful. Say that again? If you're cutting into VTOW's clientele business, so be careful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've made a ton of money doing this shit. Uh, <laughs> pass it on, detail. Yeah. Pass it on. Yeah, right. I do. I have had actually. Yeah. Yeah. I know. There's no question. Man. I think. No, we know what he's getting at. But organization, organizing people is the hardest thing. You can see what's happened to like Mike's call and a lot of the other calls is, man, they just go to shit because the workforce is in there and. Yeah, maybe maybe some of the policies that that are going on in this group, people are really um, really compassionate, or really caring, or really accepting of some of these guys that are going to get drunk and come in here and just basically be time vampires and stuff. Um, you know, I, I organize people for a living as a contractor. It's what I do, and um, I believe that I probably have some skills that could help in that arena in terms of determining who has what kind of skills and where their time could be spent effectively in helping others. But first, it's got to start with just a dialogue and a group of people who are going to openly say, yes, I want to engage in that kind of activity. Yes, I want to spend my time for no compensation just trying to help other people with the information I've learned. Um, but right now, to me, it sounds like there's a lot of people that they're just they're not quite clear enough on the information to be able to help somebody. You know, they're still trying to learn it, which, which is fine. And that's where maybe there's a there's a side of this where we would be able to create some type of um, almost like a course that could take you from I'm a drone who who didn't know anything about anything to you know I understand the distinction between myself and the state and and I'm learning how to act like a man and you could take them from the start to the finish because if average Joe just logged onto one of these calls and we're in the middle of the topic it's it's pretty hard for them to to, to grasp right without the prerequisite knowledge. So in an effort in an effort to spread it effectively and, and, and teach it so that it sticks and people can use it, because I think that's all that really matters is being able to use it. Um, first you could a person could establish some type of course material or some type of uh, way of they really, taking you excuse me Matt. Mm -hmm. They really yeah, no one really researches the fact until they get pulled over, which is what? A tenth of the per, um, population. And then a tenth right. of those just go ahead and pay the ticket and say, okay, sorry, I'm, you know, scared to go to jail. 
And then a tenth of those say, you know what, fuck you. I'm either going to fight you or I'm going to split the state. It's a fight-or-flight response. There's no such thing as uh, mental disorders. There's no such thing as ADHD. It's a fight-or-flight response. So the government sees the people wanting to fight or flight, so now they made it into uh, a mental disorder. And, you know, it's just... Okay, so maybe instead of... I I would agree with you that most people don't ever engage this topic until they've already gotten themselves in trouble or something happened to them. They got a ticket and they think, no, I shouldn't have a ticket, and they sit on the computer and, you know, web surf a little bit, and they say Alex Jones or somebody, and then they're a newbie. And then pretty soon they they go to David Icke or, uh, you know, some of those other guys. That's not Janine. Janine, that's not you with people talking in the background. Is it mute out? There's somebody that's got... So perhaps it's um, instead of... Like, I I don't disagree. I agree with you that people definitely don't engage this stuff until they're forced into it. And I think that comes with the degree of complexity that surrounds the information. People, People work and slave all day long, and when they come home... They're not interested in trying to learn something that makes them feel stupid. They want to turn the TV on and turn their brain off and just fucking relax. But in my experience, there are young people, at least in Canada anyways, in my generation, who are are upset with with what's going on. They are seeing what's going on and they're not happy with it. And that in itself is opening them to this type of information. And I think if the information is presented in such a way that it's not so complex or so um, uh, laced with fear that they're willing to engage it and they're willing to just simply start learning before they actually have to take an action. Now, I'm not saying I have the, the, the formula for how we do that or how, how we bring that to the people, but I think that would be the way to think about it. It's like, okay, well, we need to present this, we need to present this in such a fashion um, that it's almost uh, exciting in a way or, or liberating for people. And, I, I, and I know for myself, that's what brought me in. Can I put a couple plugs along those lines? Sure. Um, Anna's book, You Know Something Is Wrong When, mm-hmm. and uh, where people, and, and that's, I mean, even if they've already got the ticket and all that, one. Yeah, I don't think it's bad to to necessarily just engage this once once the state engages you. I mean, that's a natural response. Um, normally, you're yeah, going to be Mike, quite disadvantaged, but Mike, Bob, Mike, I mean, idiot. Can you hear me? You can't hear me. Interrupting. Okay. Uh, we can hear you. I'm just not sure where Mike is. No, I couldn't hear either. He always cuts out. He lives in the Black Forest. I guess somebody's got. I think I might need to hang up and call back in because it sounds like some women and or something are having to, you know, in the kitchen talking and got their phone. I'm in another. I'm I'm in another room. There's some girls in the other room, but I don't know 
know how they could be that loud. I'm in a separate room here. Oh, well, push that shit. And then if you want to talk, but, okay, that sounds better. That sounds a lot better. Okay, yeah. sorry, guys. That might have been me. I got a pretty good quality mic on. I'm wearing, like, a headset that a gamer would wear if he's playing video games. Just at a friend's <laughs> house. So, <laughs> apparently apparently the mic's fairly sensitive. They want to make sure when I'm screaming at you to fucking load okay, your weapon, so soldier. Okay, so what's up, dude? What's your name? Where are you from? What are you, so my... homosexual, queer? Do you like girls? <laughs> you want to go my to court with a judge, or what do you want? My name's Christian Goche. I'm a man. I live in Alberta, Canada, so I live in uh, St. Albert, Alberta, Canada. Um, That's okay. We still love you. You still appreciate me. Thanks, guys. Uh-huh. I don't discriminate you guys for fucking having Trump out there potentially running your country either, so, you know. Um, it's uh, my, well, my whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. Trump? The only honest crook we have running. <laughs> sure. <laughs> just a just a frightening prospect altogether. Any the other ones are all crooks. There's... The other sure. ones are all crooks, and they lie about it. He's a crook, and he's honest about it. <laughs> yeah. So so like I said, I'm I'm up in Alberta. Um, I've had a few different interactions with the state. I've been put in solitary confinement. You know, I've spent something like 44 days in jail over traffic offenses because of how I chose to fight them in the court. Um, And I've also had some successes. Uh, Recently, I just ran a habeas corpus uh, for a guy that got charged with possession and uh, possession with the intent to traffic and possession of a controlled substance. Uh, I'm currently waiting on a a determination on that. It just happened last Monday. but I, but I do believe that, you know, the pen is mightier than the sword. And if we remove our anger and our disgust with the fact that we've been duped and we just get the fuck over that, then we can start taking the steps to understanding how we got where we are and, and undoing it or, you know, setting the record straight. So I, I, I'm, I'm just anxious to find people that are in a common space that, that want the same thing and, you know, I found this little dark corner of the internet, um, and I, like I said, I was extremely grateful to hear a guy like Carl telling people hey, to man. shut the fuck up and hey, just calling hey, it out. Hey, hey, shut the yep. fuck up! You are um, you are at the right place, and even Perfect. though we all love you, and you know. It sounds like you're new and you got a lot of learning to do and Sal will take you by the hand. Uh, you know, and um for everyone. You know what I mean? And we already know you love everyone, so just uh let's just keep it at that. Well why did he search for us? Because he got in trouble with the law. So uh, no, I mean that's no, how we no. get new people. Yeah, but Bob, I found you guys when I was already well into my search. You know, I had already gotten in trouble. I was already past the trouble. And I was, you know, the judiciary doesn't really care to answer your questions. They're happy to fuck with yeah. you if you don't understand what's going on. Tell me so about after, it. Yeah, so Tell after I didn't fuck with, I said, oh, you know, I want to understand. And I think everyone can understand that it's a common ground. Sure. Every animal does it in the jungle. You're either going to fight them or you're going to run back home to mom's house in Kentucky. Right. And and this is yeah. where... And I then when you maybe... do, they call you crazy. You need to go into a sane asylum. You've got a mental disorder because 
you want to fight or run from the system, so you're crazy. Well, and depending on what context, depending on what context that's in, it might be true, right? It's true. I already know it's true. I wouldn't even say it if I didn't know. Okay. Well, if it's true, then then they're not wrong based on what you're saying, Bob. Is this Bob? Well, no. They created a. I mean, I can send you a email from the guy that created HDHD, and he'll tell you the whole. There's no such thing as mental illness. It's all a lie created by the system for the people that want to either flight, fight or flight. Hey. You know, that's what it is. So don't even go to the system. Just be a man like Tarzan. It's so simple Tarzan could do it. You don't need to know one code. You don't need to know one statute. You don't need to know the Constitution. You don't need to know nothing. You just walk in there as a man and say, you know what? You guys are crazy. You have no jurisdiction over me. I'm just telling you. I'm giving it to you in a nutshell. You don't want to hear it. I've listened to the 100-plus hours of Carl's audio, so I I completely understand what you're saying. Um, What I'm talking about is, reaching the common folk who haven't gotten in trouble yet, who are currently supporting the system, who think you are crazy. How do we approach they, them so that they, they don't think do they're crazy? They won't do it until they get in trouble. And then they, well, 90% of them will just pay it and say, good, let me have my license, let me have my television, let me have my uh, steel radio tires, and just leave me alone. Well, you know what? They're not going to leave you alone. They'll bang on your fucking door. They'll want in your house. They're not going right. to leave you alone. You need to stand so, up and fight. Don't fight or run. Bob, I agree with you, and I think everyone else on the call does. That's why they're here. So you are preaching to the choir. Um, right. You know, I agree, though, that, that young, the young folk are, uh, a lot of them are coming around, and I think you just have to, just be encouraging and and suggest gently suggest you look at some of these issues and I, I have a lot of hope for the are looking at this stuff before they get in trouble. I hear the excuse women me, talking in the kitchen again. Janine, uh, are you me. there? Yeah. Hi. Hi, Bob. Hi, Christian. Um, Is that anybody in your kitchen? Somebody needs no, to. Uh, no. No. That's Christian. That's Christian, Bob. Uh, we have Kristen. Melissa. He's on. Yeah, Melissa's on the chat. Nobody's no, working the board. They need to mute her out or something. Or oh, oh that's out. a good. That's that's a good idea, Bob. Follow your own advice. You want me to mute out? I'll mute out. Yeah, thank you. But I would like to talk to Janine for just a sec. Are you there, Christian? Hello, Christian, are you there? Yes, I'm here. This is Christian. Hi, how are you? You sure have a nice, um, calming, sexy voice. Shut up, Bob. (laughs) I'll mute out. And Christian, don't talk too much to my girl because I don't get jealous. You know, I just get even. Um, Christian, Christian, are you on the chat? 
looks like Carl's back again. I can hear the saw going. Um, Christian, if you can hear me, Melissa. Melissa is wondering if you have a Skype name. She's asking on chat so she can get in contact with you. Yeah, right. Oh, where's Vito? He's not here. Yeah, I get, oh, obviously he's not here. I'm standing here by myself. Of course he's not here. I know that. Hey, you mean? You of course mean? Vital. Vital's there. Mm-hmm. Wherever he What's is, up? he's not here. No, wherever Vital is, wherever Vital is, he's definitely not here. Wherever he is, he's not here. I know that. I'm not there. I'm here. Of course you are. Where else could you be? I'm not all there. Oh, that's a given. Only a little bit there. Most of myself is here. Well, that's what... Oh. What's up? I thought you said this, though. Just a little bit easier. What's, um... What'd you call back in there? The phone died, man. Yeah. Anybody been giving you any crap, or has it been pretty quiet? No, no. They're, they're, we got Bob and uh, Christian. Christian is trying to, uh, you know, organize, and Bob is uh, trying to organize. Oh. It's like a union. It's like no, a union battle. Bob, one wants to unionize, and the no. other one wants to break the union. Oh, <laughs> no, I can speak for myself. My girl Janine was trying to get on and ask a question to um, Chris, and um, you know, I think we should let her ask her question. I mean, she was trying to ask a question to Chris, but. I think she should just go ahead and, you know, what are you trying to say, Janine? I mean, just just spit it out. Don't put it in the question. Just put it in the statement. As, oh, my God. But we were talking about you, Carl, and trying to help you get an office set up. And, you know, everybody <laughs> feels for you how, we're you know, back you on that. do what you do. You got your, your one boy and, I mean, your stepfather and, your daughter, and, you know, we're not there. We're just speculating, you know, and this is all hearsay. And I mean, I hate to say it again, but everybody loves you. And if you could just get on and speak, I mean, we just wait to hear you speak and say what's on your heart. Speak. You're doing all the speaking. Yeah, yeah didn't you say you were going to mute out? <laughs> well, I was talking to Janine, and now where's Janine? Janine, call Janine on the call. Make your own call privately with her. No, I want yeah, her I, to talk to Chris and, and uh, Carl. She's a better office person than I am. I'm out on the road like Carl does. Well, I'm out there swinging brushes and rolling walls. You know, who's I, got an I office? Who's talking about an office? Carl needs an office. I mean, he needs he an office. I think you put in an order for an office. I do. I, yeah, I, I nominate Carl, Carl office, for an office. office. <laughs> I think if Carl needed an office, he would make one. Yeah, I'd build it, yeah. Somebody send me Just a titanium. Just for it, Carl. You can have it. That's what you do. Send me a titanium hammer so I can build it quicker. That, that titanium hammer rocks. That's a great hammer, man. I got that. I was going to build a, a, a digger hole with his uh, back hole in the back and uh, put a storage container in there. There's his office. Didn't, didn't Dean, isn't Dean Clifton like building houses or coffins or two? I mean, doesn't he do that? What's going on with your friend, uh, Dean Clifton? Is he telling him? What's he been telling you? 
Your your roommate? No, you were talking about that. Have you listened to you? You were buddies with that guy. He was, he was talking all the time. You were not Mike. Hey, hasn't he written to you? No, you guys, you guys were getting all, giving him like good advice. <laughs> you put oh, some paperwork, Marcus. What are you doing? So, oh, so we learn, we learn some stuff from you, and we try to help others with it, and we get, you know, shit for it, huh? We get ridiculed instead of instead of encouraged, we get ridiculed, huh? That's it. Well, whatever happened? To, whatever happened to him? Is he okay? What's going on? Uh, I think he's. I think he's in jail for like twenty-one months or something. Eighteen months. No, I'm saying, does anybody write to him or ask him how he's doing? Or I mean, is anybody keeping up with it? Well, I, mean, I, I don't really know him, so I I couldn't do that. But uh, they well, did. They did have a call. I think they did have a call with. Uh, I don't know if it was his brother or something. They did yeah, have an update call with him, so I don't know. This way, look at it this way. What happened with the jail? You guys treat me like you treat me, or is that, you know what's going on there? No, I'd, I'd, I'd send you. I'd put uh, ten dollars on your books every uh-huh. week. I'd put ten dollars on your books every week, and they keep it, asking me why. Why don't I get my stepson out of federal jail? You know, the one that got twelve years, and you know, I told him how to be a man, Carl. I told him to go to the law library. I told him that you need to learn the names of these people and go to them as a man and say if, and I wrote all, because I, I have a deal on the online. I can send him emails and we can email back and forth every day. Hey, v you know did you tell Carl about his he buddies at Baron O'Keen? He wants yeah. me to do it for him. He wants me to go down there and grab him by the hand, but I'm not going to. Whatever happened to those folks in Keene, New Hampshire? What, what's yeah, going on? what happened in O'Keene there, uh, Peter? Yeah. Oh, uh, I, uh, you know, Kyle called me, so I stopped listening. I don't know if you guys finished listening or not. <laughs> so I guess there was a raid there uh, yesterday morning or this morning or something. Yeah, but how did you find out about it? Is it on CNN or something or what? Oh, Joe, uh, Joe, the one that uh, gave the bridge to bring down. He's the one that told me about it, so I went and looked it up. What I'm saying is, is it on any kind of like national news, or is it just some? Oh, I don't know. I I don't know. He he. I think he listens to their radio show, so he must have got some some update or something. Oh, uh, yeah, but I'm saying. Uh, he said that on the news. Let me Google it. Hold on, it might be it might be something there. He said they. That was a big thing. I guess there was like ten FBI and. State police and whatever, and they ra- you know they raided the place, and took computers and uh, all kinds of stuff. Oh, so that, that Ridley guy got busted with kitty porn on his computer. That what you tell No, Ridley. Ridley is. I don't think Ridley is that involved with those guys. He he does his own thing. Oh, but it was uh, it was uh, Ian Ian Freeman and uh, uh, I don't know who the other guys are because I don't know them, but that's one of them that I I heard of. Yeah, they, they that, yeah, one of those guys was like, blaming, you know, so it doesn't So what did, they, what did those clients do? Oh, that's funny. That's right. I called their radio show to try to help them, and they said, your website sucks, and they hung up on me. That's right. I remember those clients. Yeah, because your website sucks. Yeah, good, but that doesn't mean the messenger sucks. Just because I'm not a web developer. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I'm not a web developer. I'm going to have uh, unicorns and rainbows popping out of the Yeah, that guy. Uh, there's a lot of background noise there, uh, Kyle. Yeah, somebody's got that EM3 live or whatever. Somebody's working. Somebody's playing the show. Yeah, sir. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, what the hell's his name? Mark, uh, Mark Stevens is there at the time of the puff. That'd be so cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, looks like it <clears throat> looks like it was in the news. Oh, cool. Police and the FBI raided the home of Ian Freeman, known for his role in the Freeman Team group. Oh, cool. About time. That's not even nice. Why do you want? Why you wish harm on your fellow man? Well, look, look, look they were on a, they were on. Did you ever see the Stephen Colbert, that Colbert report? You know, did you ever see Colbert, the Colbert report? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, it's funny that he did a whole thing about the, the Ian Freeman and them on his comedy show, and at the very end, he says, "You know what? They're just a bunch of douchebags." They are. I totally agree. Well, but 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 they, but they you know, their uh, mind is in, in doing the right thing. They just don't know how to do it. They don't have the skills. Yeah, they're just not. They, 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 terror, they terrorize this whole little town. It's been around for 450 years, and then this fucking wacko convention shows up, and the circus comes to town, and they won't leave. Why don't they go to their own damn town? Why are they invading somebody's town? I think they should move down to Virginia. If they want to be free people and they don't want to be controlled, you, you go find a spot in the woods or the forest somewhere and you build your own little freaking town. You don't take over somebody else's freaking town with all your wacko hippies. I think they should. Uh, I think they should bring come down to Virginia to the complex. Yeah, that's it. Two seconds. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I, what, I thought what they were doing was was horrible. They go to a city that's been established for three, four hundred years, a nice little non-com Mayberry USA town. They bring all these freaking hippies, you know, and they invade this poor little community with their crazy beliefs. Look, if you, if these people really want to drop out of society. Why did they invade somebody else's society? Why didn't they create their own little complex and their own little town and all because they're all stoned and drunk and watching kitty porn all day? They ain't got time to swing a hammer. They ain't got time to run a saw. They, they, they couldn't use a tape measure to save their life except to measure, the, you know, their boyfriends or whatever, you know. So, that, you know, they just... But, but aren't, they, aren't they kind of doing the same thing the law society did to that same town? What's that? Uh, the law society came in and took over the whole town and enslaved all the people, all that, and now they're kind of doing the same thing to them. Yeah, well, like I said, they could go out in the woods like I do. You could take a damn saw and a hammer <laughs> and you could build your own damn town and leave these four people alone. They don't want you in their lives and leave them alone. It's like, leave them alone. Leave these people alone. But they you have know? supporters in the community, too. Dude, I don't care. Dude, you don't take over a community, you know, with a bunch of freaking freeloading hippies, and they think they're going to smoke pot and run naked down the streets. People have been living there three, four hundred years. They don't, they don't, they don't deal with this crap. 
<laughs> Nobody's been living there three, four hundred years. Nobody lives that long. Yeah, I said somebody. <laughs> somebody. You see what's funny with a, with with what you just said right there. You're trying to say that you know something, and you don't. How do you know? Did God give That's you that? Right. I don't know, but I would. No. I would. Uh, it'd be a pretty good guess. That would be a human guess, not a godly guess. It'd be That's based true. on man. It'd be based on what you were taught by another man, not what God taught you. Go talk to him, Vital. You should go talk to him. The the man experiment uh, kind of tells that very rarely people live over a hundred years. That's right. But how does that, only God knows? You don't. You got that information from another man. Yeah, I, I said that. It's only a good guess. You're basing your beliefs on what another man told you. Or a woman. Correct. Whatever. <laughs> but you told something. My mom told me. You have no idea who can actually controls who when you live and when you die, who lives for three and who doesn't. You're limiting, your, you're limiting your beliefs to what only another man or woman told you because you've been indoctrinated. You don't have a free mind of your own. Yep. You got to think out of the box, and that's what I do. That's all I do all the time. Think out of the box. You should see this crazy. Yeah, thing. once you're in the box, you ain't. Once you're in the box, you ain't doing much thinking. That's right. You got to get out of the box. God only knows who lives for three, four hundred years. I don't know. Maybe there is somebody that God has out here running around for three, four hundred years. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Well, I'm sure I just say there ain't none. How the hell do I know? I don't know what. I have no freaking clue. I would tell you what I've witnessed. But is it true? How the hell do I know? I can only tell you what I saw. And that's what I tell people all the time. Why do you think you have three versions of the Bible? Why do you think you have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John's version of what happened? Because one was standing on the north, you know, north, south, east, and west side of the mountain, watching the mountain sermon. There three different, four different sermons. They got four different messages from four different angles. So are you telling me Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, three are lying and one is telling the truth? Because they're all different versions of what Jesus did that day. So who's lying? Who's telling the truth? They all are. It's based on the Maybe they're all saying the truth. Because based on what they've witnessed, they don't know what's true, but they know what's the truth. But they've witnessed. But they don't know what's true. Only God knows what's true. It's that simple. Yep. It's really simple, this shit. You guys just made it too big and complicated. And making it too, uh, saying, oh, nobody lives for 300 years. Oh, really? Are you sure? Wow, I'm pretty sure. And then, and then what? When uh, the, the year 21, uh, the one the year 2120 pops up, and we're living for four, five, 600 years, they're going to listen back to this show and laugh at you. So, oh, look at this simple thing. Look at this clown named, uh, what's his name, Diddle? Man, people died before 300. Oh, that's all fine. He's all what a adorable, primitive man. Oh, he's, you know, look at how limited his thinking was. Isn't he adorable? So I got two more meetings to put on, four more braces, and I'm done. Right, now the neighbors can sleep. Oh, that's them. They never came over they're the the dog, they either hearing the dogs barking or the hammers uh, swinging. Well, it's just so lazy that they got to sleep. 
which is working. Hey, did you turn that down? Turn it all the way down. Turn what down? He's talking to the, ra- the, the radio, my one girl. Hey, Carl, I mean, you know, I love you, man, and I don't want... Can you hear me? No. So, um... Don't get on a pity party. Keep on going. Um, you know, we all feel for you. We know you're going through shit. That's why everybody wants to know, have you heard an update on Carl? I mean, tell me a call I haven't heard in the last two months that haven't said, has anybody heard anything about Carl? Dude, I'm and that's all. There's no pity. There's no pity party. You either get, uh, get out of the way. What, what do you think? Everybody loves Donald Trump. Well, you know what? You want me to... um, I'll be the assassin. You give me a gun with the number scratch off. I'll do him out. And um, No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm not that kind of... I love everyone. I would never... I got to be careful what I say on these calls. When I say I want to kill someone, I'm like, you know what? I want to sit down with you at lunch. We're going to bring our notes. We're going to bring our Bibles. We're going to bring our books. We're going to sit face-to-face, and whoever wins the debate gets $1,000. You know, something like that when I say kill ya. You know, I, I, don't, I'm, I would never kill no one. Neither would you, Carl. Dude, dude, what are you talking about? All I just said is you said something about a pity party. I'm not from California. I'm not from the West Coast. There is no pity party here. I'm from New York. I'm from New York I'm City. From like I try to say, why do you think Donald Trump is such a phenomenon across the whole entire United States? You know, he's he, he's a kid from Queens. He's not from Manhattan. He's not from New York City. He's not Jewish. He's, he's Ross Perot. He's just um, he's there for a, a, a delusion, a distraction, because they're just going to sneak Hillary right in because she's got eight years' experience in the White House. You know. Her husband was trying to uh, further their agenda, and now they think they got another eight years to further their agenda. And they just let these Republicans and Christians think they're getting away with a dog and pony show. That's just to, you know, distract the ones that are halfway awake or a quarter of the way awake. Bob, Bob, most of us call here to hear Carl talk, not you. I know. I'm sorry. I, I go down rabbit holes and I, I go on rampages, but Carl has to admit, I do spark his imagination. When I told him I was a pothead, he told me a story about McDonald's and some uh, car salesmen and stuff, and I wish he'd tell those stories, but you know, he's got other things on his plate. He don't have time to bullshit with us. He's got real right, shit then, going on. Then, then, then tone it down and let him go on. Thank well, I'm you. Just hey, trying to, I'm, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying I, to I spice it up. I'm trying to spice it up a little. Mute out. Mute out. No, like I said, it's funny that. Uh, no, like I said, that's why Donald Trump is such a phenomenon right now. Just because it's his style. It's his style that's winning people over. It's his style. Like I said, if you're not from Brooklyn, if you're not from Queens, you don't get it. You don't understand the style. You know, he, he's popular because of his style. 
because he's not he's the kind I ain't gonna take no shit from nobody attitude. And that's just my style. When I go to Florida, I'm not gonna take no shit from nobody. I don't give a fuck what color robe you're wearing. I don't give a shit. You're a fucking man. I ain't gonna take no shit from you. What the fuck makes you think you're any better than me? Well, because I got a fancy robe, I don't give a shit. And it's the same thing with Donald Trump. You know, he was from Queens, you know. I said to my mom, it's pretty funny. I said to my mom, she spent most of her life in Brooklyn and Queens. I said, Mom, can you tell me any rich neighborhoods in Queens? And she's like, well, you know, like Roswell. I said, Roswell, oh, come on, Mom. Oh, Regal Park, oh, come on, stop. I said, there's nothing like Manhattan. It's not like New York City. It's Queens. It's like Archie Bunker people. I said, there's, there's nothing going on with Queens. I said, that's why people love Donald Trump. When he came to Manhattan and tried to do real estate in Manhattan, nobody would let him in. He wasn't Jewish. He wasn't from Manhattan. And uh, nobody was going to let him in. So he's had to fight every damn inch of the way for what he's got. So, like, it wasn't easy for him. Okay, yes, dad gave him a hell of a loan. And, uh, you know, he paid his dad back. But uh, still, you know, he just went out and bought a shitload of pot, you know, and, uh, you know, just chilled out with his friends and bought fancy cars. No. You know, he developed things. He, he had a dream. He had a vision. He's going to make uh, all kinds of buildings, you know, crazy-ass-looking buildings, you know. Good guy. You can't fault the guy for it. You know, the people just find a fucking uh, business as usual. Probably, uh, because well, who said that? Uh, Newt Gingrich said that? He said, look, everybody's scared shitless of Donald Trump because he's not a part of the club. He's not part of any of the societies. He hasn't gone through any of the initiation uh, um, procedures. You know, like he hasn't gone to, like, Bohemian Grove. We got no dirt on the guy. We got no pictures of him fondling little kid. You know, he's a, he's a loose cannon. You know, he could, he could come to Washington, D.C. and expose all of us. He could just throw us all out there and say, oh, yeah, let's find out what this guy's. Oh, oh, I got all the dirt on this guy. He could throw us all out. Like I said earlier when you were not on, uh, Donald Trump, the only honest crook that we have running. That's right. Thank uh, God. I like his afterbirth. It doesn't matter, right? It doesn't, I couldn't care less. You know, I, I couldn't care less if Charles Manson. I don't care if Hitler was running. I don't freaking care. Anybody but anybody who's established. Anybody. Anybody but an established politician. Anything or anybody. You can do a ham sandwich. I'll vote for him. No anybody. more attorneys. Right. Exactly. Somebody who's not as, like, that, like Newt Gingrich said, he be, Donald Trump belongs to no fraternal order. He doesn't belong to the Kiwanis Club. He's not a KKK member. He's not a member of the Bar Association. He does. He hasn't had to go into any kind of indoctrination or any initiations. He hasn't had to go have sex with a goat to be part of the boys' club. We got no dirt on this guy. This guy could come. Hey, wait here. a minute. Wait a minute. Sex with a goat is not bad. That's right. That would be with a sheep. <laughs> <laughs> to be bad, it would be with a sheep. That's right. Not a goat. You know. I guess it's been uh, a while for you, huh? 3,000 days in Portugal, huh? Yeah. It's been a while since I've been in Virginia. Oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm grateful for that. My neighbors are grateful. Spring break in Virginia is going over to West Virginia and uh, visit the sheep and the goats. Hey, don't get Carl's wisdom. I got one more <laughs> bean to go, man, and I'm done. Thank God. You said that an day. hour ago. No, my phone died an hour ago. No, what? No, like I said, uh, 
Looking pretty good. No, but what I'm saying is, uh, see, this is what Dean Clifford should have done, man. Like his show, he kept telling people he does carpentry, he does carpentry, he does carpentry. And then he shows up with, like, a squeaky clean, like, tool belt. You know, he never swings a freaking hammer. You know, this is what he should have done. He should have showed people he's a normal guy. I think people would have liked him more. Oh, stuff, guy. Like I said, anybody. Anybody that they don't got dirt on. Anybody. I don't give a shit who it is. Anybody. Anybody that didn't know that shit on. Anybody There's that a good that... song yeah. called by Carly Rose. She was on uh, not Saturday night, you know, American Idol. This little 16-year-old girl, she sings her heart out. It's a new day. It's a new life. It's a new day. And she screams it. And she's confident as both you and I are. And I love the little girl. Her name's dude. Carly Rose. You do it. You want me to block you from the show? Well, I mean, you know. Well, let me say yes or no. Just give me the word and I'll shut you down right now and log back on. Well, maybe you don't understand where I'm coming from. I'm just saying you got to yeah, love yourself. And... Go ahead and mute me out, Carl. I don't give a shit. I'm saying, pal. I'll mute myself. You want me to mute out? Just say. I'll do it right now. I'll have off my show. How's that? Yeah, that's about American Idol. What the hell do I care? <laughs> what, is, what is this, a chat line, man? I'm fucking swinging a hammer in a fucking rain. It's 35 damn degrees outside. He's fucking bullshit about some fucking American Idol crap. Dude. I got to be... I'm trying to explain to people, man, why the Donald Trump phenomenon is, is, is catching on. It's because the people who have never voted in their life finally see an opportunity. They get rid of these no, people. That no, the point was, Carl, it's a new day. It's a new life. Okay, it's I, a I, new I, day. I don't have to explain That's to you, pal. I'll do it to it. I don't explain to you. I got to get off the fucking scaffolding, tell my goddamn computer, and block you. Do you understand? Did you fucking waste my fucking goddamn time? I'll do it myself right now. I don't want to piss you off. Stay on your scaffold and beat on your fucking hammer. Fucking hammer.
Hey, Vital. You there? Vital? Yeah, I'm here. Vital. Hey, it's Bill. It's yeah. Morpheus. How you doing, buddy? Hey, good. What's going on, man? How you been? Where you, you been hiding? I've been around. Good. <laughs> All right. That's good. How you been? How you been? Things are good. Been That's busy, good. but good. Way too busy to be to be getting on that forum. I haven't even done much with that. I, I see that. Been, things been kind of in, in a in a in a holding pattern because of everything that's been going on with, you know, Carl and myself and some others. So yeah, but we'll regroup eventually. Yeah, we're trying to get a hold of Carl, but uh, couldn't get a hold of him. Obviously, I, mean, I should have reached out to you first. That was pretty. I just just realized that. Yeah, he's good than that. He's. I think he's on the call right now. Unless, let me see. If yeah, but I don't, want, I don't want to feel. I don't want to, you know, use the guy's time and wasting time with my shit. You know, I feel kind of bad. I'm not like no the kind, of, kind of people that just, yeah. you know, stomp everywhere and just act stupid. Yeah, well, give me a call, and uh, you know, if I can do something, I will. Yeah. <clears throat> Everything else all right? Yeah, yeah, everything's good. Everything's good. Good. No problems. I'll be actually heading down towards you uh, Wednesday or, th- or Thursday. For Give me a ring, man. Let's meet up. All right. I'll see. No, seriously, seriously, dude. <laughs> oh, I know, I know, but usually, you know, uh, family time and all that. Sometimes it's kind of tough to get away. I got, I got cup friends. Of, cup of coffee. Cup of coffee. And meet yeah, I got friends right, right down in. Uh, right down in uh, uh, the same area. And uh, many times I go down there and I, I don't even get time to meet with them. Okay. But yeah, we'll meet up. Okay. Yeah, it's funny, Carl just mentioned Regal Park. I'm literally 10 minutes from Regal Park. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, that's how it is. It looks yeah. like Carl's at the call. Let me see yeah, what's I don't going see. on. He's, he's online. Did you start the call or did he start the call? No, he started, then he laughed, and he came back. Yeah. But uh, he's he just going to go block right everybody. Now. But yeah. looks like he got off the call up here. Yeah. yeah, he hung up up there, so I don't know if he's coming back in or what's going on. So Morpheus, is Regal Park the high rent district? Is what? Regal Park. Carl was talking oh. about uh, uh, Trump being from Queens, and there, there, there's no rich part of Queens. Is that the is that the story? Pretty much, yeah. Well, but he was talking about Queens, you know, way back when um, Trump was growing up. I don't think he's, he was talking about how Queens is now, which it may be, you know, kind of the same way. But it's kind of is. Yeah. I mean, they're really the nicest part of Jamaica states. And even that's not really I mean, it's nice, but it's not as nice as Long Island. So. Queens can be that great because because that's where the UN is, right? 
No, it's in Upton, the city. Queens is the borough next to Manhattan. Right. And isn't the UN building in Queens? No, it's in Manhattan. Are you sure? I'm <laughs> positive. <laughs> huh? I'm positive. Trust me. All right, now we can have a conversation. Hey, Vital. Yes. <clears throat> if you go back to when Obama was running, I'm kind of hearing yeah. the same thing from Trump. It's kind of, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to make America great again. But as soon as they take that oath, perhaps they are taken into a uh, dark, smoky room and showed a uh, video of the Kennedy assassination. Well, I mean, all of that is a possibility, but even if they do that, the idea is that some people woke up and they learned that they can have the power and also that the political parties and those in power will learn that there was a shift that happened in this election cycle and they can't keep bamboozling everybody. Uh, Ron Paul was talking about that today, about uh, um, Trump. And he said he couldn't endorse him because he's not for this and that and then the Fed and, you know, all this stuff. And he's not libertarian. And then uh, when asked about the other candidates, he had even worse shit to say about that. So there's there's some kind of shift going on. Uh, and it's all for the better, I think. But people think that, you know, these uh, politicians or political parties or whatever are going to fix anything. They, they're not going to fix anything. We're the ones that have to fix ourselves. All right, Carl, you're on. No, man, my phone's going to die in a couple of minutes, so I just muted everybody out. <sighs> like I said, I just want to... Uh, Oh, go eat. I just want to, uh, you know, like I said, man, that's just bullshit. You know, it's sad, you know, that some clown's got to come on in and just do that bullshit because he's drunk. Come on, guys, get in here. Okay, these good puppies. There's one food. Oh. Yeah, like I said, man, I got presents. You can come to know. It's drizzling out, it's freaking freezing. I want to go outside. You know, I want to go get some. You dropped out. Well, Carl's gone. I guess everybody else is muted. Oh, Mike, you're unmuted. Yep. All right, so say your piece. <laughs> your piece. <laughs> Here's my piece. Here's my hole. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> so how's it going? Uh, pretty good. How are you? That's good. Ah, tired, man. I had a friend of mine come up here 
the one that I went to inaugurate the statue over in the Azores uh, last summer. <clears throat> he came up to do a uh, uh, reenactment of uh, Peter Francisco. And uh, I had to pick him up yesterday, then went down to uh, Rhode Island to do the thing there at the feast uh, and uh, like some dinner. And then uh, we ended up getting home like two o'clock in the morning. And uh, Thursday, Friday morning, Thursday to Friday, I didn't get much sleep because uh, I had to go to that uh, eviction thing to uh, help, you know, them from keeping uh, from evicting this man. So I didn't get much sleep. And then I, you know, I had to pick him up and spend time with him. Then came home late, didn't get much sleep last night either because I had to bring him to the airport this morning. So it's been kind of, you know, a little hectic. But uh, but it was interesting. So I haven't written those letters up yet or anything. Slacker. How was your... Uh, huh? Slacker. <laughs> Just shirking off. <laughs> How was your, uh, your musical playing? Uh, we sucked, but it was fun. You got to play or not? Yeah. All right. That's good. At least you got to do something. Get out. Get out of the house. Yep. Where's uh, Brian been? Uh, he's just really busy all the time. I don't know. I think yeah. he uh, listens to the calls after. Oh, because I haven't seen him. Sometimes I see him in the... In the name list there, but I haven't seen him in a while. But I haven't been on many calls either. Yeah, I haven't talked to him too much lately either. He uh, He's just really busy all the time. Yeah, well, life happens. Life happens. So did you hear uh, um, you were on when, uh, when I was talking to Carl that whole time? I think I heard it all, yeah. All right. Yeah, I didn't realize he had me on the friggin' show. <laughs> I thought he had me on three-way with somebody that I suspected, and uh, and there he was recording, but I didn't realize he started the show. <laughs> friggin' took me away from listening listening to those guys in New Hampshire. Guys in New Hampshire? Yeah. You didn't hear what we were talking about earlier? The FBI oh, the- raided... Uh, Huh? I didn't hear this story, but I heard you talking about it. Yeah. So they were having a show tonight about it, you know, their first show after it after it happened or whatever. And I didn't know anything about it until Joe uh, from New Hampshire there told me. And uh, we posted uh, the links on my, my call there. And, uh, you know, we were listening live. And then I said, uh, probably a problem with the, with the, rebroadcasting it so let's just call into the into the air show and listen everybody go in there and listen and uh kept the chat open so we could chat but then you know somewhere through there Carl called me and then i saw you know everybody leaving the show but you know i didn't know why <laughs> and then i guess Carl had started the call and uh everybody was getting the word and, and coming over So what did the guy do? Huh? 
I was that guy young. you were talking about, he's one of those free Keen kids? Yeah, yeah. I guess it was uh, Ian Freeman and uh, I don't know who, who else, one of the other guys. I guess they live in a house and they have a, a studio in there. That's how they do their stuff or something. I don't know. But uh, they went there and uh, raided the place and uh, took some equipment, computers and flash drives and whatever else they decided to take. Supposedly, there was about 10 FBI and uh, uh, some state cops and a local cop or something. And uh, that was about it. And they're suspecting that it was uh, it, it was uh, investigation that's been going on from like a year ago or something. And, investigation uh, on what? Uh, possibly to uh, uh, child porn or something. And I guess they had a show uh, recently, and they were talking about the FBI pushing child porn. And uh, and they're saying maybe that's why they raided them. I don't know. I didn't get to, to follow the whole story or listen to the whole story because then I started talking to Carl. So the free keener said that the FBI is engaged in production of kiddie porn? And then the FBI raided him for kitty porn? Yeah. Well, not production, but uh, uh, like, um, you know, having it on a website. And I, I, I guess what they do is they, uh, you know, if I understand correctly, and I may not have, that um, they, they have like a, a website and allegedly has child porn or whatever. And what they do is they go in areas where uh, people are suspected of getting into that kind of stuff and then they uh post a link and anybody that hits that link you know they capture their uh ips or whatever and then they start investigating and then eventually you know if they see you know enough to go get a warrant or whatever you know then they raid i don't know So they put a $1,000 bill on the ground and bust you for theft when you pick it up? Yeah, God, that's what it seems like. I mean, isn't that what they do, like when they do drug busts and all that stuff? Isn't that, isn't that kind of similar? Yeah, kind of. They, they, you know, it's against the law to do this, but they do the stuff that's against the law to catch somebody that's breaking another part of law. Uh, well, alleged it's, law. Not against, it's not against the law if you're above the law. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's gone pretty insane. And uh until, you know, people start waking up, it's uh it's gonna be until people have had enough and start waking up and doing something about it. Oh, there's uh, Useful Jeffrey already posting the link. Thank you. Yeah, I was actually uh, looking for that earlier on Google, and I did find, because Carl was asking if it was on, um, you know, if it was on on the news. And uh, I did find that. The link that uh, Jeff posted, and there was other other stuff there on the news. (laughs) 
Donate 10 bucks towards Carl's titanium hammer. I thought he already had one. He doesn't need another one. Donate donate so that we can go to uh, the buffet when I go down there. If Carl had two hammers, he'd get twice as much work done. He's got two hands. Yeah. If he had two mouths, we wouldn't be able to get in a word edgewise. Bob wouldn't be saying anything. So Jeffrey, uh, you had this uh, a question to ask me. I don't know if you if I ever answered that or not or what. Let me see if you put anything on Skype. We don't need no thinking badges. Oh, there you are. I see something from you. Uh, yeah. I already answered that. What's this article here about? So what else is up, Mike? Learned anything new? Anybody had uh, any success? No, I haven't really talked to too many people lately. Are you a, 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 a recluse like uh, like Carl? You guys <laughs> always copying each other, huh? Uh, You're alone. Yeah, I don't talk to Carl. Every once in a while, I send him a stupid text message, and he ignores me. Well, yeah, join the crowd. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So there's a story uh, over here on uh, the local rag paper. Uh, Sunday appears to show a group of law enforcement officers taking electronic devices in boxes from a residence, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the website states the residence is the home of Ian Friedman, host of the nationally syndicated radio talk show Free Talk Live, carried by more than 170 stations across the USA, or the U.S., they say. 170 stations. Carl's not even on one. Maybe Carl needs the FBI to advertise for him. Uh-huh. Carl needs the FBI to advertise for him. Yeah, there you go. You know, maybe he could stop, you know, doing an ad for, like, titanium hammers. <laughs> titanium ball-peen hammers. <laughs> and crazy glue. Yeah, now we go to a break for, uh, you know, our two sponsors. Crazy Glue. Titanium Hammers. Uh, so, Jeffrey, what you find uh, on that story there? Anything good? I remember a long time ago, I was watching one of those freaking uh, YouTube videos. Yeah. And there was this, this this girl in court, and she was on the stand. I don't remember what the question was, but the prosecutor asked her a question, and she looked at the judge and goes, do I have to answer that? And I laughed so hard, the judge goes, 
Well, you took the stand. You're open game now. <laughs> it just goes to show you, you take the stand, you do it to yourself. Yeah. Testify against yourself and against others. To be fair, Carl said he finished talking already. I don't know what that means, uh, Jeffrey. No, he said his uh, his uh, phone was dying, no battery. And then Bob wore his battery out. Set. Huh? Bob wore his battery out. Yeah, he was wearing my batteries out. <laughs> I mean, I don't mind people talking, but at least contribute something useful to the conversation to move it forward instead of the same crap over and over and over that we heard, like, time and time again. Uh, Good night, uh, Melissa. Uh, have you listened to Romley Stewart videos regarding the surname? Sir, I'm talking to you, sir. I no, said I good day, sir. <laughs> Here's real, real F81 story by Judge Andrew. Parrot lady. Donate. Uh, donate Bob T. Recovery. <laughs> oh, God. All right, so Morpheus is still there, I guess. Um, the one he's got on his belongs to another man who will want it back. No, after Carl uses it, he probably don't want it back. Right. Oh, they still uh, they still live on the same link that we were listening on earlier. Yeah, I don't know what that surname thing uh, is, uh, Janine, but uh, if you can post it on my Skype, if I got a chance, I'll look at it. I got so much crap to do that it's crazy, but I'll try to listen or watch it or whatever. Yeah, I was reading an article about uh, that I was telling Carl about Scalia. And uh, it was actually pretty good. It was like snippets of an article or something. And uh, I'm pretty sure I saved it, but I don't know. I have to look. Save so much crap. But he was uh, he was going into uh, into the thing that Carl was talking about, the common law. And uh, actually, I might have sent that link to Carl on a text. I don't remember, but uh, he was, you know, going on about, you know, we messed up this uh, system with a, with his law society so much and and this and that and the other thing. And he was talking about common law. And then he talked about the, you know, the most important right that 
people have is the right to self-govern. Um, and, uh, you know, that kind of caught my attention. And I might have texted it to Carl, I don't know. Maybe that's where he read it. Well, I just got a text from Brian. I just got a text from Brian. He says, hi. I think he's on the call, but he's probably muted. Oh, he's uh, incognito, huh? Hey, Brian. hope everything's well. All right. So, uh... I'm almost ready for bed. I didn't get much sleep last night. I'm deprived. And plus, the, the clock moved one hour ahead. I was reading some stuff about that. And uh, it's the first time that I saw a lot of uh, stories on it and people commenting and everything about, you know, uh, changing the clock, daylight savings time or whatever. And uh, they did some studies, and it says that when the clock moves ahead, especially, that uh, accidents, car accidents and accidents at work and all kinds of craziness happens around that time because people have, you know, in adjusting to it and worrying about it and leading up to it and all that. They have uh, sleep deprivation and uh, and a, a lot. There's like a pretty big increase in, in uh, incidents that happen. And they were saying it's a reason for, you know, one of the main reasons for not having and There's really no need to do it, but who knows? Why are people losing sleep worrying about the clock changing well not only that but you do lose an hour of sleep because uh if you uh let's say you get up at seven and the clock moves ahead so six o'clock now becomes seven o'clock so you lose one hour of sleep well if you're that worried about it why don't you go to bed an hour early that's exactly why people go to bed early but they're so worried and thinking about it that they can't fall asleep Worried about what? About the world's gonna blow up maybe not getting up. Worried about maybe not getting up in time because they're not used to doing it that time. You don't know the things some people worry about. It's crazy, but it happens. You know, even like people just when they have court, like it happens to me when they have court the next day. You go to bed, and, like, everything's running through your head. You know, you think about this, think about that. And you can't fall asleep because your mind is going a mile a minute. So usually what hey, I do so, is I... That's, okay, that's, so people might worry about going to court because bad things could happen at court. But who stays awake all night and can't sleep because the clock's going to change? Because they're worried they're not going to be able to get up in time. And then they're going to lose their job. What? Yeah. You can't be serious. I am serious. Why Life do people worry about... for some people? Huh? Life is that good for some people that the biggest worry they have is getting up an hour early, maybe having to go to bed an hour early? Losing their job? How are you going to lose your job if you go to bed an hour early and wake up an hour early? Because you worry that you're going to get up late and be late for work and then get fired? I'm not saying it's everybody, but it, it 
certainly affects a lot of people, especially since they've done a lot of different studies on it, and they had the you know facts to to prove it. And it was a pretty high percentage, like of uh, how much stuff happens during that time. And it's not just that day; it's like a week or two after that. I don't know. I could see not getting enough sleep and maybe smashing your car on the way to work or something. That kind of makes sense. But stressing out and not being able to sleep because the clock went ahead one hour doesn't make any sense at all to me. Well, uh, some people are like uh, creatures of habit. And they go to bed like around the same time and get up about the same time. So when that changes, it affects people. And it's kind of like jet lag. But anyway, enough about that. So uh, that's how it goes. But that thing about Scalia is is kind of, uh, seems weird all around, but who knows. Yeah, I haven't, uh, I didn't even know he died, so I haven't even, uh, I have no idea what's going on with that. Yeah. So Morpheus says, everyone is different, Mike. It's called circadian rhythm. I don't know if he spelled rhythm wrong or that's actually a word. Rhythm. Rhythm. So, uh, yeah. so are you uh, planning on uh, getting this Skype thing straightened out, or do I have to twist your arm? I don't know. Life's uh, life's pretty quiet without Skype now. Yeah, but that's what we worry about. <laughs> that and getting quiet. up an hour early. It's too quiet. Got to get up. You got things to do. You can't, you know, this is your life now. Tom had <laughs> a good excuse. He likes to do things with his hands and build things and make things. But you're good with uh, writing notices and letters. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, if it's not bad enough that I repeat myself a million times for five hours every week on TalkShoe, but I'm only repeating what I've heard Carl say a million times for five hours a week on TalkShoe. If people yeah. aren't getting it, I don't know. Well, but the, uh, remember, there's new people coming on and all that, and some people take time to learn. It's, it's I a got a little secret for you. It's not the new people. So maybe the old people need to go away and come back after. I don't know, but we need you. Circadian. Circadian. Yeah, that kind of makes more sense than, <laughs> than the way Morpheus spelled it. 
I thought it was something something different. I was like, wow, this guy's pretty knowledgeable. You know, this sounds kind of. And then, and now that I see it, that's kind of what uh, they, they had in the article: circadian rhythm. So I thought what Morpheus was saying was Latin, so I thought it was real. Yeah, that's that's what I thought it was too. I thought it was Latin. <laughs> I was like, okay, circadian rhythm. I was like, oh, all right, circadian rhythm. Yeah, I thought um, I thought I would just stay away from Skype and just do my talk show every week, but the talk show call just got more and more painful too. So. Yeah, you need uh, Janine to, I mean, not Janine, sorry, Janine. You need uh, Cheyenne, you know, as your sidekick. I need Angela to moderate the call, and I need Gus to mute these fuckers out. <laughs> and Popeye to go chase down the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's a comedy show. I miss those calls we used to have. We joked around, but we learned some stuff. Well, maybe we start getting back on track with that. Take it a little more serious. Yeah, let me see what else they're saying on here. Are we the only ones unmuted? Uh, Yeah. So we can say anything we want. Nobody's going to contradict us. We can ignore the chat. Because the, the chat is like it's like speaking in court. If it's not written down, then it wasn't said. <laughs> Here is the other way around. If you didn't record it, it doesn't go on the recording. It's not on the record. Yeah, they're all muted, so I can't hear them unless it's in writing. <laughs> and then we don't pay attention to it. It's all nonsense. <laughs> it has no legal bearing. Yeah. There's no compass to your craziness. So, yeah. Yeah, we should uh we should straighten that thing out. Plus, uh, you know, there's a couple of other tools that we can use. And uh, when I get over the hump a little bit here this week with Passover and stuff, it's a short week. Got to go to the in-laws and stuff. Then when I come back, maybe we start, we start uh, getting things more on track. Uh. Maybe we start this whole routine of how we do work so people, some people take it more serious. Um, I don't know. Kyle wanted to start doing the call with people having to sign in and pay at least, you know, a couple of bucks to listen to a show or whatever. That might be coming down the line. I don't know. Yeah, I agree with you, Morpheus. That's kind of what I'm trying to work on. 
sign me up. No, you're going to have to sign yourself up. See, the way I was, see it, the way I see it, when I first started listening to Carl, there were no websites, there was no forums, there was no Skype groups, there was no transcripts, there was no court audios, there was nothing. And we all had to actually think. And I, I'm, I don't know, but I'm thinking that might be part of the problem is that everybody has so many places to get information that all they're doing is collecting information and they're not thinking about anything. They don't have oh, yeah, to dig, they don't have to work, they don't have to think, and they just run around collecting information all day and don't ponder the information. Yeah, it's... Uh, having, gonna I think by having too many resources, it's making people fat and lazy. That That's true. And then some, uh, it's, some of it is information overload, uh, and uh, and some of it is... Hold on, you know, hold on. That's not uh, That's not what I said. It's not information overload. It's lazy. They don't want to think. So they want to look for more information, look for more information, and say, oh, when Carl comes out with his dictionary, then I'll get it. Oh, when yeah. Carl releases DVDs, it'll all make sense to me then. Everybody the just wants the dictionary. Wants, I think everybody okay. just wants to continue collecting information so they don't have to actually think for for a change. Yeah, and I think I think that thinking would be like people, you know, like what Christian was saying earlier, kind of, you know, was pretty good. I liked what he was saying. Um, you know, uh, people have to divide into groups with people that they can kind of. Uh, talk with and you know in groups of two three five seven whatever uh and uh actually you know discuss these things and then whatever they can't figure out you know take notes and then ask somebody else and that is kind of how you know i learn a lot of the stuff is by doing that like bouncing it off somebody else um and uh, what I was talking about information overload is exactly what you said, that it's, it's so much, so much, so much that you just spend your whole time trying to get caught up and listen to this and that. And, and uh, in the end, it, it all gets jumbled and nothing makes sense. Well, it's kind of like you're practicing for your big day and practicing for your big day and practicing and practicing and practicing, and you never actually do it. You just spend your whole life practicing. Like, actually stop collecting information. Think about the information you already have. Arrange it in your brain so it's clear to you. Figure out what it is you're still not getting. And then get that. And then once you got all the information, it all makes sense. You start making your moves, do whatever you got to do. But I think people are just, I don't know. I'm not ready yet. I need more information. I'm not ready yet. I need more information. It's just nobody's processing the information and putting it into practice. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like the whole uh, doggy from Colorado there way back when, uh, where he could parrot word for word almost everything Carl said, even with the voice inf uh, inflection, inflections or whatever you call it and all that. Uh, but then he hadn't taken advantage of using it to do anything or help anybody. Oh, yeah. He, he probably should have robbed a bank so he had somewhere to use it. 
Well, either that or, you know, team up with somebody that has a situation and try to work it together with them so that you can learn and see what works, what doesn't work, etc. I mean, knowledge is, is good, but if it's not put to use, then it's basically useless. Well, it's kind of like um, like those kids' activity books, the uh, Connect the Dots. Yeah. Like if you just keep adding more and more dots onto the page, it's not going to help you. Get another piece of paper, throw a few more dots on there, another piece of paper, a few more dots. You're going to have a book full of dots. It's not going to do anything. You actually have to connect the dots or you're never going to see the picture. Yep. I agree. And it's like, uh, you know, doing like a, a jigsaw puzzle. You know, if you have all the pieces from that one puzzle, you know, you keep working at it, working at it, eventually you'll solve it. But now if you take, if you take like five puzzles and you put them all in one box and shake them up and try to do one puzzle, you can, <laughs> it's almost impossible. And that's kind of what's happening in some of this stuff. It's just, you know, learning, you know, uh, the information overload that I was talking about earlier. It's just jamming it all in there, listening to all kinds of stuff. And then uh, it's hard to, to see it clearly. Yeah, I think people are just, um, they're trained. they're trained not to think. They're trained to follow instructions. Yep. So people are always looking for some. They're always looking for somebody to give them the next answer or point them in the in the next direction. Yeah, and the instructions are uh, are important. But once you kind of got the instructions, then you gotta get to work. Well, I remember sometimes I would like I would listen to one of Carl's. Uh, one of Carl's episodes, I'd, hear, I'd have maybe heard it like three or four times already. And then like six months later, I go back and listen to it again. And he'll say something in passing. And if you don't pay attention, it just goes right past you. And every once in a while, I go back and listen to the old calls. And I'd be like, holy shit, now I understand what he meant. And then I'd think yeah. about it for a while. And then I'd go back and I would listen to it again. And sometimes I would listen to like a half a sentence and stop it and think about it for a few minutes. And then press play and I'd listen to it for another sentence or two. And I'd stop it and I'd think about what I just heard. And that's when you start connecting the dots. And when Carl says, every case is the same, but every case is unique. Once you start thinking about it, you start connecting the dots and you realize a debt is a debt is a debt. This works in every debt situation. And then you're like, holy shit, it's not only about debt, it's about getting your property back. Holy shit, it's not only about that, it's about this. It's a, and you start seeing that everything is the same. It's just how you handle it is a little bit different. Yeah. Like even the call tonight, when I was on on the phone, you know, I I wasn't hearing everything because sometimes Kyle was like cutting out, and uh, 
the mic was rustling up against his jacket or whatever. And uh, then when uh, when we disconnected, whatever, I called into I I uh, turned my um, I I logged into the chat into the call, and I and the the thing was lagged big time. Like I was listening to like something that was said maybe twenty minutes or earlier, and I was listening to it as it it was playing. And uh, what I thought I had heard earlier, some of the stuff was different from what I thought I heard. That was kind of interesting. And uh, one other way is like uh, transcribing. And some some of the people on uh, Skype are transcribing some of these calls, which is pretty interesting. Because when you see it in writing, you kind of notice things that you don't notice when you're listening. And uh, even like when you, if you're transcribing it yourself, uh, like I transcribed my hearing there um, when uh, uh, when uh, I was told that the state wasn't involved anymore, and uh, mm-hmm. it takes a it takes good listening to be able to transcribe it exactly word for word what was said, and that makes you see it in a different way as well. Well, I think some of the problem, too, is that um, Carl knows this stuff like the back of his hand. It's just second nature to him. So sometimes when he's talking, he'll say something that's very important, but he doesn't stress it because it's just normal. He presumes that everybody knows it. And so he'll say it real fast, skip right over it, and nobody catches it. It's super important what he said, but he didn't make a big point of it because it's obvious, except it's not obvious to those who don't see it that way. Yeah, you kind of do that too. Yeah. But it's it's because, you know, you you know it, so it's kind of hard to get that other people haven't got it. Like Mm -hmm. that whole person thing way, way back in the beginning, the whole person thing, you know, person, person, this, and the... I I uh, had heard of like you know the office of the person and statutory person and stuff like that, but this was being said in a different way, and and I I you know and I still don't get it clearly, but I I I get it pretty pretty well. Um, and then when when I met with Carl, I, you know I asked him you know uh, your person, you know uh, is it possible that you know, a man can have more than one person. He said, oh, yeah, you can have unlimited persons. And then yep. I asked him, huh? Right, just said, yep. And then I asked him if your body is your person. And at that point, he said, no. But, you know, I, I, I'm still not clear on that, but it's... um you know, some of the stuff is very clear, and some of it is kind of blurred. Yeah, it's um, a little strange when, uh, like, you read the uh, the crime report in the newspaper, and it said he the, he was found with drugs on his person. Yeah. Which, in a way, just shows you that you're not a person. You have a person or several persons. Right. 
I mean, in that type of thing, the person could actually be the uniform you're wearing, the clothing you're wearing. Yeah, like the word personhood. Like the clothes makes the man. You know, that's like an old saying. Um, so, you know, they can tell what kind of person you are by what you're wearing. So that being said, so if they found drugs on on your person, you know your clothing could be, you know your your uh, mask, your your person, your uniform. Mm. I don't know. I don't consider my shirt a person. My pair of socks. I don't consider my socks a person. Right, but but the whole thing put together. Because when they describe that person, that I walk, I saw a person walking from the crime, describe that person, and they'll say, you know, it was this height, you know, this kind of hair, whatever, wearing jeans and a black shirt or something. But you also got to remember, half of these people have, or well, more than half of these people have no freaking clue what the word person means. Right. And uh, basically, if you were naked and they found drugs on your person, you know, <laughs> that would be kind of kind of difficult if you didn't have, like, pockets to put it in or something. Yeah. Yeah, I think so another the, thing I think another thing is people have to learn to keep it simple and relax. People get people wind themselves up so tight and they just their head's going to explode and they stress out and they they're not going to figure it out cuz their head's overloaded. Yeah, it's um one thing that I should tell my brother um and uh, I kind of learned that from from Richard Richard has this ability when when he's in court, even though like he's uh, you know he's probably stressed and turmoil, whatever. But he takes his time and delay to answer, you know, even if he knows the answer right away. And uh, Brendan Adams used to kind of do that too. Um, I, I, I used to people to do that. Yeah, like, and um, that's why. Go ahead. Like when the judge asks you a question, even if you know the answer, wait until he's completely finished and wait a second or two seconds. Always have a little bit of an awkward pause. That way, when you don't know the answer, it doesn't look like you don't know when it takes you a half a second to think of something. Exactly. And, and the other thing is, exactly. And the other thing is you make them wait, you're making them wait for your answer so you're kind of controlling somewhat what's going on. Another trick is um, if you don't know how to answer, ask them to repeat the question, and that'll give you a few more seconds. And then if you still don't have an answer, then you ask them to rephrase the question. It gives you extra time after that. Yeah. Of course, everything should be written on paper anyways. Only Daredevil's yeah, yeah. open their big fat mouth in court. 
Yeah, and the other thing is, uh, don't feel that don't feel like you have to answer every question. And if you can answer indirectly or deflect, uh, it's probably a good way to do it. Well, you another way that is if you know how to write your paperwork, there's not really a whole lot to say. Why would you be speaking in court? It's all on paper. What right. don't you get? Like yep. my, my my four-year-old son can understand what I wrote. Why can't you guys figure it out? It's all Another nonsense to me. Another thing is, if your paperwork is done properly, anything that comes out of their mouth is irrelevant anyway. Right, and that's that's a big thing for me, especially. It's like uh, trying to figure out where they're trying to get at and trying to overcome whatever they're trying to block in front of you or, you know, uh, throw you off your game, that type of thing. And that's the wrong approach because if you're trying to answer every one of their questions, then you're playing right into their game, into their jurisdiction. Well, there's the other thing too is why would I be answering their questions? Like when I was a little kid, my dad was asking the questions and I was answering. I would answer to authority. So why are you answering these clowns in court? You're answering to your daddy. Yeah. He who asks the questions controls the conversation. Yeah, they say that thing, uh, as king, asking as king, as a king. Yeah, whatever. I think that's kind of gay. I just think that if I'm asking the questions, they're answering to me. I'm controlling the whole conversation. Right. That's that's why that thing, as as a king, as king, the king. Okay, well, you can wear your little crown and your robe to court all you wish. I'm going to go into court as a man, not as a king. <laughs> no, but that's... <laughs> But if you're going to king and have your title stripped from you. Yeah. King's just a title. We're all kings and the king of kings. Speak so for yourself. Jeffrey, the king. <laughs> so Jeffrey asks, did Carl mention one of his kids is mute? No, he's not mute. He he does better. He's more comfortable or more knowledgeable uh, using sign language than speaking. But he he speaks. I've I've spoken with him, and uh, he he does all right. I was doing this video in the <laughs> in the van one time, waiting for Kyle, and he was in the back seat. It was it was the day that we worked in the mud and the rain and the freezing cold, and. Uh, I couldn't take it anymore, so I went to to uh, warm up the car, the van. I was all wet. I had good thing I had a changeover uh, uh, pullover there, and uh, was just sitting in the car, running the heat. And he's in the back, and then uh, I, uh, I I told him uh, uh, like you know we're messing around. I had a flashlight, and he's playing with a flashlight. And the flashlight, when you hit the button, it has like three different settings. One is like the light beam in the front, and the other one is uh, a side light. 
LEDs, and then there's another setting that has these flashing red LEDs, like emergency lights. So, man, he was uh, amazed by that thing. He kept playing with it. He was all excited about it. And then uh, he's uh, putting the flashlight, like, underneath his chin, like, you know, how you do to scare uh, children. Yeah. And... Uh, so I start I start making noises, you know, I go, Ooh, and then he starts doing it, man. And uh, then I get him to do, uh, say, uh, I forget what the words I said for him to say, and he was doing it. So I, I recorded it on film, and then I was showing it to him, and he played it over a few times. And uh, it was it was kind of funny the way the way it went, and he played right along. So he can communicate all right, and uh, you know, I, I was telling him to do things. Then I found the golf club, and there was like an empty plastic bottle. So I was teaching him how to hit it like a golf ball. And and he was doing it, and then he was into it a lot. He was doing it actually pretty good. So he's, you know, he's got downs, but, you know, he's, he's uh, you know, he can communicate and interact. Oh, man, you guys are writing too much stuff. I don't got time to read all this crap. You guys are getting to be worse than Bob. <laughs> no, this is real work. Uh, let me see. Can it be nice to Bob? He's being quiet now. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Bob, for being respectful and quiet. Uh... For some folks, the only way to learn to to run is to run it past people and practice. And we haven't gotten this on the phone calls with Mike. Yeah, that's that's true. But you know, people can pair up on their own and uh, start doing that as well. Yeah, people need to stand on their own, take a little initiative. Again, when I first started listening to Carl, I didn't have me to ask questions. I didn't have Carl to call every day. I didn't have all these websites, all these fancy resources. I had to dig. I had to work. I had to think. I think that's a lot of it. It's just so easy to just run from information source to information source. And as as bad as this sounds, I honestly think some people need need to hit a brick wall face first at high speed to actually wake up. Some people actually need to fail to learn from their mistake. Yeah. Again, so, uh, it sounds bad, but reality is a wake-up call. That's what that's. I would say probably seventy percent of us or more on these calls got here because of some traumatic experience with the legal society. Sometimes so, yeah. auto failure is a good thing. Yeah. So guess 29, uh, it wasn't Springfield. It was uh, between Worcester and Springfield. And uh, I did an update earlier, but I don't know if you're around. Uh, Basically, it went all right. It wasn't a total success, but uh, we were able to keep possession of the house. And uh, now the battle goes on for them and, you know, see what happens. I'm not, I wasn't that involved with it, but I went in there and 
I went there and did what I could. And, uh, you know, they live to fight another day, I guess. Uh, had an electronics teacher like that. Brilliant, but he had a bit of a time teaching it. Uh, women are property. They can't talk in court. <laughs> that was Jeffrey. Uh, well, I was in contempt of Carl's court. And this was always nice for the cops. G29, not always, but, you know, the cops control what is written on there. You know, they they do a press release or some press sheet, and they'll basically, the newspaper will basically write whatever they put there. And then if there's an error, mistake, whatever, you know, a lot of times, by the time they retract it, they do it in, a, in the middle of the paper somewhere, and nobody gets to see it. <clears throat> And the news reporters, they know better. If they if they go against what the cops give them, the cops aren't going to give them anything anymore. So oh, yeah. the exactly. newspaper reporters and the newspaper reporters' bosses, they know what they can get away with and they know what they can never put in the paper. Uh, yeah, that's true. So uh, Janine says, Romley... Mentions your surname is your person, your corporation. That's only one person, the legal person or the legal name. But there's a lot more. We have unlimited persons. That Mike. Well, see, that that's a huge mistake right there because I have never in my entire life created a legal person. There's a legal person there that I have access to that I use on occasion if I have to interact with a government-regulated corporation, but the legal person is not mine. I mean, yeah, it's not yours. I, I actually don't even have written authority to use that legal person. So I guess I'm pretty lucky that I get away with using it. But I'm certainly not going to claim ownership or liability for it. Yeah, I don't think it's just the surname. I think it's the the complete legal name, whatever legal name is being used. It could be last name, comma, uh, first name, initial. could be first name, initial, last name. could be, you know, there's a lot of different ways they could have it. That's why they call it aliases. Yeah, but it doesn't really matter anyways because if I go into court and I say, Oh, I'm not Michael Miller. I'm Littlefoot Big Beak. Okay, Littlefoot Big Beak, off to jail you go. They don't give a shit what your name is. Oh, yeah. Once they get jurisdiction, <laughs> they don't care. Whoever shows up is basically entering jurisdiction. And um, my family's last name was Miller. Or the the family name was Miller way before I was born, and way before the legal name was born, or birthed. Yeah, she's saying your surname is your surname and your name is different. Mm, no, I don't believe I have a surname. 
the legal person has a surname. I have a given name or a Christian name. I have a family name. I have a middle name. I was named after my uncle. But I don't see the legal society in there anywhere. They, well... The legal society created a name that looks very similar to mine. Sometimes it's in all caps. Sometimes it's upper lower case. Sometimes it's Miller, Michael. Sometimes they put a middle initial in there. It's different every time. What do I care? None of it's me. Yeah, it's... um... You know, uh, that that uh, man or whoever that you're talking about, Janine, uh, they may have found uh, a, par- a part of the answer, but I don't think they they have. Um, the old clothes, but no cigar. Um, Not quite yeah. there. Yeah. There's so many people out there that are on the right track. They're just not quite there. Uh, Jeffrey, does he have downs? Yes, that's been talked about many, many, many times. Carl talks about it all the time. That That's the reason why they wanted to take him, because he had downs. And they didn't think that they could care for him. Am I sure? Uh, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know. I'm just going by by experience and by what Carl has said. Is all this relevant to something? Well, he's just digging. He's got a theory that Carl is lying about that. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Carl's I... lying about everything to that guy. Why doesn't he give it a fucking rest? <laughs> Go ahead. Do all the digging you want. Just stop being a dick. My eyes have seen it. I just told you. I don't know if I, I don't know if the chat, if the... Why do you waste so time chat. with him? If he doesn't get it, he doesn't get it. If he doesn't believe it, he doesn't believe it. Like, why you let him stir up so much shit? Ignore him. Oh, because, well, I mean... Like, now, now he's got nothing better to do except dig on Carl's son because he can't find... He can't find a little crack in Carl's wall. So now he's got to dig, oh, Carl's son, Down syndrome, eh? Oh, I don't believe you about that either. Like, fuck off, dude. Give it a fucking rest. Uh, no, no need to get angry. Well, it's just fucking annoying. Like, go go ahead and search all you want, find all the lies you want, but you're just fucking annoying. Keep it to yourself so, until you find something, because this is bullshit. So he seems to be insinuating that uh, he doesn't, Believe he, that the, the you know the son has downs. Who and cares? It's not even relevant to anything. He's just trying to call Carl a liar for everything. Like he's called bullshit on so many things. He's been proven wrong time and time again. Like when is enough? Why are you wasting your time? Like everybody's got to listen to this bullshit on the call now because he won't stop. He has not found anything, but he will not stop. Let him ramble. Who cares? He's got I'm nothing. I'm just trying to read the chat, see what's, what's going on. 
to go to jail. <clears throat> Can I say whatever I wish in court? They will throw. They will throw under the bus. Let the people throw them. And the cops under the bus, I guess. Uh, homework for Bob T. Do not speak on talk shoe calls. <laughs> that really even matter how they spell your name. It, it really doesn't. Whatever they have, if they have the name spelled wrong, but it's what they have registered as your your the legal name. That's what they'll use. <clears throat> and if a mistake was done. Like uh, when they give the driver's license out one time and it wasn't noticed, you know, it, a, a whole another record could start and that becomes an alias. I get, uh, I, I've, I get uh, a mail from this company once in a while, like every few months I, I get something. And it's just from them. And it's a totally misspelled name. But somehow they got in there and, and I get it. Then uh, I get mail in the same name from somebody else. And that starts creating some type of record with a post office, whatever. And there you go. That could be an alias. <clears throat> yeah, I don't care what they call me. The main point is, where's the man that claims I do wrong? If there's no man or woman, you got nothing. I don't care what you're calling me. I've been called worse names than any judge or prosecutor's ever going to call me. Yeah, like shithead. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Shirker. <laughs> Like, really? What do I care what the Tooth Fairy says about me? What do I care what name the Tooth Fairy gives me? Hey, Janine, who had three cars taken away? And they don't know how to get them back? <laughs> Dean Clifford? <laughs> what dirt did you find, Jeffrey? I don't see no dirt. Well, the man's working outside. Of course he's going to get dirty. Here we go again. <laughs> going to waste another hour talking to him? Who's got their hand up? You got your hand up. So, oh, the call is back. So who's going to unmute you? Not me. I don't have control of the board. But it looks like Carl just came back on. I don't know. Anybody know when the call started? Nope. Unmute. Oh, well. Uh... What's the guy going on here? <clears throat> so Janine didn't miss about who had three cars taken away. Hey, Carl, you on there? Hey, 
Jeffrey wants to talk to you, man. He wants to talk to you about... Uh, All right. So let's go on with... Yeah, he was talking he, about. He, yeah, he wants to apologize how I was right. This so basically, up. you know, they're they're looking for a legal name, whatever name they have. And they're trying to ensnare you into their jurisdiction. And if you answer them and you know, don't stand how you're supposed to stand, they're going to ensnare you into their trap, into their jurisdiction. And once that happens, if you're not real good, it's tough to be able to reverse that. No, Jeffrey, yeah, Jeffrey, yeah, he, wants to, uh, he wants to say that, uh, wow, call, you were right. The kid was lying about the photographs. Yeah, call, well, you were right about what? He wants to say that, you know, he's sorry that, uh, yeah, I, I didn't uh, find Frank guilty and uh, I held off uh, accusing him of doing something wrong until the evidence came in and I gave him, uh, you know, like I, I believe he was an innocent man until proven guilty. And, uh, and Jeffy wants to say uh, he's sorry for all the horrible things he said. Yeah, is that what you're doing, Jeffrey? Yes, yeah, so he's doing. He's finally gonna. You're gonna be a man and step up. That maybe you were wrong. Not at all. He said, "Why would the kid lie? Why don't I go to Frank in jail? And why don't I go to the jailhouse and ask Frank if he did it?" I said, "He did it. He told me he didn't do it. What more do you want me to do? Beat the guy? If he said he didn't do it, he didn't do it. He's innocent." Well, well, poor Jeffrey. The guy's innocent now. What are you going to do? So why is he still in jail? Ha. Take a guess why. No, you tell me. You tell me. You were there. What, what do you think? Let me, let me, let me give you a wild guess. Say there was one picture on all his, any of his devices. He had a cell phone, a so camera. So there's a picture? Hey, hey, what did I just fucking ask you? I said a simple question. I said, what happens if there was one photo on any of the devices that comes confiscated? What if there was one on his cell phone, his video camera, his standalone camera, his uh, hard drives on his uh, tower, or his laptop computer? What happens if there was one picture? Dude, the case would be over, wouldn't it? If there was pictures of her, dude, the case would be over, correct? He'd be guilty, right? Well, after the trial... He'd be over, the case would be over, wouldn't it? He'd be guilty, right? No, they still got to go to the jury and have a trial. Why? Everybody well, would know. Everybody would have their fucking opinion. You'd have your fucking opinion. Like, look, all there's 5,816 pictures of her plus 312 other kids. He's guilty, Call. You'd have your fucking opinion. You wouldn't wait for a fucking jury. Well, unfortunately, we have to go through due process. Yeah, well, too bad, because your fucking ass would say Because your fucking, your, your ass would say he was fucking guilty. So how you many pictures were there? You, what's that? How many pictures were there? Zero. And so they dropped all those charges? Yep. So why did Vital tell us that there were still 30 charges? Uh, how many? He said something like 30. It was 34. Mm-hmm. 
And how many is it now? Uh, zero. So why is he in jail? Because uh, you think they're going to admit. Well, first of all, there's no charges because he hasn't been indicted yet, asshole. When are you going to learn fucking law? Okay, well, you just told me... No, asshole, when are you going to fucking learn law? I don't know. When are you? What is a charge? When do you get charged? I thought the indictment was Sunday or Friday or whatever the probable oh. cause hearing. Oh, so so probable cause is an indictment. Dude, you have no fucking clue how the legal system, no the law system works. Okay, not. so did they find probable cause on any charges or not? There is no charges. Look, Kyle, Kyle, this guy is fucking totally clueless. I'm not explaining to you, fucking pal. There's no charges on him yet. I don't know how you fuckers don't understand how the legal process fucking works. I can't believe this schmuck, this Jeffrey, whatever the fuck his name is, schmuck, doesn't understand how the legal process works. Okay? Frank is held on a warrant, on a cop's word. Okay? That he believes that Frank's done something wrong. So they, they took Frank into custody. The only problem with what fucking Frank did was Frank said, Fine, you know what? If you're saying there's pictures, if you got the pictures, if you're saying you have the pictures, Mike, Michael Rohn, because Michael Rohn said he had the pictures, I have a video proof, and I have it on the internet when Michael was standing in a driveway saying, Call, I've got the pictures, I have the proof, and I'll bring them back in a little while. So I got Michael Rohn, the cop, saying he has the pictures, he has the proof, and I'll bring them back in a little while. So when he asked Frank, Frank, uh, I got the pictures, Frank, and I got the proof. Frank said, oh, really? You got the pictures? You got the proof? Yes. Well, then I guess you fucking do. What? I guess you do. If you say you got the pictures, you got the proof? Frank's like, why should I call you a fucking liar? If you got the pictures, if you got the proof, fine. You got the pictures, you got the proof. Same thing I said to Michael. Fine. You got the pictures, you got the proof. Fine. I'll get the rope, and we'll hang them. Now show me the pictures. Show me the proof. I said, and Michael, if you don't have the pictures, if you don't have the fucking proof, you're going to be a full liability. You realize what you're doing. You're putting your neck out on the line. You realize what you're doing. You're calling out your fellow man as a pedophile, as a child pornographer, as a director of pornography movies, a producer of child pornography. You understand all these fucking allegations, schmuck. He was in charge. They're called allegations. And if you want to be in, if you want to get charged, you have to be indicted by the grand jury, they got to come back with a true bill, you dumb fuck, called Jeff. I have no idea who the fuck you think you are. i got no idea why the fuck you think you could just fucking talk legalese and law crap when you don't have a fucking clue how that process even works. You can't be charged with a felony schmuck until you've been indicted by the grand jury. Now you'd be charged with a misdemeanor, and you'd be charged with a violation, but you can't be charged with a felony, you dumb fuck until you go through the grand jury process, okay? No, it's not okay that you're a dickhead and you don't have a fucking clue and you just feel like fucking putting bullshit on the internet. And uh, when I put the safety plan crystal clear so you could see Scott's name on it and a case number on it, then what are you going to do, schmuck? Yeah, that's what I fucking thought. You're just going to make another fucking excuse. Okay, now what are you going to do when I put the appellate reply brief when the state of Alabama said the cause of why my child was taken into custody, the very first paragraph says, due to an agreement, an agreement between the parties, the parents in the state of Alabama 
are to place the newborn child into the custody of the Department of Human Resources Division of Social Services Foster Care Division. Okay? Now, does it say it's to be placed in a grandma's home? No. Does it say to be placed in a grandma's apartment? No. Does it say to be placed with a grandma or an uncle? No. Does it say due to a, uh, a domestic violence between a mother and a father? No. The state of Alabama was trying to play off that we didn't want the child because he had doubts, that he was that we just didn't want him because he was not normal, that he was possibly different looking. Okay? That's what they wrote to the Supreme Court, the reason why the child is in, was in the Social Services Department of the state of Alabama's. That's what they explained. Now, what the fuck do you get saying, well, oh, well clearly the child was placed with the uh, maternal grandmother to live in her apartment due to abuse and neglect? Kyle, I don't know how to explain it again. That case, that fucking contract was passed on page 40, 41 and 42, okay? The child was taken in 2001. By the time you get to page 40, we were already in 2003, 2004. Okay, that contract, that safety plan on 40 and 41 and 42 was why in 2003 somebody said, why doesn't Mary bother with these children? Why doesn't she have her six, seven-year-old girl? What happened to her? What was the reason why? And they said, oh, the reason why is this. Due to a safety plan, Mary's child, Mr. Anderson's child, is to be placed with the maternal grandmother named Mangina, not Lance. So that was a Mangina uh, Anderson uh, case file, and he saw the signature on the thing was Mangina, a Margaret Mangina, which was an 80-year-old fucking grandma. So there you go, dumb, you dumb fuck. But keep writing any bullshit to which you have absolutely no fucking clue because you keep saying, Frank was charged, Frank was charged. Now it went down from 30 charges to how many charges now? Hey, schmuck, asshole, dumb fuck. He's never been charged. So, there you go. Oh, and uh, yeah, too bad. The fucking girl lied. Oh, so all those things. Why don't you go? Why don't you go play my shows and and download everything you said? Call. Why do you call your kid a liar? Call. Why do you call your kid a liar? Call. Why are you saying she's lying? Why don't you go down to the prison and talk to Frank? Um, I kept saying schmuck. I can't go down to prison to visit Frank because Frank gets to pick three visitors. His daughter, blood daughter, his blood son, and his wife. And he gets to alter the visitation every six months. So if he gets arrested in November, guess what? He can't change it until what? April, May, June? The visiting list? There you go, you dumb fuck. And that's why I stopped fucking doing these shows because schmucks like you was telling me, oh, what are you going to do, Cole? What are you going to do, Cole? What are you going to do, Cole? I said, I'm going to wait for discovery. I'm going to wait to find out if he's innocent or guilty before I fucking do anything. There you go. Now, what could Call do? Oh, it's easy what Call could do. Call can make a go right to the, the police officer, Michael Rowan, and say, Michael, how are you going to compensate me? How are you going to compensate me for lying to me in my driveway? How are you going to lie to me for saying my child was involved in child pornography? How are you, how are you going to fucking compensate me? How are you going to make it right? How are you going to scare a dad? And get him worried that his daughter, and maybe his other daughter, and maybe his son, who barely speaks uh, English or any language on planet Earth, maybe he's also been involved with child pornography with the grandfather. 
maybe the girl, maybe the other girl's also involved in child pornography with the grandfather, but she's too scared to say anything. Or maybe the boy who's got Downs, he can't literally, he can't speak very many words. Maybe since uh, Grandpa spent 99% of the time with him and not with the girls because, you know, he's a boy and he's going to the uh, stores with Grandpa and eating gummy bears with Grandpa and eating McDonald's hamburgers all the time with Grandpa and doing slurpees with Grandpa. And uh, all the other grandkids are saying, well, Grandpa spoiled us to death. Colette is the first one to ever say that Grandpa did anything wrong. None of the grandchildren. He's got tons of grandchildren. Nobody has said he ever touched them or ever did anything wrong to any of them other than spoiling them to death. And some schmuck like a Jeffrey and uh, people like, uh, what the hell's her name? The lady who does that show on Thursday nights, whatever the fuck her name is. Saying, oh, just look at him. He's a man. Oh, look at him. He's guilty. Oh, look at him. Really? Do you understand? He's worth 33 fucking years. I want to see if Jeffrey's got a, even got a fucking job. Because he puts out fucking YouTube videos at 1 o'clock in the morning, 5 o'clock in the morning, 9 o'clock in the morning, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Frank worked for 33 fucking years and never took a fucking vacation. Okay? He works six days a fucking week, comes home for a couple of fucking hours, takes care of his little hobby farm, and goes back on a fucking road schnock. Okay? He doesn't live in his mom's basement, eat Twinkies, and drink Ovaltine like you do. He's got a real fucking life. He took care of his fucking children, took care of his grandchildren, he took care of my fucking kids. Okay? And you got the balls big enough to fucking try to crucify this fucking guy without even knowing who the fuck he is. You know, well, look at him. He, he looks guilty. That poor bastard was being harassed by the cops for months over this shit. Okay? He works. If you ever drove a truck, which you have, and I'm sure, you get pretty damn funky because you don't fucking have a shower that you can just walk into your mom's basement and what have a new boyfriend of the week comes done when he's done taking his shower. So poor Frank looked rough. He was exhausted. He worked six days that week. He hadn't had a shower yet. As soon as he came home, the cops were fucking swarming all over him for these pictures and his pornography and all the crap. The poor pastor was haggard. He, he started getting an interview at 7, 8 o'clock in the morning. He came back a couple times to talk to me. By the time he got arrested at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, I'm sure, who knows when he got booked and fingerprinted and everything else. He, uh, he looked like crap. In all these months, he had to fucking deal with fucking everybody in jail saying that he was a child pornographer. Oh, yeah, he took pictures of his kids and grandkids and you know, all these fucking lewd photos and all these... He was looking at a life without a possibility of parole. That was the last thing. That was the last thing that fucking prosecutor said to him. You better fucking cut a deal with us about a week ago. So we got everything, and you're gonna burn. And you're looking at fucking life without the possibility of parole. That's what we're gonna recommend to the judge: life without possible parole. I'm telling you, if he had one fucking photo on that camera, one picture of that kid, every single fucking one of these would say, "Oh, well, he's guilty, Carl. Well, he's guilty." Yeah, the only thing I would have done, instead of done the Jeffrey fucking thing, I would have said, look, and I show people like Vital, he's seen my card, that I work for uh, Comdex. I work for uh, SoftBank, the biggest computer company in Japan. And I fucking worked through Adobe, and I did Photoshop, and I also did Dell, and I worked for Sony. And if you guys didn't believe it, I said, call up SoftBank, just call Center still in Las Vegas, and I'll tell you, I worked with them back in 97 and 98. 
and I got the 98 cards from Comdex to prove it, that I was there as a representative for them. And I would have taken that digital imaging, what I told Mike and his supervisor, if you guys think you're going to digitally alter a picture off of one of his cameras, I said, I'm going to have the forensics, and I'm going to send it out, and I'm going to see how many layers are on that photo. And if I find more than one layer on that photo, heaven help you people. I said, so if you think you're going to set Frank up, good luck. So even if Michael, or whoever this fucker from this Jeffrey, said, well, look, cool, there's 10,862 pictures. I said, uh, Jeffrey, I'm going to do a forensic on this first, okay? Before you jump to conclusions and say Frank is guilty and laugh, say, see, call, see, see? Yeah, all right, I'll say, see what? I'm still going to do the forensics. And a schmuck like you would say, look, Paul's fucking defending a child pornographer, okay? That's what, exactly what you'd say in your stupid YouTube. You'd say, Paul's defending a child pornographer. Oh, yeah, and if the, if the mention of my kid is on your YouTube channel, I'll have YouTube channel uh, shut you down for child abuse, okay? Because you can't put a child's name on there. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll have your YouTube channel shut down in a heartbeat, pal. So, uh, like I said, it's a lot of fun that uh, Frank was telling the truth. They didn't have a damn thing. And uh, these poor people who wanted to hang him, what are they going to do now? And people ask me, well, are you going to help Frank sue? No, of course not. Why is Frank out of jail? Ha, ha, ha. What do you mean, why isn't Frank out of jail? You think the government is going to let him go that quick, that easy, without trying to sweat and scare him a little more, or maybe beat him up? Oh, no, Jeffrey doesn't think so. Well, that's what Frank was told when he went to his... Uh, hearing uh, a couple months ago when Vital was down here. Uh, when he went for the hearing, the judge called the wrong Frank Russo. Why was Frank Russo senior at Frankie Russo's trial? Frankie didn't mention that Big Frank was on a lawsuit. So Michael Rohn was an ex parte communication with the judge at that civil lawsuit. That's how Michael Rohn, and that's how the judge, got Big Frank Russo out of his jail cell that day to appear for Frank Frankie's Civil lawsuit against him. The judge could have sworn it was Big Frank that filed the lawsuit. It's two sentences. It's a two-sentence lawsuit. It doesn't say Frank's age. It doesn't say his location. It doesn't say what he does for a living. It doesn't say what the trespass was, other than, um, I'm trying to remember the, what Frankie's little trespass thing was. I think it was just a restoration of his good name, restoration of his property. That's right. He just wanted his name back. It was restoration of property, trespass upon property. That's all it was. We put nothing in there to indicate that it was filed by a Frank Russo senior who's sitting in the correctional facility because obviously the correctional facility would have known that Frank sent something out, sold Michael, a cop. They read every freaking thing. So for some reason, Frank was in a courtroom and Vital was there. And Vital saw Frank, the big Frank, in the courtroom. And this was supposed to be little Frank's turn. But it's funny, Frank's Russo's name and his son's name is identical. Nobody, it's not Frankie Jr., it's not Frankie Sr., it's Frank Russo and Frank Russo, and that's it. No. Uh, one no. thing, Carl. One thing, Carl, you may have misspoken. Uh, I didn't see Frank, the old man in the courtroom. He was on video. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. You know, how did they know to wake How did they know to wake him up in his prison cell and get to it? No, that's what I was going to that point. Vital, because this is what I was trying to say when I explained earlier on the show, maybe little poor Jeffrey wasn't around. But this is how your wonderful legal system works, fucking Jeffrey, is Vital was there, and he was telling my little brother, Frankie, hey, get the judge's attention and let the judge know it's your case, not Big Frank's case. 
And the judge just kept, well, go ahead, Vital, what did the judge do? Just kept blowing Frankie off. Yeah, he kept just uh, going uh, with a video uh, call that he was having with, uh, he did it twice. Uh, first with um, uh, with the guy from the newspaper, Zen, uh, uh, Brad Zen, and then he hung up and did a call again, whatever, and then it was with uh, Michael Rohn. And, uh, you know, I never heard uh, uh, Frank speak, the old man, uh, and then I realized, well, they, they got something going on here, and they're not looking at Frankie. They're dealing with somebody else, and then in the end, when he was hanging up, the judge said, uh, uh, "Frank Russo, uh, Mr. Russo, yeah, Mr. Russo, do you have any anything to say?" And I heard the old man say, "No," and that's when I realized that they were talking to you know somebody else, uh, and they thought it was uh, Frank Russo's the old man's uh, case, and that's when I spoke up, and I said, <laughs> "Frank Russo is in the courtroom," and then the judge goes, "And who was that?" Who was that on the on the phone? I said I don't know, and I knew who it was, but I said I don't know because right. I I wasn't I, I couldn't see it I couldn't see the video. Yeah, so this is what I'm trying to tell people like a Jeffrey kind of guy that his legal society, the people that he loves so much, is that they thought Frank Russo was the one who filed a lawsuit against them. It has nothing to do with Frank Russo Senior. It has to do with Frank Russo Junior. So why was Frank Russo Sr. summoned to court that morning? Frank did. Frank went, little Frankie went down to the prison to meet his dad. His dad said, what the fuck happened the other day? And he's like, what? He says, I don't know. They woke me up and put me in front of some video camera, and they told me if I say one word to defend myself, or I say one word against Mike the cop, they're going to beat the shit out of me once the video cameras go off, and they're going to throw me into general population and say I molest children. He said, what the fuck is that? What was that all about? And he said, well, calls filed a lawsuit on my behalf because, you know, my name and your name's the same. And you're saying Frank Russo's a child pornographer and I bought every fucking newspaper in Walmart so nobody at work would know who I am. And I was really embarrassed to see my name on the front page. You know, big thing, Frank Russo, child pornographer. So he was scared. So Frankie's like, you know what? This is bullshit. And he had to go all around the fucking town and he bought up all the fucking newspapers at 4 or 5 in the morning. Because that's his fucking name. How would you like Vital's fucking name, Chalpanov? Or how would you like Jeffrey? What a Chalpanov. Well, well, you know, you just, you know, boy, boy, pornography or whatever. Hey, you do boys, whatever the hell. And when you see your name, it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's, that's the same name as me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. People are, wait a second, that's the same address. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's the same house. No, 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 no. People are going to think it's fucking me. Oh, no. You know, Frank went around with all the newspapers. So he's going to restore his good name. Why? Because not only is Frank Russo not a child pornographer, neither is his dad. But we didn't file it on behalf of his dad because we had no right to file it on behalf of his dad because we had no way for his dad to sign, sign the damn bloody fucking claim. We can't file a claim. And that's what the judge's ruling was. He says, if somebody's filing fucking claims on Frank Russo's behalf, that's a felony. And I'm going to prosecute the man. Yeah, well, let's see how fast you prosecute yourself, judge, because what you did with Michael Rohn it's an ex parte communication because what made you think Frank Russo in jail? Because Frank Russo's not in his court. Frank Russo's across the street in the family court. Frank Russo's not in circuit court where, where Victor Ludwig is. He's over in fucking family court. Victor's never met Frank. Frank's never been arrested in his life. Frank's never been in front of Victor. So what would Victor lead, what would lead Victor to believe that Frank Russo is an inmate 
at the detention center because in the lawsuit, it clearly, and Jeffrey has a copy of the fucking lawsuit. It clearly says Jeffrey. Does it say anything about fucking the age of Frank Russo? No. Does it say where he's located? No. Does it say what Michael Rome did? No. So there you go. That's the next part. The other thing, out of a doubt. The other thing, sorry, Carl. The other thing is they didn't call the case. You know how normally they call the case? They didn't call the case. They didn't say, you know, uh, Virginia versus uh, Frank Russo or anything like that. They just, the, the, the judge just started dialing. Well, Frank Russo versus Michael Rohn. They didn't yell at it. It's civil. This was civil. This was a civil lawsuit, not criminal. Right, but they didn't call the case. The, the judge just started dialing. And now I'm thinking of something else. That thing was supposed to be heard at 925. And after what happened when, when that thing happened with you and you had a witness, you know, I was there and all that, they probably said, you know, we need to use a different strategy with this next one. And that's why they probably delayed it till after 10 o'clock so they could get uh, Frank in front of the the, um, the camera and try to pretend like it was Frank's case and he wouldn't be able to say anything. But like I said, the reason why, and the judge actually wrote that in the ruling, he said at no time did Frank Russo on camera ever indicate that he was not a party to this lawsuit, then not at any time did Frank Russo indicate to the court that he had no idea what we were talking about. At no time did Frank Russo explain that I'm not the Frank Russo that you are calling. The reason why the judge doesn't understand why, the reason why Frank never indicated that he wasn't the Frank Russo is because the fucking prison guards, Jeffrey, threatened to beat the shit out of him if he tried to defend himself in court when those cameras went fucking off. And you're going to say, well, that's just Frank's word. Okay, well, Frank has been found to have not be a child pornographer. Frank didn't ever fucking take any pictures of these fucking kids. So if Frank said, oh, Frankie, I was scared shitless. They told me if I opened my fucking mouth, they'd beat the crap out of me. And Frank likes to talk. Trust me, he's Italian. He likes to fucking talk. So he said, man, he just kept his mouth shut, and he, he didn't even know if he should say no at the end when the judge said, uh, Frank Russo, do you have anything to say? No. He didn't say, no, Your Honor. He says, no, not at this time. No, Frank just said, nope. Frank didn't want to get his ass kicked. And Jeffrey would say, oh, well, you know, that's your word. Uh, let me see. The cop's words are, Frank's a child pornographer. I've got the photos. I've got the camera. I've got the proof. I've got the video, and I'll come back and show you. Okay? That's the cop's word. Okay, so the cop's word is zero. The cop's word is crap. The cop's word is bullshit. Okay, so now I get to write a lovely letter to Michael and the county commissioner, and I get to write a lovely letter to the county attorney, and I get to say, how are you folks going to compensate I, the father, for what you put me through? Your police officer said, uh, uh, Michael Rohn clearly said, he came and said that he had the photos, he had the proof, he had the pictures, he had the camera, and he's going to come back and show me. Now, he put me through this torment. Did my kid get abused or didn't my kid get abused? Did only one kid get abused or did two kids get abused or did all three kids get abused? Or is Frank running around the world just abusing every kid because he tries to track the trail? Are they going to find thousands of porno pictures on his computer? Poor little Jeffrey. I wonder how many porno pictures they'd find on your computer, Jeffrey. They found zero on all of Frank's shit and his one computer went back to 1997. 
Okay? So they found zero on Frank's. How many can we find on yours, little Jeffrey? Zero? So like I said, when uh, this guy Frank's a good guy, he works hard, and uh, when the people start saying, well, come on, Carl, why would your kid lie? Uh, because she was humiliated, she said. She's a 12-year-old girl. Oh, not, not a 12-year-old girl, Jeffrey. I don't know how to explain this to you. When you Google an infant, she is a minor infant child. She's infantile, okay? Now, you're going to fucking get a man and hang him and put him in jail for the rest of his life based on a word of somebody who's infantile, okay? Anybody under the age of 18 is considered an infant. So you wanted the whole world to believe that a little infant was telling the truth. Well, she's just an infant, okay? Why would an infant lie? Because an infant is infantile, and an infant doesn't know, like, right from wrong. And uh, that's why they're called infants, because they're infantile, because they have the brain capacity to separate the truth from the fiction. Okay? So, uh, there you go. See, why don't you write nice fucking YouTube videos like, Infant Tells Lie on Grandpa. And Grandpa goes to jail. And the police believe it. Not only the police believe it, the police push the story and say he did it. And they have the photos and they have the proof. Not only that, but the local newspapers prove said they've got the pictures. The police have got the pictures. They found the camera under his bed. Oh, they found the camera under Frank's bed. Oh, that's where we hide all our fucking dirty shit. We hide it under our beds. Oh, so the cops found it under his bed. That definitely shows that he got you. That definitely proves motive. He hid it. Because why would he hide his camera unless there was child porn on it, right, Jeff? Right? So there must be porn because they found it under his bed. You know, when they searched home, they found it under his bed. Oh, yeah. Real, real horror there, Jeff. Too bad there was nothing fucking on there. No fucking pictures of any. And Windows operating systems have something called the delete program. And when you delete something, it's going to record the time, the date of when it happened since the computer was started. And what it's going to say, maybe it's not going to say, maybe Frank didn't label him. He wouldn't, nobody would label him like child porn picture. He'd like, the picture would be like 12721. But it would be a JPEG. It would say file extension JPEG and it would say 69 kilobits. So that would probably be a picture. They said when they did like Frank's computer, it was like the slowest starting fucking computers on planet Earth because Frank never deleted a damn thing. Why? Because he's a tractor trailer driver. He doesn't know a damn thing about computers. So he just turns it on, and he writes emails back and forth to people. And when, he's, when uh, he has some time to kill, when he's on the side of the highway, it was unbelievable. No porn on his computer. Oh, gee, poor Jeffrey. You just wanted to hang this fucking guy and say, ha-ha, call, you see, you're defending, an in, defending a crazy guy, defending a child pornographer. Gee. And let me tell you, like I said again, if there was one picture of my kid on it, and it was a true picture, and it wasn't fucking Photoshopped, and it was one legitimate picture of her being abused or whatever, he would be guilty. The case would be over because he'd be guilty. Now, you could waste your time and have a trial by jury, and you could waste the taxpayer's money. And, and he'd try to say he didn't do it when he already admitted that he did it. He said, well, fuck, I did. I'm busted. Well, there's your pictures. There's your proof. Just put me in jail. Jeffrey would say, see, the case is over. He admitted he did it. They found the porno. Now what do you say, Call? I'd say, well, I guess he did it. But I gave him a chance to fucking exonerate himself, be exonerated. I don't want to hang an innocent man. So there you go.
So now, if the case would be over because there was pitches on there, why isn't the case over because there's not pitches on there? What else could have he fucking done? Nothing. Because it's already proved that a child, an infant, lied about grandpa. She pointed out the camera. She said, yes, that's the camera. She pointed out the video camera. That's the video camera. Yes, that's the laptop that he was watching the porn on. Yes, I saw him watching porn on that one right there. Yes, that's the still camera. Yes, that's his cell phone. He was taking pictures of me with his cell phone. Yes, I saw my naked pictures on his cell phone. So why would the little girl lie? She, I don't know, maybe because she's infantile. Maybe because she's not liable for actions. The only problem is the state is liable for her actions. So Frank can make a claim against the state for letting one of their citizens, uh, Colette, make a false, make say something about him or do something, throw a rock at him, whatever. Now she's not going to be, he can make a claim against the state. For one, like I said, it's, it was kind of kind of uh, difficult to understand for maybe some people. But when some lady came up to me in Indiana when I was and hanging out there, with some man named Denny Fick, Fink, Fick, Frick. I don't remember, Denny, Denny something, Frick. And uh, he said, Paul, he says, a whole bunch of people come up here to this uh, donut shop owned by a couple of Vietnamese people. Do you mind sitting and asking me some questions that I, you know, I'd like to help these people, but I don't know how to, what to tell them. So that should show. So one lady came in and she said to me, she said she needs help with credit card bills. I said, well, first of all, tell me why you can't pay them. And she said, well, I work at Walmart and don't make enough money. I said, well, you know, I got a daughter and I live in a mobile home and we just ain't got that kind of money to pay the credit cards and they want to start leaning in the, the mobile home. And I said to her, I said, well, um, uh, where's the dad? And she said, I don't know. Well, she said, I was married, but he got arrested for raping my 14-year-old daughter when she was 12. I said, oh, there goes your money problems. What? Your daughter got raped, right? Right. Where's the man now? In jail. Oh, what does that mean? Well, the state owes you money. What? Yeah, it's called risk management. You go there and you say one of your citizens, one of your employees, one of your agents, one of those that you believe you possess and that you control and that you are liable for, caused harm and injury and loss to yours, to your, to your child. Caused harm and injury and loss to another citizen. They're insured. Everybody here in the state is insured. We're all insured. We're all indemnified through risk management. If we do something wrong, risk management will pay it out. She said, what? I said, look, you're going to get 40 to 60 grand. Go down there. You could claim some money. The girl could claim some money. And uh, I have no idea what the chart is or what the scale is here, but I know in Alabama I studied risk management cases for a long time. I said, and uh, just go ahead and call up Indianapolis and see what you get. She came back the very next day and she said, we're going to get a $60,000 check and we're going to, she's going to get a four-year in-state all-paid school tuition when she goes to college, but it's got to be in-state. I said, yep, see, I told you. And that's what me and my mom got, a letter from risk management from Virginia. A couple of days after Frank went to jail, they said, um, you've been a victim of a crime. What do you mean I'm a victim? I've been a victim of a crime because of, you know, because of what Frank did. We're victims now because we're stressed and we're whatever from this, you know, these allegations of what Frank did. So risk management asked us, you know, wrote to us, would we like to file a claim for compensation? Would we like to get compensated for the allegations, the charges, the what Frank is going to be brought up for court? Would we like, you know, like they're saying that their child, their citizen, their member of their family, named Frank Russo, has done something wrong? 
And if you'd like to make a claim, like, I'm sorry, it's just basically saying, like, I'm sorry my kid got in the car, and I'm sorry she's uh, 12 years old and she ran over your tree, or she ran over your mailbox, and I know she did it, and we don't have to go to court to prove it. So if there's any way I could compensate you for your mailbox, I'm sorry a member of my family, a citizen of the Lenses, destroyed your property or caused harm, just give me the claim of what you wish to be compensated, the estimate of the damages, and I'll see what I could do. So they sent us the same freaking letter. And my mom was so distraught, she has, I guarantee she has no idea what that letter meant. I understood. I said, oh, that's the state you know, risk division saying, you know, we'll compensate you for one of our employees or one of our citizens, one of the members of our family that we are responsible for because he's in their custody. He's considered, he's in family court. He's considered a, a juvenile. He's considered, you know, one of the members of the family. He's in juvenile court. He's in domestic court. He is not in criminal court. So there you go. I mean, I have no idea how they're going to move the case when it's a girl's word who lied on video. On video. They got a videotape of her saying, yes, that's the camera. Yes, that's the laptop. Yes, that's the telephone. That's the cell phone. Yes, I saw pictures of me on that cell phone. Yes, that's the one. So how are they going to use her for whatever allegations are remaining to prosecute this poor guy? Well, he still touched me. Oh, really? Are you lying then or are you lying now? You swore up and down a stack of Bibles that those were the old recording devices he was using to do pornography. Oh, well, okay, well, maybe I lied about all that. Maybe the 24 things I said about, okay, maybe there's a lot, but those, but those last three or four, that's, they're for real. They're very for real. Look, pal, I explain this to you. The maximum law, once a lie, always a fucking lie. Okay, and you prove that you have no fucking clue the difference between an allegation, an indictment, and a charge, or a warrant. You got no fucking clue. So that's why I fucking muted you out. Because you have no fucking clue what you're doing. And I actually thought maybe you were a legal student, or you maybe had some sort of competency in common law, or even English law. You have no fucking clue about nothing. You're just a dickhead has got nothing fucking better to do but spread hate. And I got time for that crap. So, um, yeah, like I said, uh, it was a good show, man. It was a good call. But uh, I'm going to go with something to eat now. And I'm just grateful as hell, man, that, that all that bullshit with Frank is over. And like I said, all I'm going to do is write a letter to Michael Rohn. And I write at the bottom CC, like whoever the man is who acts as county commissioner, CC to the county uh, attorney. I'm going to write CC to risk management. And said, one of your citizens named Michael Brown committed a wrong. He came to my house and he flat out committed wrong. He knew that he did not have the photos. He knows he did not have the proof. And he knew he was not going to come back and have the, him on video. Because can you imagine if I didn't have Michael Brown on video? Can you imagine if I didn't have a video? He said, no, call. No, I said, I think I have the photos. I, I think we have the proof. I, I, I might come back later. If I didn't have the video of him saying that, he would say, oh, call. You were just stressed out. Call your dad. And, and, and you, you heard something horrible about your daughter. So you think I said I had the photos. You think I said I had the proof. You think I said I'm come, I'll come back and show you. No, call. I didn't say that. You were just stressed out, call. I never said nothing like that. And I'm a cop. And nobody's going to believe you, call. They're going to believe a good colleague cop, you know, the sheriff of the county, the most powerful fucking man in the county. They're going to believe the sheriff. They're not going to believe you, call. I'm a sheriff. I have the power of life and death over everybody here. 
No one's going to believe you can call. They're going to believe me. I'm a sheriff. I'm a number one. I'm the whole fucking power of the county. Everybody comes to me. I would never lie. But you call, you would lie. So, I'm good godly Mike the cop, and I would never fucking lie. Why would I lie, Carl? There's nothing, there'd be no benefit. You know what kind of crap? And I think Vital was down there with me, or maybe it was the day or two after. The crap that these cops gave me in the sheriff's department said, What kind of fucking dad are you? What kind of fucking dad are you? You should be hanging this guy. You should be, we should be trying to fucking restrain you from fucking wanting to go tear fucking Frank apart. What kind of fucking dad are you that doesn't have any concern or care that his child was molested and she was on pornography and she's on video and Frank was doing all these horrible things in hard film? What kind of fucking dad are you that you're not fucking going hysterical right now wanting to kill this fucking guy? I said, because hysterical is a fucking woman emotion. It's called hysteronics. And I'm not hysterical. I said, now, you don't know what I'm feeling inside, but I'm acting in public. And what I'm displaying in public has nothing to do with what's going on behind my, in, behind my eyes. You have no idea what's going on in my heart and what's going on in my mind. I've got to perform. I've got to act. I'm in public. I've got three lives. I've got a secret life. I've got a private life. And I've got a public life. What you people see is the public life of me. That's what you see of Carl Wentz, the public life. You don't see the private life. It's none of your fucking business. And you certainly ain't going to get access to the secret life of Carl Wentz. It ain't going to fucking happen. But to stand there and fucking have to listen to these fucking cops saying, what kind of fucking man are you? What kind of fucking dad are you? Kill Frank. Hang him. Go after him. Get him, Carl. Get him. Why are we doing your job, Carl? Why? Why are we doing your job? Why are we protecting your kid? Why aren't you out there fucking taking care of your kid? Why aren't you making sure she's not on pornos? Why aren't you fucking doing your job, Carl? Instead of coming down here breaking out balls, why aren't you out there fucking protecting your kid? No. We got to fucking do it. Oh, yeah. Now, nobody's going to want to fucking hear that. I could go to the sheriff's department and say, hey, you schmucks. Remember what the fuck you were saying? Protecting my fucking kid and making me feel two inches fucking tall. Yelling at me in front of my mom and these fucking people. You know, I guess you were fucking wrong. I guess you were fucking, not only were you wrong, with deliberate, wanton intent, you fucking lied. You just fucking stood there and fucking lied to my face. And on that video, I said, Mike, if you're telling the truth, I got the rope. I will hang him, let him go, and I'll take care of him. Mike, if you're fucking lying, if you're fucking lying, you're going to be a full liability, pal. I said, if you got those pitches, you got the proof. I got the pitches. You got the proof. I got the proof. I got to see him. I'll be back in a little while. Well, you do that. And when you got that, I'm behind you, Michael, 100%. I told the cops, I don't know how many times, if you got the proof, I am behind you 100%. I will do everything in my power to see that he never goes near that fucking kid or any kid ever again. I, you got my cop operation 100%. He wasn't saying, Carl says, oh, I hate cops and everything he's saying is bullshit. No. I said that on that video, on YouTube, you hear me say, I, I'll be behind you 100%. If you got the proof, if you got the photos, I'm with you, Mike. And I, I appreciate that you found this guy out and I appreciate that you stopped him and I appreciate Everything that you, uh, the, you know, your legal society is doing to protect my kid and the, you know, the good school teachers and the good guidance counselors and the good school nurses who all reported this horrible, horrible pornographer. I'm glad they all had the courage to step forth and call them out as pornographer. I'm glad they weren't afraid to call out their fellow man as a vile fucking criminal, a vile fucking animal. I am so fucking proud of my fellow school teachers and guidance counselors and nurses and 
police officers and sheriffs and, and social workers. I'm so proud of you caseworkers for calling out to have the guts, to have the guts, to point to your fellow man and say he's a child pornographer. I'm so proud that you people aren't afraid to just step up and tell the truth and say he's a child pornographer and he should go to jail for the rest of his life. I'm so proud of you women. I'm so proud of you men. Yeah, right. Let's see what they're going to fucking do now. Let's see if they're going to say, gee, fuck, sorry, man. Let's see how fast the newspaper's going to put a fucking on the front page. 24 fucking charges dropped. Child pornography was not fucking found to have produced a single fucking child piece of child pornography. We are truly sorry here at uh, whatever the fucking Daily News Gazette, whatever the fuck that rag is fucking called. I would love to see them fucking run a retraction. You know what the retraction's going to be? They've got fucking 12 pages. It's going to be on page 11 under the obituaries. They're going to run a retraction. You know how many death threats Frank got to a child being a child pornographer? You know, go read the comment section of whatever that fucking rag newspaper was. Read how many people that said that Frank should be, uh, uh, his ball should be cut off, or whatever they call it, castrated. For doing what? For being a good grandfather? For working for 33 years fucking straight? Frank came to me two, three months before this all happened. He said, Carl, please take your children from us for a week or two. I want to take your mom on a cruise. I've always wanted to go on a cruise. I've worked for 33 fucking years. I haven't had a fucking vacation in 33 years. Remember the last time I had a vacation call? I was like, yeah, when Frankie was like a brand new, you and my mom went up to New York, up New York State for the weekend. He was like, yeah, we went up, we took a ride around for the weekend. We came home. Call, that's the last time I'd done anything like driving around a car and relaxed. You know how embarrassing it was to sit there in court and have Frank say, and when the judge said, uh, sir, you know, how much money do you have? Um, $200. She said, no, how many bank accounts do you have? Two bank accounts. How much money do you have in both bank accounts? Uh, $200. Do you own a house? No. Do you own land? No. Um, do you own a car? No. Do you own a truck? No. Do you own a motorcycle? No. I give it all to my wife. She has everything. She has my bank accounts. She's got all my real money. She's got control of the house. She's got control of the land. She has one van. We have no cars. We have no motorcycles. My wife has everything. So I'm thinking to myself, this guy made 33 grand a year for 33 years. That's a million dollars. He gave every single fucking thing to my mom. Every fucking thing. That's insane. I have cars. I have bikes. I have trucks. This guy's got nothing. Except that he worked hard and his grandkids say, Grandpa never did anything but spoil us to death. All his other grandkids. And then they got these schmucks like fucking Jeffrey and these people on Thursday nights, whatever, saying, Oh man, look at him. He's guilty. I could just tell. Look at those beady eyes. The guy that was exhausted. Okay? So, like I said, that's why I didn't bother doing no more fucking uh, shows because 90% of the fucking shows had nothing to do with anything other than Frank and my kid. And everybody said, When are you going to give your kid out? I said, No, she could sit there. Because she writes lovely letters to me now. She never wrote letters to me before in her life. She writes lovely letters to me now saying how much she loves me and how much she misses me and how much she appreciates having a dad finally in her life. And then I said, and if she's lied, this is going to give her uh, a time to reflect that if you're a lawyer, you go to foster care and you go to jail and you get a, you know, get to come home and you get don't get to be with your friends or your ponies or your fucking animals. This is what happens. You get taken away and you go to foster care. So there you go. So why would a 
You say, well, why don't you go get her out? What happened? What happened? Let me put it this way. What happened if I got her out the day that she was taken into custody? What if I got her out? Okay? And then I find out three, four, five months later, me and her are laughing and joking for Thanksgiving, Frank's sitting in jail. Me and her are laughing and joking Christmas Eve, Frank's sitting in jail. Me and her are laughing and joking over my Christmas presents, Frank's sitting in jail. We have New Year's Eve together, Frank's sitting in jail. You know, we have uh, St. Patrick's Day together, Frank's sitting in jail. And then I find out there's not a fucking single fucking picture on any of those fucking things, and there's a
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.